Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis, and featuring the Seven Deuce Deuce, Adam and Tick And now strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. February 23rd, 2015. Welcome, everybody. The Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you! Thank you for listening. It's live Monday night, Las Vegas, the city of sin. Sin City, they say. Thanks for listening. Great show tonight. Pumped to talk about Atlanta 1, or as I call it, Atlanta 1. Home of the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons. Screw you guys. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Pivot Works, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Under, Galfer Brakes, KTMPartsExpress.com, Black Ops Moto. We got two tickets to Atlanta 2 to give away tonight. That's right, courtesy of the folks at Pivot Works. Pivot Works for 2015, they've come on board and uh, we're happy to have them. Since 99, they've simplified your trip to the parts counter by creating a single solution for replacing the worn-out chassis and suspension components on your bike. They're the premier aftermarket solution for rebuilding your wheels, forks, linkage, swing arm, shock, and steering stem bearings, all in one package. These guys are great. I have them. I've used them for my Project 90. All the seals, all the bearings right there, easy to use, fantastic uh, company, and uh, you just get everything all together. It's great. They got it for all makes and models. Save 30% by typing in Pivot Works Pulp Show 2015. Upon checkout, you can check that out and this, everything else under Sponsor Deals on PulpMXShow.com. Support our sponsors to keep on doing this show. If you're going to buy something through Amazon, go to PulpMX.com, click on the Amazon banner, and uh, make your purchase of whatever you need, sex swings, that type of thing, things that the Kiefer's use, and we will uh, get a small chunk of that. Don't forget the app, Bubblemex app, and uh, you can listen live on the app and listen live on TuneIn if you're too cheap to buy the app. Great show lined up. I can't believe all the speed in the studio right now. It's phenomenal. The studio, the studio is just leaking speed everywhere. On, on the phone tonight, though, uh, Chad Reed, can you believe he won? Can you believe he won? On the anniversary of the Can You Believe in Miracles 1980 USA hockey team gold medals, I think Can You Believe Reed 1 is right up there. Weston Pike, another great ride for Weston Pike. And Bobby Canari, going to check in with the Arena Cross guy. Bobby Canari, I saw some things when I was watching Arena Cross flying back on the back on my, in my plane. I saw things that a man shouldn't be doing on a racetrack, and it was Bobby Canari. And I have to talk to him about this. From flying off the track to trying to take some dudes out, we're going to get Bobby Canari. On the line tonight on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Uh, first of all, in studio, he's back. It's been a while. Uh, we're, we're so pumped to have him here. He's the great Seven Deuce Deuce, Adam Entenap. What up? Thanks for coming, man. Dude, you know I'm it. I'm pumped. I'm excited. Dude, I love it. Seriously. Thank you. It's, like... it's, it's been a while since we got you in here, but you've been you know trying to do the Supercross grind. and Yeah, that's what I'm on right now, the Supercross grind, just putting in freaking lap after lap, training day after day. You know the deal. And <sighs> we love Top Jimmy. We love him. <laughs> 
he turned oh, into you man. in that LCQ. Oh, shit. And uh, he jacked you. Yeah. It we, happens, we, I guess. We, we jacked each other, I guess. I mean, it was Jimmy's fault, but... You know, we're riding Supercross. Stuff yeah. happens. You know what? It's going to go down. I would have said you could. You should have got a better start. And then yeah. you wouldn't be back with goons like Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you all man. right, though? Are you okay? Yeah, no, it, I'm it was, good. It was no, dirty. I'm a 100%. And uh, Jimmy Jimmy popped his shoulder out, which is kind of a bummer. But yeah. um, I just got a little nick on my wrist and a little bruise on my thigh. But nothing big. I'm all right. Ready to go for uh, Atlanta 2, baby. If that's not fast enough to have Adamenta nap, uh, uh, one of the great privateers in our sport in studio, we also have back... He's the 2001 125 Supercross West Champion. He's former factory hunter. different every time. I, I, I always it's forget. Two. Oh, 2002. You know, I got to equate it to. <laughs> Write it down. I got to equate it to when I were. Okay, so you won the title when I worked for Nick Way, and now I'll remember forever. Okay. Nick Way equals Preston's title. Preston Championship. There you go. Travis Preston, welcome Thank back. Thank you. I'm just here to Good. see Pookie. That's it. Great. Fantastic. This is going to go well. That's weird because I'm here to see her too. (laughs) (laughs) She's a nice lady. She is. She's really nice. She's a nice lady. I love her popcorn, Steve. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. (laughs) Uh, Also in the studio, uh, Dirt Rider uh, Magazine, DirtRider.com, Tester Extraordinaire, Chris Kiefer. What's up, bud? Hey, Steve. I'm here to see you guys. Thank you. I love Pookie, but I love Heather, so I'm a one-woman guy. Exactly. Uh, What's going on with you? What's new with Dirt Rider? What's up? Dirt Rider's busy. Testing's busy. Last two weeks, uh, I've been really busy. I've been riding 12 out of 14 days, so it's nice to be up here. And good drive today. It was kind of white and snowy, so yeah, it's something different. It's cool to be up here and spend time with the Deuce Deuce and my buddy TP. And you, I should know this um, from the last show that you were in. Did we talk much about you testing that factory replica? We yeah, we brushed on it a little bit. We didn't. It's get, good, get, right? Yeah, it's it's really good. Would it win the shootout right now? If you had to go back, you know what? I it'd be damn close. Like I am not a big fan of the the current 2015 KTM 450, but the factory edition bike is really good. And I'm gonna have to give those guys credit. That was kind of Lytle's project, mm-hmm. and uh, they did a great job. Like him and Sleater and all the guys, I think they did a great job on the bike. It's it feels more like a Japanese bike. You don't hop on it mm-hmm. and feel Euro, you know. Right, right. So it's really good. Uh, taking your calls, handling things behind the scenes. Uh, to Producing the shit out of the show, the Devin Gibbs. What's going on, guys? Gibbs, what's up? Uh, you know. Have we ever had this much speed in studio? I mean, we've had one f- real fast guy, or maybe two. Have we had three really fast guys? I don't know. I think this may be the fastest this room has ever been. Perhaps the Vegas Roundtable show? Ooh, maybe. AC, Villaman. Villaman, Ping, Ping, Jimmy. Ping and Kiefer are about equal. Mm. No. That's, I don't know. About oh, okay. Well, I'm trying to equate it. AC is probably the fastest yes. right now. Villaman and, you know, Antonap, probably good match right now at this no, point. I think in- Deuce, Deuce no, Deuce, 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 Deuce would kill Villaman right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah no I, don't, I don't know. Villaman. Yeah, mean, Villaman's not like he, no. no. Me, me and Villaman are almost. And Villaman will tell you, like, he's on the couch. He's chilling. Yeah, 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 he yeah, ain't yeah, going yeah. a lot. Okay. Yeah, All right. yeah, no. Well, maybe this is the greatest. 20 seconds. I give, yeah. I give Deuce Deuce 20 seconds. Maybe this is the greatest <laughs> semblance of speed we've ever had in Boom. the studios. Yeah. I think sure. it might be. I, I don't know. I think I think the Vegas roundtable, that, that's close. But this may be the Oh, fastest. we had Top Jimmy. We had Top Jimmy. Dude, but Preston's fast. Yeah, Preston don't is, knock him. Okay, yeah. okay, straight up. I'm not up. knocking him. No, I, he's no. right here. Steve, we go to Comp Edge. Preston, we're definitely taking it. Yeah. Straight up. You're taking it from Preston right now? No, no, no. Oh. He, if we got this squad, we're taking it if it's at Comp Edge. Oh, oh, I see Even, even better, mean. GH, he kills it at Glen Helen. Travis. 
Who's faster, Jody Weisel at Glen Helen or mm. Travis? <laughs> That's a tough one. <laughs> I hope me. Uh, <laughs> one time, I hope me. <laughs> one time I did a test out there of, of Reed's back factory bike. I took it out there because Timmy was hurt, so I was the guy to take it out there. And he rode it. And whatever. I mean, he's at this point, he was 60 years old or whatever. Like Jody I, wrote it? Yeah, Jody wrote it. Yeah. And, I mean, he's 60 years old or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. It's, I'm sure the guy was fast back in the day. Mm-hmm. Right now, he's not very fast. He's 60. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not, that's, not, that's not the point of the story. The point of the story was the test came out. He started talking about when you grab third and fourth, like what the bike was doing. And I'm but like, did he have anyone else ride it? No. Oh, no. Well. I'm like, you didn't get out of third or fourth. You didn't get out of third. Ball. I'm just like, how could you write this test? <laughs> how could you do this? How could you talk about the top end in Chad Reed's Supercross bike? No offense. He's 60 years old. Right. Yeah, no, I see him around. Yeah, and he, he's I mean, not, he's hardcore. He rides all the time. Right? Good job. Yep. He did not get into fourth gear on Chad Reed's bike. No. And if it was, it was low. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, Atlanta. So, Gibbs, uh, we're going to give away two tickets to Atlanta. Um, Atlanta 2. Oh, okay. So, um, let's talk a little bit. Before we get into Preston, you have a new deal we want to talk about. And, Kiefer, I want to talk more about you. But let's talk to Seven Deuce Deuce first. What up? Because it's been a while. Yep, it has. Uh, it's been a while. I missed you. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, dude. I'm How's the Pulp MX show fans at the races? Still strong? Dude, they're insane. Still? Okay. Dude, there's this shout-out to this one guy. His name's Clark. He was at Atlanta. This dude was, like, the super fan. He works at, like, Moto Depot or something. I told him I'd shout him out. But, dude, this dude was insane. Like I saw, he was sick. Okay, I signed an autograph for a dude this weekend. I wonder if that was him. It could have been, dude, because this dude was pumped. I signed an autograph, Preston. I don't believe it. I, I did. How often do you get pictures or autographs at the races? Pictures every weekend all the time. Yeah? Yeah. Autographs are rare. Like selfies with you? Yeah, selfies with oh, me. No, you wow. know what's funny, too, is when the fans come up to me, they mm. always ask me if, they, if I've seen Steve. Yo, dude, where's no. Steve at? Yeah, dude. And I'm like, dude, no. he's building goggles and shit. I'm a super ninja at the races. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a ninja at the races. Like, he's low-key, bro. I'm very busy. <laughs> you hey, are. Listen, they moved the track walk up 1030 to half an hour this year. I don't get there till 9. I got to... Give out some X brand. They're, they're totally messing up our program. Um, track walks ten thirty. Yeah, yeah. Track How w- do they expect anybody to get there before? That's what I'm dude. saying. And hey, dude, th- there's like no breaks. It's like a little break between practices that you run down. You're basically back up, and then there's and then they move the night show up six thirty. So like, there's no broing town time. Which no, sucks. there's no broing downtime. Which at is all. kind of cool, actually. How are you supposed to party the night before and then get to the track? I mean, track yeah. walk used to be like at 11 or 12. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are you supposed to party <laughs> I, the I night before? I don't know if that happens. I don't know if that happens anymore. <laughs> no, I'm sure there's somebody doing it. Oh, I'm sure there is, too. Guaranteed. Um, but, uh, yeah, so so fans are going well, and everything's good. Oh, right yeah. Anyway. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I got, you know, we... We asked the hard questions on this show. Yeah, let's get to the point. Seven deuce Let's get to the hard questions. I'm ready. It's been a tough year for you. That's the hard question. Yeah, no, it has. It's been a really tough year. Came in, you you made main events last year. If you didn't make them, you were real close a lot of times. You were in qualifying position, and then you would crash. What's been going on? I mean, it's a deeper field. No doubt. It is. It is. I think it's just everybody's so close now. Yeah. Are you you just... I mean, are you okay with this? Or no, what? absolutely not okay with it. I mean, I've been working my butt off, and I've been uh, starting to train with uh, Buddy Antonez and mm-hmm. Weston Pike, which is helping a lot. Yep. But I just, I don't know. I just haven't had, I've had the speed to get there, but it just, like, it seems like everything needs to go right. And right now, yeah. there are certain things that aren't going right. Like, 
like with the little Jimmy Albertson get mm -hmm. together. And then I've had a few of those. Like I had the main event at A1 and washed my front end out just because of a little dirt clod and mm -hmm. just little things that have been going wrong. Like, and then I had it and, uh, in the new San Diego stadium and I just didn't tuck in quite enough, made a few mistakes and got taken out. So right. just a few little things. I mean, I've been close quite a few times, but it just hasn't come together. Which yeah, is, you're uh, right there. Yeah, which is bumming I, me I, out. But. It's no offense to the guys that are making the mains, but I see those guys and I'm like, you're as good as those guys. No, I mean, I definitely am. You know? and, that's, and that's the harsh part is I'm definitely as good as the guys making the main. I just haven't done it, which is uh, – we're which gonna, is bugging uh, me a little bit, but we're getting there. I'm going to ask Pike tonight, what's your problem? Oh, he, he'll he tell you straight up. <laughs> I know he will. He will. No, he's <laughs> – oh, that's going to be good. That's going to be he, good. I don't think he even knows what he's going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. We're going to get to the bottom of what Wes oh, and Pike thinks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, were you surprised, Seven Deuce Deuce, like I was, that the Atlanta one track was basically Dallas? Yeah. You came up to me, and we had a little chit-chat on track walk, and I was like, you're like – Dude, doesn't this kind of look like Dallas? And I'm like, hold up. The whoops <laughs> mind, are in the same spot. The mind finish blown. is like in the same spot. Kind of weird. Dude, it was like, whoa. Yeah. It's exactly the same. Well, yeah. So, I mean, out, I mean, out there on the track, I mean, obviously the split lane and all that was different. But it was. did it feel like it? I mean, did it? No, I mean, it doesn't ever really feel the same, honestly. Okay. Like, I couldn't even tell. Right. Like, there's no, like... Oh, this turned just, just like but Dallas. Like, but there were the 180s were the same. Yeah, I mean, I mean it was the, close, the, but it, you, the, the it's layout. just so different. The dirt mm -hmm. just developed so much differently right. that you're like, this the dirt is just sucked. Atlanta. The dirt no, looked like it was horrible. Honestly, the dirt was actually pretty good. Really? It was. It, it um, broke down by the end of the night. Practice, good. practice sucked, but during the race was pretty good. Yeah. Like that last practice, the dirt was bad. Yeah. But, but the the race was good. Yeah, the we got dirt a, was really good. We got a tweet wondering if you think that uh, the tracks were the same because of Vicky Golden. Nobody. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> no. That's a whole no. other. That's a whole another deal. She she did not qualify again this weekend, mm. and honestly, she's not even close. Uh, she needs a lot of work, and so whatever they can keep pumping her up. I guess I, I didn't hear much pumping her up this week. And neither, neither did I. Let's just let her practice, let her get busy, and try to you know work through to get to that. She level. She needs to hit the whoops. Yeah, yeah. She I mean, needs to hit the whoops. That's, that's, that's like thing. I think that's one of her biggest issues. She's got to figure out those whoops. You got to have testicles to hit the whoops, bro. <laughs> no fallopian, no fallopian <laughs> tubes up in here. <laughs> Come on, dude! Don't be like dude, that. No, I'm not hey. like that. I give her props for what she—that's gnarly. She's she has skills, but yeah. I'm telling you, dude. Like I thought she was going to be better than what she was. Mm -hmm. But then you look at the times. She's six, seven seconds off the guy in fortieth. Yeah, this weekend was bad. It was not a good, not a good weekend right. for her at all. I mean, how else can you explain it? And like, let's go deep into this. There's no chicks that ever have qualified, right? No. Why is that? You need balls, dude. No, well, it's, well. Here's the deal. Like, if if you say it's about on. the whoops, the whoops are the most tiring. That that gets you the tire. Like when it's yeah. lap 19 in the main, and you got and a then okay, whoop section. hold on, hold on. Right. Let's just talk about this. So we got a whoop section, and then we got a right turn to a dragon's back, and then after a dragon's back, we got a whole damn hill of whoops to a triple on. Yeah. That's like a super kicker. So it's like that whole section yeah. was just like heart rate. 190. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're but, just. I mean, but Travis bing. is right. The whoops is where think guys separate. I mean, that's where you see the separation from riders. Oh, for sure. Whether yeah. whether it's Vicky Golden and uh, a normal dude or uh, Chad Reed and Adam Entenap. You know what I mean? That's that's where you see a real separation out there. Um, and that's when guys can nail those whoops. That's when you become, 
you know, one of the best guys out there. I mean, you're good in them, don't get me wrong, but yeah. there's the speed of the No, there's that elite, next notch. Yeah, there's that very elite level, and you're, you know. There is the next so, notch. And also, too, I notice a big difference. Like, And I don't know how much it has to do with it, but like a full factory bike looks better than a privateer's bike. Now, sure. whether the rider is better. No, that's rider. That's full I think rider. part of it is also having 10 smarter dudes standing around. No, that, you know? that's it. But do you agree, Travis, or what do you think? I think the bike does help. Um, especially in Supercross. In, in the whoops, for me, if you don't have a bike set up, I mean, try, try to go through a whoop section with outdoor suspension. Yeah. No. It doesn't work. Yeah. And when you have work suspension with guys that know how to set it up, it, yeah. re- it really helps. I think it helps a little bit. Not, not the whole thing. The rider is still the, the main. I mean, a guy can overcome that. I mean, yeah. we see that in our sport, but it's a big deal. To me, anyways. Easy. Chad Reed, Western Pike, Bobby Canari coming on. Uh, a Pulp Mech show presented by BTOsports.com. And Fly Racing. Uh, Fly Racing, by the way, bringing you Adam Entenap tonight. Uh, FlyRacing.com, the Fly Sector Boot. What? what? We can talk about it, Steve. We can finally talk about oh it. Oh, my gosh. How is the new boot? Dude, it's really good. Yeah? It is. It's – I love it, honestly. Fits like booty system inside? The booty's yeah. really good. Um, Did you? Oh, you tried them? Yeah, I've been riding with it. Okay, hold on. We'll get to you in a second. All right. Uh, the the only complaint I have about the boot is that it's a little stiff to break in, but yeah. after that, it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's just they're hard to break in, but you know, dude, I think you're the only pro guy wearing them right now at Supercross. Yeah, is I there am. anybody else? No, I don't think yeah. so. There, there'll be more. Yeah, you just you yeah. know what I mean. Once once you see one guy wearing them, then they'll start wearing them. But yeah, no, I like them a lot. The buckles, the um, the best thing I have to say about them is the buckles really stay on. I have I've had like no trouble with the buckles, mm-hmm. and then just the way the boot moves is good. like when Albertson comes over on you and he nails you. The buckles yeah, are good. Buckles are good. <laughs> buckles are good, and they're really they're a really protected boot, which I like. Right. Torsion control system uh, reduces the risk of ankle injury by restricting excessive backwards and forwards and sideways foot torsion. Slip on booty. Positive latch aluminum buckles, adjustable strap system, four hundred and thirty nine bucks, black or white. Uh, this is uh, this is Fly Racing's entry into the premium off road boot segment. Flyracing.com bringing you the seven deuce deuce tonight on the show. What did you think of these boots, Kiefer? Same thing Adam said. I thought it was still. I'm used to like Fox boots or Tech Tens, and Tech Tens take some time to break in, but um, the Fly boot just takes maybe a day or two to break in. Like if I can slip on a Fox boot and I'm ready to rock. Mm-hmm. This thing takes a little bit more time. But it, it feels good. I love the booty thing, and um, it seals in like I don't get any dirt inside my boot, which is really, really key. Right. So yeah. It's How good. do you decide? You've been riding. You said you've been testing. What? What did you say? What? How, how many days you've been testing? This boot? No, or just in general. Twelve out. Twelve out of the fourteen days. How do you decide what you're wearing each day, or do you wear the same thing? Boots, helmet. It's like, tough. I mean, like, a lot of stuff I'm not going to lie. Like if it's up to me, if I get to choose something that I'm going to wear, either I'm going to wear Fox or Fly stuff because that's what I feel like the most comfortable in. But uh. Yeah, if What's I have to go shoot photos and stuff, it depends what we want for photos. Right, so right. Yeah, I got, I have. But a, when you're testing for right. Yosh, Renthal, any of your number of clients, yep. you're wearing your regular stuff. Yep. Is that Fox? Like, yeah, yeah. That, that you're into. Yeah, with a Pulp Mech sticker on the helmet. Yes, and actually, I got him to put transfers on my jerseys. Really? Yeah. Damn, dude. Stepping it up. I love what? it. What? Yeah. What? He runs Pulp Mech graphics on his bike. That's sick. So yeah. in a way, Pulp Mech. And on the jersey and, and on the helmet. Yeah. What's good? Yeah. And I wear my hat a shit ton of times in videos at Dirt Rider. I see that. Ooh. Yeah. That's yeah, good. And now, Preston, you have a hat now. So. I do have a hat. So that's pretty fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. He can wear it at his new deal that we can talk about soon. Yeah. Yeah, wear it at your new deal. Yeah. Your new deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Have you seen Have you seen much of the Seven Deuce Deuce out at Milestone or anything else? I have. Okay. I have, yeah. I saw him out there working with Buddy. Uh, give, I think I've saw... Give, give him some help. Yeah, let's do this. Well, actually, no, I, I just saw him ride, and I was like, you know, I, I hadn't seen him at a track yet this year, okay. so I just noticed that he was out there, and... Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought he looked good. You know what? He, this is what he does. This is what Travis <laughs> We're all does. Just <laughs> because this is what I do. I'll see, I'll see Travis at the track, and I'll fucking I'll see him around where he's at, yeah. you know? And I'll rip a corner. I'm like, oh, it's going to look sick. He's going to compliment me. That motherfucker doesn't say shit. Nah, he's he doesn't dick. say shit yeah. to me. I'm like, hey, Travis, you see me right? He's like, yeah, nah, I wasn't really checking you out at that time. But, yeah, you look, <laughs> I mean, you looked all right. I'm like, God damn. I'm just looking for approval, you here's know? Your, here's your deal, Kiefer. It's over for you, dude. Well, the thing it's is. No, it's I mean, not. It's not. Don't even say that. Oh, really? It, don't oh, yeah. say that. Yeah. Oh, he, Get him, he still lives the dream? He no. can ride a motorcycle. No, I'm not saying he can't ride. I'm just like. Like what he is now, he's been racing for so long, and like his his <laughs> damn. It doesn't his, matter what he is. Damn. What matters is how fast he rides at a track. Yeah, and let's he's say fast, but it's over. Like he's not. Yeah, gonna, it is over. The, the dream's over. Yeah, well, yeah, the right. dream's That's what over. I'm That's what I'm saying. Well, of so course. why bother wasting your time looking at it's him? It's a the new dream's dream. Over. No, no, no. It it's a matter. test dream. He's it's not a test he's not, dream. He's not paying you. See, this is this is where you're wrong. He's not paying you. This is where you're wrong. So who cares? I don't care if you're racing. I don't care what you're doing. I just like to look at you and see how you ride a motorcycle. Yeah. Because you and I don't because. Mr. Miyagi. Ooh. When it comes down to riding like. a motorcycle, it doesn't matter. Um, to, okay, to me, it matters how you look. It doesn't matter how you twist the throttle. Right. Let's say, like, as the older you get, the less you're going to twist the throttle. But you can still have good style. You can still have good form. You can oh, still dude. look smooth. Yeah. Kiefer looks sick. Yeah, that's this one thing. I, style <laughs> is sick. Right? I'm just, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying. Like, though, like, when I, I'm like. I want to look like, like Kiefer, why are you asking? when I get older. <laughs> <laughs> why are you asking Preston? It's well, over, bro. You know, and I think about that, too. I'm like, how the fuck am I going to impress this guy? He's seen everything. Like, why, why would I even ask he him? He won you know? a Supercross title. Right. Like, well, he's going to look at me and go, yeah, you're doing this shit great. But, right. you know, it is nice because he knows a lot. And when he says, hey, you're doing this good, it's really rewarding and comforting to know that he saw that. So the I was 2002 Supercross yeah. Lights champion. Yeah. Because he's seen so much, and if he's complimenting you on something, then you know it's legit. That's what I'm getting at. I'm just it's over, bro. It doesn't matter. I mean, you know damn, that Steve. you can drive no, home. Like, <laughs> great. Like no, no, no. Like I mean it in the best way possible. Oh, yeah. Okay. It sounds like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. guys are buddies. Right. Okay. So I mean, what's he gonna do? Start blowing you? No. no you but, guys are buddies. But that's what I'm saying. He if he's my buddy, so he would tell me, Kiefer, you're fucking sucking it up. But who up. cares? I do. You're not a pro anymore. You're not making money from it. You're riding great. You're a good rider. Right. Like it's over. But you need. You know? You need what's the word I'm looking for, Trav? You know what do you need to improve for? Encouragement. Well, I don't why know. do I want to improve as a rider? What do you like? I fucking always want to improve as a rider. Oh, you're, it, you're not going to anymore. No, dude, that's false. He's Travis, looking for the Mammoth he, Loretta Championship, <laughs> yeah. bro. Well, Are you okay, kidding me? If you're racing, hey, it's Loretta, so obvious. It's so obvious how, as you drink your coffee right now, <laughs> sit in your chair. <laughs> It's so obvious you have not ridden a motorcycle in a while. Oh, uh, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. But look, how look, you're talking. Look to me. He, he's he's he, if he's racing Loretta's or something, then you got a goal. And yes, you Canada. Oh, suck uh, it. I guess that's true. You are racing Canadian nationals. This right. Summer. Is that done? Is that? It's done. I'm not racing all of them. I'm racing you're, four. Yeah, you're going four. Yes. Okay. You know what? You're right. You have a goal. Thank you're you. looking forward to it. You need to improve. But as far as like the day to day, like you're just testing for dirt riding. Right. You got your okay. Okay. Let me put Steve like, in this scenario. Okay. So stop Tim- hanging up on me. It's my show. It's my show. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can all leave. <laughs> you, guys, you guys just suck. Well, here's the deal. You don't ride anymore, like so you're all, you, you're all- you don't give a shit about about riding. 
You don't. Listen, Kiefer, how old are you? I'm 30, <laughs> 30, 35. Damn. Dude, you're 35. Right. You don't have a big bore anymore. Right. <laughs> like you're not racing professionally. <laughs> you have your you have you have your job testing. You right. Know, and you have your dirt rider thing. Right. And I can see you in dirt rider. You look good. Your your form is good. Okay. But that's probably because the photographer's right there all the right. time. That was actually a good one. That's actually right. true. Okay. Hey, let's get us some calls. <laughs> then we got Chadwick coming up. But we will discuss this more. Yeah. Let's please do. We can yes. Dis- we can discuss this yes. more. Oh, uh, Seth, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. What's your question, real quick? Hey, how's it going? Good. Good. Uh, I just wanted to talk about the tr- the track design. I mean, I know you guys have been hammering on it a bit, but uh, just just me looking at the track is I'm, I'm a local A rider. You know, I made it to Loretta, so I, I can ride a dirt bike pretty decently. Uh, hopefully, it's going to form as key for it, but... Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, this is going to go on fucking Twitter now. <laughs> no, but I just wanted to, uh, like, just looking at the Atlanta track, the split lanes, I, I could look at that and tell that wasn't going to work. But kind of like JT was saying on mm-hmm. the uh, on the review podcast, um, you had to make, it was longer and it was slower. Yeah. It just, it didn't make sense to me. I, I, I honestly, I agree with you. I think they just need some fresh eyes. And I, I liked when the riders were designing tracks because, yeah. like I said, just being a rider looking at it, you can you can tell obvious things like that. I think that's one of the things they were just kind of hoping would work, but yeah. really didn't. Did, did you ever design a track, Preston? Were you around then? Did they ask you? Was no. that your era? No. no. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Adam, did you ever go on the left side of the split lane? Yeah. Okay. Hey, and you know what's funny, too? Why did you do um, that? Uh, to pass guys? Because they were slower? You might have been one of the only guys. I saw dudes washing out trying to make that right-hand turn. No, and you know what's funny, too, is uh, in press day, we had uh, Jeremy Martin... Uh, Mill Saps, Alessi out there, and we all said you need to make the inside slower because we thought the outside was going to be faster. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they actually had a nice berm built up, and they cut it down. So I mean, it's kind of hard to tell. And we all thought the outside was going to be way faster. I thought so too because you'd have more speed in the woods. Yeah, but then more I, speed then in I the guess woods. I didn't take into account how fast these four strokes are nowadays, where you can yeah. you don't need the speed or whatever. We but. we were all worried about making that corner after the triple. Right, that's what the everybody. Inside, yeah, yeah, the inside, but it was like it was so tacky, mm-hmm. and there's a little tiny berm built yeah. up that you just landed and cut right in, and it was no problem. All right, Seth. Hey, thanks for the question, man. Hey, would you uh, would you mind if I won the Atlanta tickets? I uh, I just moved down to Tennessee, so I'm actually I'm pretty close to it. I didn't know if mm. you were going to do something to give them away. Or? Uh, we're going to try later on to to take some calls. We got some a game plan, but we we can't give them away right now because we're trying to call back, trying to work it out. But yeah, but get ready to call in. So all right, listen as good. much as you can. Have a good show, guys. All right, thank you, man. Appreciate it, Anthony. What's up? You got a Dirtworks question? Yeah. Um, first off, great show. Love the co-host. Thank you. Guys you. Got in there and that's awesome. There's so much um, speed in here besides Kiefer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got speed and style. What up? Yeah. What up? Suck at X Love Games. It. What up? Yeah. I kind of do feel like a bit of a dick for saying that. <laughs> no, it's all good. Okay. But no, um, one thing I've noticed this year on the uh, telecast, they've been saying the Feld track crew. Is Dirtworks still doing it? They, but they're just calling he, them the Feld crew on know, TV? Yeah, you know, I noticed that too. And I wonder, I don't see the Dirtworks big um, fun mover that Rich Winkler used to drive around. I wonder if Fell just bought Rich out. You know what I mean? It's the same guys. That, that Dirtworks okay. thing's there. It is? The yeah. Big, the, the, yeah, the red one? Yeah, labeled yeah. Dirtworks? Yeah, it was right down there. Okay, my bad. So yeah. it's still there. Yeah. But no, I, something happened, um, uh, Anthony, where they said, hey, we're no longer calling you Dirtworks. You're the Fell track crew. However that went, I don't know. But you're absolutely right. Yeah, it is, it is something yeah, different. Just- that was, it was just curious. You know, they've been talking about it for years, 
ever since I've been watching it. Yeah, Dirtwork. So yeah, I yeah. didn't know if they bought them out no. or if they're using different track designers. Same dudes, but uh, yeah, cool. same dudes. But I'm not sure what's going on with that. Thanks, man. All right, man. Great show. Take care. All right, thank you, Jesse. What's going on, man? You got a question for the Pulp Mech Show? You guys there? Yeah. What's up, man? Oh, I lost you. Just wanted to be the uh, first guy to talk about the squid, talking about Reed not ever winning again. Yeah, Harold. Can't believe it. I should have took that bet, right? You should have. I know. Harold looks <laughs> like an idiot. One week later, Chad Reed takes the win after Harold yeah, said he I would never, it. ever, ever win again. <laughs> Anyways, I know you're going to talk about it more. I just wanted to be the first to uh, say what. Well, uh, I wonder yeah. if Harold calls in. Thanks, Jesse. Appreciate it. No problem. All Good right. show. Talk Thank you. Soon. Uh, PivotWorks, like I said, PivotWorks.com, uh, PivotWorks Pulp Show 2015, when you're checking out. Uh, don't waste time looking up every little component in your dirt bike's chassis or suspension. Grab a PivotWorks kit. Do you, have, do you use PivotWorks? You know the Double Deuce uses PivotWorks. It's, it's good the stuff. bomb. I know it is. <laughs> it's the best. PivotWorks is pleased and proud to present our first guest on the night on the Pulp and Max Show, presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. He's the winner of Atlanta Supercross, the great Chad Reed. What's up, Chad? What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Good. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. I know you were just on, but you won, man. We had to get you on again. <laughs> yeah, no worries. It was good. We had, a guy call- we had a guy call last week, and he wanted to bet me uh, 1500 bucks. I don't know what it was. Wow, that you would never win again. And I, and I, and then I said, he was going to donate to the Canadian Des Nations team. And I said, well, there is no more Canadian Des Nations team. And uh, I said, but I'm not, uh, you know, let's just do a gentleman's bet, and then you win the next week. I love it. So <laughs> I could have made you more money, I just like I did in Vegas that time. I know, hey, eh? hey, how much, uh, how much credit do I get for the win for that uh, text uh, after the heat race, where I noticed some things that you weren't doing out on the track as Which, well? As you know, what's track. funny. I never seen your text until after uh, after the main event. So. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm gonna have to say zero on that one. But, uh, yeah, well, I, I was. You were, you were, uh, your information was correct. If that means anything. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we watched, we obviously watched the video back, and and I watched it on live TV. Uh, my phone was in the semi, and I actually just went back to the bus. I never went back to the semi. But uh, yeah, same same info team. We all thought I was losing a lot in the loop, which. When you watch it back, I wasn't losing too much in the loop. It was more the gated back. I was jumping mm-hmm. one too many um, deep in, so I needed to kind of change up the line a little bit there. Yeah, I didn't think it was anything earth-shattering. I sure, I figured you guys would figure that out too, but that was where <laughs> you were like popping up, and it was – it was. Uh, I don't normally text guys, but I'm like, he's got to know this, but let me just send him a text because he's got to know this stuff. <laughs> no, yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, exactly. See that, Preston? You see how that works? You're gonna have a team shirt on next week. Yeah, yeah. Two yeah. two motorsports, <laughs> Pulp MX. Um, hey, uh, uh, look, you, you've uh, at times it hasn't been the greatest year for you, but you also haven't the, the races that you've started up front, Oakland, this weekend. You've done managed to put in some great results, and we did a JT wrote a little column on Racer X, and we were talking about it. This Kenny Kenny's average starting position, and uh, Ryan Dungey's start average starting position. His races are really boiling down that way, aren't they? I mean, it, it's, uh, it certainly helped you this weekend. Uh, and uh, so more and more emphasis on these starts, I guess, right? Because as we've seen, if you get it, you can win. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, as far as, like, bike setup-wise, that's pretty much what we did this weekend. We just basically went full Leslie and uh, set the bike up for the start. So <laughs> um, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's, right. it's such a key thing. But then, you know, I mean, obviously it's, 
I just finally rode well. I mean, I had the opportunity in in Oakland and, and felt like the track in Oakland actually suited me better than what this past weekend's track did. And, um, but, yeah, I just wasn't able to ride as good as what I needed to in Oakland to get it done. Trey, Trey uh, beat up on me pretty good there. But uh, this weekend, I was just able to go from the beginning, and that was the key. You know, right. you can't get a good start and then waste it. So, um I was glad that I took the opportunity and ran with it. The uh, the quad after the whoops, I, I heard you did it in practice. I never saw that, but I saw Sealy try it. And obviously that's the that's the jump where Kenny wadded up. Did you kind of have that in your back pocket and you were just feeling it? Like you kind of went jump through the whoops, and then as soon as you landed, it looked pretty easy. And I think it really helped you in the first three, four laps. You stretched it out. Yeah, I mean, uh, I actually, it's funny you mentioned Sealy. I actually seen Sealy do it in the in the practice, and that was what uh, made me do it. I didn't even think about doing it, so I seen him do it. I was like, well, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so uh, um, I didn't, you know, I didn't do it seat bouncing, and then I see Kenny seat bounce it and almost dies. So then I'm like, okay, cross that up a list, no seat bouncing. <laughs> and then uh, as it worked out, the line that I was, you know, the way it was popping me in, it, it actually was easy. And they, they, I think uh, I was confused because, I talked to the AMA guys after that, and they were they were going to change the section so we couldn't quad. Um, but then they actually kind of put the jump up and made it easier to quad. So I was I, I kind of like erased it from my mind and thought, oh yeah, no, it's over. And then right. the heat race, I noticed that it was kind of like kind of easy, you know, like I was doing the three quite easy, and and then yeah, when the woods beat down and I had clear track, I just yeah, I just seat bounced it and it was easy. So um, it was good. Yeah, no doubt. How uh, how nice did it feel crossing the finish line with um, you know, you got the black flag thing going on. You uh, it's been a it's hasn't been the season that you've wanted so far. How nice was it to be like uh, showed everybody like suck it, suck it, everybody. I could still yeah, run. you know, like after ten years of feeling like you're gonna tell everyone to suck it, it gets old. So uh, <laughs> it just felt good to win again. Honestly, um, you know, it wasn't. Uh, a lot of people, you know, seem to think that that was a that was a big one, but I didn't. I think Anaheim uh, two last year when I won that was a big one. You know, I got hurt in twelve, uh, struggled through thirteen, and yeah. then made a lot of changes for fourteen, and so that was kind of like a more of a an emotional one. Where this one just felt that you know you can't work that hard and have that good of an off season and have the results that we have had this year. So mm-hmm. uh, quite disappointing the year I've had, and, and it's taken this long to get a win to be honest. 702-586-7857. You got a question for Atlanta. One winner, Chad Reed. Uh, give us a call. We don't have him on for too much longer. Pivot Works brings you Chad Reed. Yeah, me and uh, Travis were driving up here today, and we were talking about how, you know, us as racers, and you ride, and, you know, you get six, sevens all the time, and you have these guys beat you all the time. But with you, it seems like it never bothers you, like, which is so hard to grasp as a racer because you get beat down, beat down, beat down. And you're so mentally strong that you can come out the next weekend and just kick everyone's ass. How hard is that to get over time as far as just strength to know, like, hey, even though I didn't have a great weekend, I know I can win. Like, how does that, how does that happen? I think, uh, I guess just relying on facts. Like, if I felt that, you know, the, the fall, the fifth, sixth, you know, whatever it may be, you know, going 10-10 at the beginning of the year, um, you know, if if I come off the track and I'm like, man, that was that was a good ride. I don't think I could ride any better than that. I don't think I can go any faster than that. 
um, I think that that's the day I go, shit, that's, that's the best I am, and I don't no longer want to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have come off the track, you know, even when I was third in Oakland, believing that I left so much out there and just knowing that you're better and, and just not really, like, I'm not frustrated and and getting beat up because, trust me, <laughs> when you spend as many years getting beat up by uh, RC and, and Stu, uh, none of these guys, uh, you know, bother me too much uh, these days. So it's just really just trying to get back to the basis of, like, finding that happy thing that makes me tick and get back to being, you know, at the front. And I think this weekend, for whatever reason, it, I just showed up and rode, you know, good and it felt good, you know, like I felt that I deserved a win. I rode well and, and, and got it. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of really what, what I run on. I, uh, I looked over at your pits, um, after the second practice and you guys were, your guys were busy on the bike. And then I, after the race, I was talking to burner. I was like, Hey, I mentioned that to him. And he was like, no, no, he's always keeping us busy. And I thought, Oh yeah, that's right. It's Chad. Uh, there's always something going on, but did you make some big changes uh, that helped uh, from the practice session to the night show? Yeah, like we made a lot of changes. Like I, I made a lot of changes on the west. To you know, like I was really struggling on the west coast. The tracks were uh, they were developing just really strange. Um, you know, they were watering them a lot, and pretty much every turn felt like it just was turning you know on a dime, and it was just recorded and I couldn't I couldn't turn that sharp so we had to really make quite big uh, uh, geometry and wheelbase changes to compensate and, and get me in and out of the turns and with that you know you kind of give up stability you give up loops mm-hmm. you know so you kind of take in a few things that that are my strong point away from me but then I, I was able to get through the turns better um, now that we're heading east coast it seems like they're you know the racetracks are becoming a little bit more uh, what what I call my normal, like what I'm used to at home, and mm-hmm. um, so yeah, this weekend we made a big change. Uh, we pretty much went back on everything, um, you know. Besides having Springfield on my bike this weekend was just the same as what it was uh, in 2014, you know, wheelbase wise, geometry wise, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So right. um, yeah, we, we made big changes, but it wasn't necessarily like we discovered something that we hadn't been to before. It was just right. basically backing up, backtracking, and going back to something that we knew worked. Um, hey, I haven't talked to you much uh, uh, on the record uh, in our interviews or anything about the Pirelli tires. You got Pirelli a win. I think it's their fourth career Supercross win. I think James has the other three. Um, and then now you to put them on top again. How's that switch working for you? You're a guy who's notoriously um, you know, uh, finicky about the way the bike handles. How's the Pirelli's? Pirelli's have been good. Um, you know, I think uh, they're obviously very different than uh, what we came from. Um, you know, they they have more movement. Uh, they comply with the ground a lot more. Um, so we've had to, like, you know, obviously tweak the chassis to accommodate that, um, which has just been good. Like, I felt like this weekend was probably the quickest track we've run all year almost. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I was super kind of pumped on how everything was working so um yeah other than like you know tweaking the chassis here and there to just accommodate the the the, the more movement in the tire um we've been good right right 
Hey, Chad, um, <clears throat> Seven Deuce Deuce here. What, what's like the biggest thing for you that makes it, it feel like everything's clicking and uh, you could really win that night? Like some nights I feel like are better than others, but what, what makes Chad Reed think he can, he can take the main event win? I think just having, like, a solid day, you know, like, uh, I don't need to be on the board. I'm not the guy that, you know, needs to see my number up on the top five or, you know, if I'm anywhere in the top ten and, you know, I'm flirting around that one second off the, the fast lap, um, I feel good going into the night program. And then I think it's just a matter of getting a good start and laying down six laps in the heat and 20 in the main. Um, and that's really where it was this weekend. I was ninth in practice, I think. Um, but felt really good, felt comfortable. Like, you know, I did the quad. I, uh, we made improvements to the bike. Um, I think I was maybe just over a second to trade, but everyone else was only uh, like a half second or something like that. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what my plan is, you know, like my plan never to go out there and, and be the fastest guy just because I'm not prepared to, to lay that, you know, lay it on the line. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> you you guys have been there. It's like, it's actually scary, you know. Like when I rewatch videos and, and watch those guys and see how they're achieving that lap, I just I, you know that they, they can't lay that down <laughs> one lap. It's just not possible. So yeah. um, I try to get within the window that I feel is necessary, and then uh, yeah, try to carry that through the night program. Hmm, interesting. We got a call from Victoria here. Victoria, welcome to the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTO Sports and Fly. Uh, Chad Reed, brought to you by Pivot Works. Uh, Victoria, what's your question for him? Um, what would be your advice to a young, aspiring racer? All right. Young, aspiring racer. Um, you know, for me, I mean, obviously I grew up in Australia and did the whole amateur scene down there and just always wanted to, you know, like we, we started at the local level, uh, try to progress uh-huh. from there. And then when we got competitive at that level and, you know, went to the national level or state level. Um, and then, yeah, you just take it, mm-hmm. you know, step by step and, and try to, Try to be there. I mean, obviously, you're as a parent, you try to give your kids the the best tools that they can, you know, go and achieve their goals. And what my mom and yeah. dad did, it's what I'm going to try, try to do for my kids. Now, your mom and dad were never the super serious uh, uh, Tony Alessi amateur parent types, were they, Chad? I'm not sure that you can compare my mom and dad to Tony Alessi. <laughs> um, well, were they were they were they gnarly? Yeah, I don't. I don't believe that you guys have ever seen my parents as as, as they were. You know, like uh, you know, like I, I came over here and, and you know they they were pretty distant. They were, you know, it wasn't like they were super involved. So it's more like I brought them over to be my mom and dad, not not the, the heavy involved mm-hmm. uh, parents that we that we see over here. Um, but yeah, my mom and dad were, were super into it. My dad was gnarly and. Um, Oh, so your dad was kind of gnarly. Really, yeah, yeah, so, oh, yeah, super gnarly. Even oh, okay. my mom, you know, like I didn't know that. My mom pushed pretty, pretty hard, and uh, I, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I think it's the nature of the beast. I, I don't know that, you know, like I don't know, I, I don't really know anybody that's been successful that's just had a perfect upbringing, and their mom and dad's just being there. Oh yeah, man, we totally support you. Go out there and do your best. I, <laughs> there's, there's a push, you know, like. You, yeah. That, I don't know. That's my feeling. I haven't really, I haven't seen, unless you guys have any mom and dad that just is all good about going racing and it's just, oh yeah, just do your best kid. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that everyone's heavily invested. I know my mom and dad spent, you know, a lot of money and 
I think when they're spending a lot of money, they, they don't want to just waste their time. They want to try to get the most out of it. Yeah. Thanks, Victoria. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Uh, Preston, Preston, how were your parents growing up? Uh, my dad evolved. He, start, okay. he started out kind of gnarly. Oh, he did? And okay. then he figured out the gnarly didn't work with me. Okay. So he started to mellow out. All right. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't, wasn't uh, full on the whole time. No. Uh, when, yeah. when you got My a- dad, when I, was, when I turned 18, like when I turned 18, like, like I was the kid that grew up, like my dad was gnarly and, and, and everything like that. But he always told me when you turn 18, you know, and you can do what you want. Well, then I turned 18 and I was still living at home. So then he's like, okay, when you've got your own house and you're paying your own bills, you can do what you want. I'm like, all right, so I got to get out of here. <laughs> that's what I packed up and went over to Eve. And so from then on, I just, I always wanted my dad to, to be a dad, not, you know, not my coach or the guy yelling at me. <laughs> uh, when, well, what's going on? You want to ask Chad Reed a question? Yeah, I'm curious to know what Chad Reed, what his thoughts, his predictions might be on Ryan Villapoto. How how he thinks he's going to do over there overseas? Starts this weekend. Very exciting. Yeah, I know. Question. Um, I don't know, man. Like I keep, you know, we talk about it. Obviously, I think uh, you know I, I've been there, raced that series, and got a lot of friends over there, and you know, I think it's intriguing to see RV go over there. And I mean, we all know what RV can do. We know how talented he is. Um, the only real thing I question is, is just, I know a lot of things that he's doing as far as bike set up and everything like that. And he's, he's going down the USA route and I don't know that that's perfect for over there. Um, but maybe he's good enough to just make it happen. Um, I hope so. I think, yeah, I think this weekend from what I've seen on TV, it looks a lot like a uh, Utah. Uh, it's yeah. going to be at night. It's going to be sketchy. Ryan Villapoto is pretty good at sketchy. <laughs> so uh, so I, I think that this weekend and, and then in Thailand um, will be will be decent weekends for him. And then uh, when we start doing the European tour, I think we'll, we'll start to see where he fits in. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's got guitar on lock because it's sort of man-made, jumpy. Sort of like Utah, like yeah, you said. Yeah, I don't yeah. give it locked. There's no way I give it on a lock. I just no, it's locked. There's too many people invested in mm-hmm. in this, you know. Like it, it's God. I hate when the whole USA thing turns at USA versus the world. But I think that in some ways it is like that, and, and I yeah. think that uh, you know, like a lot of people, you know, especially from a rider's point of view, I think the riders are motivated. Um, some guys switching around, you know, getting on some good bikes. Um, I think Poland's going to bring it. I think Corolla's going to bring it. I think it's going to be tough. I, I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park for him. Yeah, didn't last year this race, I think Paul N went 1-1, smoked everybody, if I remember right, I think. Nah, no, Paul N went 4-1, oh, okay. I believe, for the overall. Like, I think, like, two or three of them, like, tied, and Paul N won it on, on, the, uh, on the win. Right. On the second, better second moto. The only reason I know that is because we were literally having this conversation with Werner and JG today, and we, we looked up the results. Right, right. I was going to say, good, good job. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Wynn. Appreciate it. Okay. Appreciate it, y'all. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to thanks. see. It's going to be really interesting to, uh, to see how that works. I just think, I think a lot of Americans are not giving Caroli enough credit. I mean, Chad, you know him, and, and I've, I've been over for GPs and Biz Nations. This dude is gnarly, and... Yes, yeah, right. and I think you know. that not only Caroli, but like I really think that like Paul Ann and um, what's the guy in the end? Like I didn't think his name. Now, big Van, dude, he got Van, Van, Van Horbeek. 
like, dude, that guy was hauling butt at the you know midway point in the yeah. end of last year, and uh, you know you got uh, you know even his teammates and um, there's just a lot of guys that I think are are really really good. You know, like they may not be big name guys that we think of as big names, but they're legit title contenders. You know, and they mm-hmm. they give it to Corley on the best day. So I think that uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Right. I think too that. You know, just because Villapoto's coming over, I think these guys are going to want to prove something by beating them, by all means. You know everybody's going to take a little shot oh, at him for sure. <laughs> for sure. I think everybody's going to take a shot at Villapoto just because right. everybody looks at Villapoto as the best. And you know what I mean? That's who mm-hmm. everybody's going after. So I think Villapoto's yeah, going to have a hard time, but he'll do good. Yeah, I think, yeah. It's, it's, by no means do I think any of us are going to sit here and say that he's going to struggle and not, be, not have a shot at it, but... It's it's got to be different for him for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, follow, you know, following him on social media, and I can you know I can relate to a lot of the things that he's doing. You know, living in a country that's not your living around people and living on the road and all those things. It's it's really going to be. It's it's not going to come down to. I can tell you from somebody that's come from another country. It never comes down to your ability to ride a motorcycle. It becomes down to just getting comfortable. How soon you can get comfortable. Find your homey place. Mm-hmm. Find your food, find your people, you know, like all, the, it's just all the little things, you know, like at this level, it, it comes down to just such small percentages. And I think that that was the one thing that I had going against me racing Ricky, you know, like Ricky just, he had such a solid program and, and he stuck to it. And it was year after year after year. It was like clockwork. And, mm-hmm. and it took me a long time, even to just now, like, I just feel like, Right now, I found a trainer that I enjoy working with. Right now, I found a schedule that I like working with. I found I mm-hmm. found a house that I like living in. My property, my living in Florida, not going to the West Coast, like all these little things. And like I'm 14 seasons deep, you know. Right. And it's just it's it's tough. And I think that it'll come down to that. That's my opinion. Right. Um. And also, too, I don't think everybody looks at this too. Is your home life? I mean, you've been married for many years. You have three kids. Um, your home life has to be right as far as everything's good at home. So when you leave, you know everything's okay in your mind, and I think you can relax when you race. And I think on the outside, people don't see that. They see you winning. They see your team. But they don't see the part when you go home, you go home with Ellie and your kids and all the, the calmness that you have around you. And I think for me, you know, just being an average guy, I I need that in my life just to have a good day. So I think you know, you can maybe elaborate on this, how important it is to have a, a really solid base at home to make you ride well during, you know, every Saturday night. It's getting yeah, absolutely. And and I think that that's it's such a perfect way to touch on because it's like, you know, your family or in this case, you know, Ellie, like she's the, she's like almost the backbone, you know, she's the support crew. She's the one that mm-hmm. picks up the pieces. And when you're, when you're living somewhere and you're living out of a motorhome, suddenly you find yourself having to not be selfish and suddenly you start to have to be like, Oh, my wife's homesick or my girlfriend's homesick, you know, and then, then you got to play the babysitter and Hey, it's cool. You know, like suddenly six more months of this, <laughs> you know, like I've been there. I lived out of a motorhome and it rains and it rains and it's muddy and it's nasty <laughs> and she's crying. I just want to go home. I miss my mom and right. all these things. And I don't know enough about, you know, Ryan and, and Kristen to know that, you know, that she's close to her family or nothing like that. So I'm not mm-hmm. saying it necessarily about yeah, them, yeah. but just, in general. It, there's a lot involved. There's a lot involved, you know. 
It's a good question, Kiefer. Yeah, I know, and it, it's it's deep. the truth though. It's yeah. deep, but like deep. people don't see that shit. And you got home with this happy yeah. wife, happy life, right? Yeah, and then she's involved, you know, and Chad probably comes home, and it, I don't I don't know. Is it hard for you to turn off the racing once you rock walk through the front door? Do you guys talk about racing at all, or, or is it like something totally different when you're at home? No, and it's hard in like in, in, in like the race team, you know, like this is our fourth year at the race team, you know, Ellie and I doing this thing and last year we took on the merchandise and and it's you know, like we've kinda of gotten to a point where like the race team you know, like we, we we talk about it in August, September, October and then it's like we don't talk about it. It becomes kind of like I deal with the race team, I deal with Steve Asset and my agent. And, and uh, all those kinds of things. So, like, this, we've kind of found, like, a happy medium, and it takes a long time to find that. Um, you know, like, I was kind of doing race team. I couldn't overlook race team, and I couldn't overlook the uh, the merchandise. So then Ellie was pretty much 100% doing merchandise. I was doing race team. and So, you, you know, you're trying to find that, that place where you can't all mm-hmm. just take on, you know, so much and your plate's just full. Maybe I need to make Pookie happier so Pulp is, does better. Maybe. Maybe I didn't realize that. You mean more, make more money? She's happy tonight because Preston's here, and Preston told her what a good girl she was last week or last time he was in. So. Right. She's very happy. Pookie rules. I, I miss Pookie. She, she does. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's West Coast Supercross only. So. <laughs> she's like Josh Hansen, huh? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Chad, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, great job in Atlanta. Uh, uh, it was. I don't cheer for guys now that Timmy Ferry's not there. But there was, there's definitely something that's special to see you win and to see you do it again and and uh, and ride that way. It's it's awesome to see, man. You just keep rewriting the uh, the record books. Larocco still got the oldest Supercross winner, so you got two more years to beat him. Or I think no, actually, just one more year. I think you're. Uh, I can. Uh, I believe. If you win next year, I think you can win. Yeah. No, I I believe if I win Vegas Supercross, I I can beat him. Beat in what? I'm sorry. What was that? Oldest, oldest Supercross uh, winner. Old, yeah. But what about the span? Uh, the span. He's 11 years. I think Larry Ward was more. Okay, so from the span that Chad's been in, Larry Ward's won. Yeah, one. yeah. Okay. I think Larry's got him beat by a couple of years. But man, um, who knows? With uh, Chad, you're going to race next year, and then who knows after that, right? So. Um, right. Yeah. Because Larocco won at uh, what? Oh four, and he was 33 one month and eight days. I just got this sent to me. That's why I know it. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. If I win Vegas, I'll be him. I'll be the eldest, so that'd be cool. Nice. Yeah. No, that'd be that'd be that'd be cool, man. Great job. Congratulations. I'm sure that that's a great one to have. But it'd be <laughs> cool to have it, I guess. <laughs> it is. It's just funny, like it, like you know, like obviously with the black flag and all that shit that's going on. Your your points is pretty far back, but it's just funny. All yeah, this, you know. I just think it's awesome because, like, I remember being 16 and I, my teammate at the time was Cameron Taylor, and I think he was like 29. You know, I just remember being like, dude, this guy is so old, you know, and it's like, <laughs> like there's no way he's going to beat me. And then when I came to the U.S., I just remember LaRocco. I'm like, God, this guy. You know, <laughs> so so I, just, I know what these guys, I know what these guys think of me, and I just, I laugh. I have flashbacks. I'm like, damn it. I'm right. that guy. I'm that old guy, you know. But I'm still having, I'm still having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, exactly. You reach a point where you're like, wait a minute. But like, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's cool, man. No, jo- no doubt. Uh, thank you for coming on. Later, guys. Uh, props, it. man. Bye. Pivot Works presents Chad Reed. Guy won again, man. He's a gnarly. You know dude. what I love about him? I, he... I wouldn't have known this because you didn't say anything in the interview. <laughs> 
Uh, well, it's I, I don't know if I really had a question for him. Well, it would have been really nice to have Travis Press and ask him a you question. You are a co-host tonight. You Travis. literally race bar to bar. Bring the Vaseline. They're going Whoa, bar to bar. Vaseline? You know, Art Ekman thing? Art- I don't know. I- you know, you could have said, hey, Chad, what about that race where we – did you ever run in with Chad any time? Did you beat him? Did- no, nah, probably the best race. I, I, Chad was injured one year. And I was having a good year, so I feel like that was the only time I was <laughs> when he was when Detroit when he went over the bars in Detroit. No, it oh. was it was oh seven, and it was was the, he injured that year? Yeah, okay. he he got hurt before season. Okay, sh- I think a shoulder injury or something, and and uh, he was running third. Hey, what's up, Kenny? And I was coming through the pack, and I ended up catching him. Yeah, and almost passed him. So, but you could have brought that up or said something. Or? Uh, I don't know. But anyways, back to <laughs> his team. How does he? How is he able to support all of the smartest people in the motorcycle industry? Dude, yeah, he's got good dudes. I mean, he has Carlos. Oh, he has Shane Drew. He has Goose. He has Goose. He has Carlos. Lars. Carlos, remember from Yamaha or he Cowie engineer? No, he's not there anymore. Sergio. Sergio, that's it. Sergio's at our Sergio now. Carlos. It's all the same uh, shit. Yeah, it's Spanish. <laughs> he was there though. He, he was. He was there. You're right. He, he was at yeah. one point. Yes, right? absolutely. Thank you. But Dean Gibson, Goose. That's right. Lars. That's right. Oscar. Uh, I mean, Lars. Lars's looks alone. Fuck. I mean, how do you do that? What? Nothing. It was a joke. You missed it. Well, I did. I. Your jokes aren't going. It's anymore. not very good tonight, <laughs> huh? Nice, huh? I had two good jokes in the whimper, and it, it, it went over by his head. Watson, welcome to the show. Kenny Watson, RCH. So, Hi, guys. How are you? What up? Get up. Okay. What we want to do? What we want to do with you is uh, we need two people right now to call 702-586-757 try to win Atlanta Supercross tickets. First two callers right now. Kenny, we want to play a game with you and some couple of callers to win some tickets. All right. And while we wait for people to call in. Uh, tough weekend for your team uh, with Kenny Roxon, but let's let's turn it on the bright side. Brock Tickle, man, that's a nice story, Kenny. The kid's riding well. Yeah, I mean, he was riding well before he got hurt last year, and he uh, he was determined, and uh, he was riding well before he got kind of screwed up in Oakland and mm-hmm. had a little injury there. But uh, yeah, he's uh, you know he's paid his dues. He knows how to ride that class and he knows you know when mm-hmm. to hang it out when not to so uh, we'll see what happens listen you're the guy that puts these teams together preston's in studio here travis your, your question is how does reed keep that team going with all those people right yeah that like, has to cost some money can you break down reed's team expenses for uh travis no because i'm not his accountant but uh i know what it costs us to do our team and dude he has some solid guys over there like yeah sure mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, I, I would put any of our guys up against his guys, but this, he has a solid crew. Like, you know, with Dean Gibson and yeah. um, who else? We have Lars and Goose and Oscar. Uh, Oscar and uh, that other guy that got fired from Honda. What's his name? Shane. That no one else. <laughs> that no one else wanted. What was his name? Shane Drew. What do you mean no oh, one yeah, else wanted? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the guy. What do you mean no uh, one else wanted? Jeez. Uh, hey. All right. Listen. Uh, hey, Hey, hey! If you're if you're really if you're that good, do you get fired from factory Honda? Oh boy, dude! A lot of people get fired from a lot of jobs. What about what about your guy Kaipo at at Cowie? He quit. Yeah, he did quit. All right, Sergio. <laughs> All right, Sergio got <laughs> fired from Team Two Two. He quit. 
Okay, all right. Sergio was at Yamaha, and I was at Yamaha too. Sergio's good people. Yeah, he's smart, good dude. Smart dude. Smart guy. I'm just, I'm just jacking with that. Jacking with you about Shane. I like Shane. Yeah, Talk come on. Him. I like Shane too. Don't be like and that. And he's a desert rat, so smart I smart really guy. Like him. All right, listen, Kenny. Your answers are going to determine who wins Atlanta two tickets, courtesy of PivotWorks. All right. Uh, number line two is Dylan. You there? Yeah. What's up, Steve? What's, what's up, up Keeper? What's up, man? All right, Dylan, what's and up, the, and then. What uh, up? Number three is Jake. You there? Yeah, what's up, man? Okay, here's a game we're going to play, Watson. Uh, Kiefer came up with some trivia questions for you, and we have to find out if you know the answers or you don't. Um, so we want to we ask you a question, and Dylan and Jake are going to tell us whether you're going to know the answer or not. All right? All right. All right. Okay, so first question, Kiefer. All right, I got the question, so don't answer Kenny. And then callers, let me know if he knows it or he doesn't. So will Kenny know the largest state in the United States? Dylan. Dylan, Dylan will he know it or no? Yes, he, w- he will know that. Uh, Jake, will he know the largest state? Uh, no. He will not know it. Okay, Watson, what is the largest state in the United States of America? Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dude. Texas. <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> Wrong. It's not Texas. I said Texas, too. It's actually Alaska. It's Alaska. So which caller said no? Jake Jake said oh no. Oh, my God. Come on, Kenny. <laughs> Come on, Kenny. Dude, All right. I said Texas, too, so don't worry about it, Watson. Next question. Here we go. What year and race did Travis Preston win on the Husqvarna? Will he or won't he know this? Dylan, will Jake, he? Jake, yes. Okay, wait. Jake, he will know it? Okay. Dylan, will he yes. know it? Hell no. Kane doesn't know shit. Okay. <laughs> All right, Watson. What year and race did TP win on a Husky? 2000. No, no, no. I take that back. I would say <laughs> I know it was Houston. Yeah, good. Yep, yeah, you're right. I want to say 2000. No, it's not 2000. It's 99. Kenny, come on. You're smarter than that. that. Your, okay. Yeah, it's wrong. <laughs> come on. He rode for was you in 98. <laughs> Dude, 2001. 2001. 2001. Well, I was trying to think because I know that Elliot, Elliot and Gosser got second and third, but I wasn't. I thought it was 2000, but it was 2001. Plano Honda oh. almost sweeping the podium. Um, all right, Dylan, you got that. So he, he did not get, get it right. Oh, by the way, first guy to three wins the tickets. Uh, all right, next take forever. Next question. Uh, question three: Who is the vice president of the United <laughs> States of America right now? <laughs> Dylan, Jake, yes, no. he will. Dylan, he'll know. Jake, do you think he'll know? No. All right, it's perfect. You guys are alternating answers. I like that. All right, Kenny, who who is the pre- vice president of the United States? <laughs> He's looking it up. <laughs> No, I'm not. No, I'm not looking it up. I, I, know, I know it, but I just can't think of it right now. I, I know it. Just make up. I, I, I want to say, I'm, the first thing that comes to my head is Romney, but I know it's not Romney because right. he ran for president. Yeah. But I, I know the guy. I, I see his face in front of me. I, I just, I just, I'm drawing a blank. All right. I know well, who it is. Jake, I, I just don't know his name. Jake, you win because it's, it's Joe Biden. He does not get it. Biden. Biden, yep. that's right. Uh, all right, next question, Kiefer. Question four. What is the Seven Deuce Deuce's brother's name? <laughs> yeah, Jake, yes. Jake, yes. All right. Dylan? Yeah, he'll know that. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I got this one. Easy. What? He's making it up. 
Dr. Dre? <laughs> <laughs> you guys both got it wrong. Oh, my God. Do you really know, Kenny? I don't know. You really don't know? Uh, he races too, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he races too. It's Tyler. Yeah, I know. All right, next question. All right. Question five. This is the last one I got. Okay. <laughs> what was Phil Lawrence's top finish in 1999? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dylan. Dylan, will he know Phil Lawrence's? Kenny worked for Phil as his mechanic in 99. Yeah, he will. He'll know it. Dylan, you think he'll know it? Jake, do you think he'll know it? Yes, he will. I don't think he does. No, no way. I don't no, think he does. no way. No way. I know my rider's top finishes, but, you know, I'm kind of, like, dorky. Watson would like to forget about working for Phil, I think, in 99. <laughs> Kenny, what was Phil's best finish in Supercross in 99? Really? <laughs> <laughs> that was a rough year for you, Kenny. Yeah. Well, I know it had to be, I would say, eight plus. Oh, close. No. 11th. No. It was 11th. It was 11th. 11th? Yep. God, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That was the last question we had. It's tied up still, 1-1. Uh, no, it's, it's Jake, Jake's got two. That's okay. Terrible. That's terrible, dude. All right, Jake, we're, Jake, we're going to give you the tickets. Jake, we're going to give you the tickets. We can't. We can't. Right on. Thanks, guys. Uh, hey. What? So you're telling me if your guy has the best finish of 11th, in a year, you would remember that? Yeah, probably not. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're, you're probably absolutely right. I didn't think it was that bad. Press, that was actually Preston's question. That was a good question. Yeah, yeah. I, I just remember, Kenny, you were so pumped up that year at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And then about halfway <laughs> through the season, Kenny wasn't pumped. Hey, Dylan, thanks for playing, man. You, hey, can you stay on the line? Dylan, we'll give you a Pulp MX shirt. All right, man. Sounds good. Stay on the line. Hey, is Dylan from Atlanta? Dylan, are you from Atlanta? No, I'm from Virginia, but I was planning on traveling down there this weekend. All right, I'll get you, I'll get you two, two tickets that are better than the tickets that the guy in the other one. I'll throw in two. I'll give you two VIP passes that you're the loser because that's losers need to stick together. Oh, uh, Watson, that is actually pretty good. Uh, Jake, right you, on, man. Jake, you got F. my dude. But now, Watson. Can I lose now? Okay, the other question. <laughs> the next question is, will Kenny actually leave the VIP yeah, tickets? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, shit. I will. Hey, give, give, uh, give dude my, uh... Yeah, uh, Dylan, stay on hold. Have to have, uh, um, what's... Gibbs. Gibbs. <laughs> uh, all right, both guys are on hold. Uh, Jake and Dylan and Jake. Jake wins the tickets from Pivot Works. Dylan wins tickets and VIP passes, <laughs> which is such a Watson thing to do. That is such a Watson. Yeah, but you know what? Like... This was a bad idea because, believe it or not, I'm just driving home from the airport from Atlanta. I got super sick on Saturday night and had to stay over, and I had to go to urgent care. Ooh. And oh. full of medicine right now. So, like, I'm all, all medicine out, so my brain's not really working. Oh. But you know what? I'm not used to that. I probably wouldn't have got any of those anyway. Did you get the flu, or did you get... What I had, I got a like like a real got the flu, but I also had a really bad ear infection. Oh shit! It was like one of those pressure ones. Like you just put your equilibrium off, and I couldn't stand up. And it did it. It was gnarly. I thought I was just being a sissy, but damn. So I went to the urgent care. They told me I, you know, I shouldn't fly. So I stayed over an extra day and took the easy stuff. Yes, <clears throat> sucks getting old. Right. Yeah, right. Watson, thanks for yeah. thanks for playing. We gotta run. Hey, Steve. What? Yep. Did you get the cards? 
I did. Thank you. Kenny Watson coming through with Jimmy John's gift cards. Nice. Dang. That's right. Impressed. Kick, kick down, man. Oh, yeah. What up? Yeah, and he fed us, too. That's sick. I got to give it I got to get him snap some so he can ride a Jimmy John's rap. Oh, dude, I'll ride a Jimmy John's rap. Whatever I got to do. <laughs> Whatever happens, yeah. Yep. Thanks, Kenny. All right, you guys. Thank you. Right. Hey, Kenny. Thanks, Kenny. Thanks for being a good sport. Kenny Watson, everybody. All right, let's take a commercial break here. Pulp and Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. And Gibbs. He's live. Commercial? All right, let's do it. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Fly Racing. Fly Racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at the picture from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support a sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at BTOsports.com for a VIP. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Race Tech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to 
access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? Back in 2007, many of you bought the wrong neck brace by mistake, and we don't blame you. We did too. But there's good news. You don't have to make the same mistake again. Since then, things have changed drastically. The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. How's it going? My name is Chris Laredo. Patrick Marker. Scott Lewis. My name is Ben Shearmeyer. I'm a mechanic for Jason Anderson. Weston Pikes mechanic. Wrench on the number 10, Justin Brighton. I work for Justin Marsh. We are running uh, Galfer. Galfer. Galfer brakes. Uh, the best thing, yeah, it's like better on Galfer. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. When it's time to maintain your dirt bike for the extremes of supercross, motocross, or just off-road fun, you want to buy from the manufacturer that is the expert in chassis and suspension maintenance. You want a brand that you know is backed by quality. A brand that is synonymous with being the fast, easy, and complete solution to suspension and chassis maintenance. You need Pivot Works. The only product of its kind with a lifetime replacement. Yes, a lifetime replacement on all products. Why a lifetime replacement? Because Pivot Works stands behind their products. The only OE quality bearing and seal replacement kits for your bike's wheels, forks, linkage, swing arm, shock, and steering stem in one easy package. Don't waste time looking up every component in your bike's suspension when it's worn out. Grab a Pivotworks kit and do it right the first time and save some money. Pivotworks, the official bearings and seals of the 2015 Lucas Oil Pro Motocross, Loretta Lynn's Amateur National, and CMRC Pro Motocross Championships. Ride hard. Ride fast. Ride Pivotworks. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. 
For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience, will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Hey, 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 hey. W-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-
better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp and Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF Racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Vortex Racing, the leader in top-quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Roger at VortexRacing.com for promo code PULP2015. Or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track.
Welcome back, everybody. All the Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com. Fly Racing. Attention all KTM owners. Kiefer, this would be you if you had a KTM. Oh, wait. Now you are. I'm on. All right. So let me turn the 72 microphone off because he's eating. All right, perfect. Now we'll turn Preston's on because he's not eating. That was Kiefer. <laughs> if you are searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories, you need to visit KTMPartsExpress.com. Number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. KTMPartsExpress.com. Use the code uh, to... Uh, Failure. Uh, use the code uh, PulpaMex15. Uh, I think that's it. Is that it? I should know this. Go sponsor deals and get the code. I didn't write it down. Hold on. Maybe I did. Well, he gets it. PulpaMex15 is your code. Damn it. PulpaMex15. KTMPartsExpress.com. Galfer Brakes. Galfer manufactures all their products and made in the USA. Ferrari, fittings are the same used by Ferrari and Lamborghini. Uh, and uh, Galfer brakes have a lifetime uh, warranty, which you won't need to use, by the way. You know who uses Galfer brakes? The Seven Deuce Deuce. Seven Deuce Deuce. Just doing stoppies. Just check out my starts, dude. I do nose wheelies every time because they're so good. Besides the Seven Deuce Deuce, <laughs> that is the preferred braking system of BTO Sports KTM, JGR Yamaha, TLD Lucas Oil KTM, Rockstar Husky, Cycle Trader. Rock River and a whole bunch of teams out there. Gal for brakes, bro. Go fast. Break faster. Mm, nice, hey, nice uh, I like the slogan. Yeah. You like that? Yeah. yeah. That's sick. No, that's sick. Hey, thanks to Chad Reed for coming on. Preston, thanks for answer, asking Chad a bunch of questions. That was awesome. Good co-hosting, bro. <laughs> Way to kill it. <laughs> Go, Trav. Good job on that, Preston. Sip on that coffee. Yep. Uh, Roost <laughs> Graphics, the folks at Roost MX have joined us this year. RoostMX.net, Pulp Nation saves you 20%. And uh, quick 48-hour turnaround. They offer a wide range of custom products from T-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. Kiefer, you have some of their Pulp MX Nation, Pulp Nation stuff. I rock it. Uh, you ha- they have uh, graphics on there, uh, phone graphics, just stick Pulp MX graphic kits, Pulp MX T-shirts, Pulp MX graphics for your motorcycle. They got it all, RoostMX.net. Uh, they are pleased and proud to present our next guest on the show. He's uh, one of our favorites on this show. He hasn't been on for a long time. He's he racing the Arena Cross Series, but we always love to touch base with... Uh, Chuck Bob, Liddell. Bobby Canari. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Liddell. Welcome Woo! to the show. Bobby. Hey, Chucky. thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Uh, man, where do I start with you? So I'm man, sit- I don't even know. I'm sitting on a plane yesterday coming back from Atlanta. Yeah. Wouldn't you know, the Grand Rapids Arena Cross comes on TV. Uh, you were impressed, weren't you? Well, first of all. There was two separate incidents where you looked like you wanted to kill a dude. And then they, yeah. were, they showed it from the pits where you were yelling at a guy, and you looked like you almost got in a brawl. This was all right before you jump off the track into a tractor and then jump back onto the track. <laughs> so let's. I was just trying to prove a point. The Dirtworks guys have been great with us this year. <laughs> the, the track crew has been great. And uh, they said, you think you can move one of those manually without us firing up? And I said, yeah, just give me a minute. Let me do this start, and I'll be right back. Oh, man. First of all, uh, were you okay from that? <laughs> was everything all right? Yeah, dude. It was just, uh, we actually were having some unfortunate issues. I was clutching at that point uh, since it has been resolved with their clue system. But uh, got a little squirrely coming out of the whoops. Went to just pull my clutch, and we had had problems all that morning with the thing not working. And it just went straight. And, uh 
as you could see, I could not even kind of stop for that berm and just <laughs> launched myself up into the bleachers, bounced off a concrete wall into the blade of a dozer. Uh, I think I pushed that thing back probably 20 foot. No, but I hopped right up, dude, and everyone ran over. They thought I was dead. Only Picked my bike up. Only Canari. The thing. We lead the berm and then double, triple the rhythm section back in the track. Only Canari. Only Bobby Canari could hit the blade of a tractor, get up. And jump back in. <laughs> I was there that night, yeah, and that ugly. was the most talked about thing. It was about, about a 15 was that? Ball, literally, too, if you really looked at the film. It was, it was not the best option. Preston, so this was the word on the uh, on the street? Yeah. every. I mean, no one even knows who won that night. Everybody was more focused on what he did <laughs> off of that moment. Yeah. Yeah. He was there. He was, I, I know I, I spoke with you after the race, and I, I knew you were impressed. I was. Can, now, can you talk to Bobby? Is this, okay, is this okay to have Bobby on, Travis? Because you're working with Hayes and, and Bobby's, you know? I mean, Now, if I didn't know Bobby personally, I'd probably be really scared of him. Uh, but Bobby is actually a really nice guy. He, he is. Very yeah, nice guy. Is. But if you look at him, he looks like he could kick your ass. He probably could, yeah. yeah. Uh, 702-586-PULP, you got a question for uh, Bob Gnarly. A.K.A. Chuck Little, <laughs> A.K.A. Bobby Canari, uh, give us a call here. And so the two, the two incidents that I saw with the the takeouts that I believe both of you went down both times. What was going on yeah. behind those? What was, what was that? All yeah, about? let's get the backstory. It, you yeah. know, I, I learned a little bit the first couple of rounds. The first round didn't go too bad. You mm-hmm. know, I ended up getting a fourth. Came in the second week. Well, that first uh, get together with Corey Green. You know, uh, they didn't really show before it. I, I felt like I made a pretty clean pass on him. And, and you know, he says, she, she said, but uh, I felt like he got back into me pretty good before the finish line uh, right before that. Mm-hmm. And um, I was sick of waiting. I was kind of running out of time there. Uh, at the time, I was in third place. Uh, looking back, I probably should have just took that third. But, um, <laughs> you know, tried to make it a pass for a second. Um, obviously, it was a little too aggressive. We both went down. Got up, got rolling, got together with a good buddy of mine, Dave Janolfi, literally in the next turn. <laughs> and um, I thought Dave was going around. There was a big berm around the outside, and I just assumed he was going out there. And, man, he cut under, and I was committed to going out. And that was uh, that was just me with my brain uh, switch off. So, you know, everything was cool there. That was just okay. a little frustration at that point. Uh you know, uh, Corey came over and had words with me after the race. And, uh, man, I, I was sitting there in my chair calmly. And, uh, you know, I, I could see in his shoes. But at the same time, man, you know, he knew what he did, I felt like, on his end. And, uh, again, he said, she, she said, you know, I know there's two sides of the story. But, uh, you know, I felt like it was racing. I've had a couple instances with some other guys uh, on my end, on the receiving end. And, man, I I just take it for what it is. It's arena cross. It's close racing. Yeah. You know, I learned a lot that night, and uh, I feel like you can look at the rest of my results. And you know, I've been on the box yeah. last three weeks. You know, I've kind of figured out how to stay out of the corners and how to make passes without going down and and take another guy out. You know, it's, it's uh, kind of a learning curve. It took me, you know, about two weeks, three weeks, to figure that out. And uh, yeah, I feel like we got the ball rolling now in the right direction. So, yeah, I think. Yeah, results are definitely come along. It is a different way of racing, huh? It really is, and you're learning it. it. Yeah. You know, the corners, I, I just, myself, I mean, in my defense, I'm just used to a corner that's about twice as, as round, <laughs> you know, twice as broad. And uh, there's no room in these things, man. And, uh, you know, it took a couple weeks to figure out how to actually pass people in corners that tight without connecting with them. And and uh, the other point is, is, is when you touch people, 
those corners are so tight and you're going so slow, man. If you connect, you're pretty much going to go down. Yeah. You know, just in Supercross, you got a lot more raw speed around the turns to keep your momentum up and keep your just uh, keep yourself from hitting the deck. So, yeah, I learned a lot, man. It's, it's been a fun series. Uh, you know, like I said, kind of getting up and battling uh, for wins and stuff a little more now. And uh, it's been fun right from the get-go. I've learned a lot. And, uh, yeah, man, I've, I've been on a great program. I'm thankful to be there. Uh, are you going to be able to make any super crosses, or they, there's only one that doesn't work, right? I think. Yeah, pretty much. We missed the one I potentially could have done, which was um, Dallas. Oh, okay. And uh, you know, we're tossing around the idea of uh, racing Vegas because we do race on Friday there right. uh, for the final arena cross event. And uh, I do have a 450 in my possession at this point that I raced uh, the Monster Cup with. So I'm kind of tossing around the idea of uh, maybe riding Saturday on the 450 class at Vegas. Wow. So, hey, has this been a good thing for you? I mean, I know we talked in the winter and um, about you trying to find a ride. You weren't able to get anything. Yamaha stepped up, uh, helped you out in the uh, in the Arena Cross Series. Have you? Has this been a good thing for you? I mean, uh, obviously, it we, we talked about some of the it problems. Has. You know, but, yeah. uh, obviously, I've had great success riding Supercross. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of getting to be an older guy now. So, I think my thirteenth or fourteenth professional season, getting to be one of the veterans, right? And um, you know, it, it, it's. I kind of made a career out of dodging in and out of some other series, some of those Europe series and the Canadian series and kind of making money doing, uh, you know, events. And uh, this has been a great series for me, man. I think it's a new direction for me, you know, in in Yamaha and all the same people, TSSF and Cycle North. A lot of people I deal with year-round anyway stepped up, Rockstar, you know, stepped up big for me just to be out there and – try a new market you know and, mm-hmm. and a lot of people were interested such as rockstar and yamaha and, and some of the canadian people and putting their nose in that arena cross series even a little more full-time next year and uh seemed like a good opportunity on a lot of different ends for not just myself but some sponsors involved to uh kind of get themselves into that market and uh it's been great on everyone's end everyone's uh seemed like they got a lot of turnaround and, and publicity out of it um right you know, some good and some bad there, obviously. But, uh, you know, uh, like I said, I've been up on the box a little more consistent now. So, uh, yeah, it's been fun, man. There's a lot of racing left to be done. There's yeah. a two-model format there. So it's, right. it's a little different than Supercross, you know. Uh, the points, you know, are, are a little different point system. And, yeah, it's, it's been fun. It's been exciting learning something new, you know. And when you've been around as long as I have, doing this stuff is always fun. Um, and then, Preston, so before we – came back you were telling a story in the one you went to or which one was it like what happened oh there there was one i, I don't know what weekend it was but this uh, is arena cross folks I think, yes. I think i think i'm gonna go on the arena cross beat next year you know like bobby was saying you know he's been racing a long time yeah and when he started you know he said he had to kind of relearn it's a different type of racing and yeah. you know, there's so much chaos going on well uh regal kyle regal comes up short on a triple Jacob Hayes lands on his bike, on Kyle Regal's bike. Okay. Regal's bike takes off, goes off the finish line berm. <laughs> Poor Matt Gorky's winning the race by himself. Kyle Regal's bike then lands on top of Gorky <laughs> on another lane of the track. See, the track is so small. Right. You cannot avoid, you know, like Bobby makes a mistake. He's hitting bulldozers. He's hitting tough blocks. He's hitting yeah. other riders. Gurky's got a bike call, falling on uh, him. Yeah, you don't expect to be yeah, racing. Falling out of the sky at him on the backside of a bike. Yeah, it's crazy. I, mean, I was scratching my head. I ran into a hay bale that got kicked out in front of me up the face of a rhythm section triple. 
you know, up the face, almost killed myself. Sewell was behind me. He's like, dude, I could not believe you're even alive for this next moto. That was the gnarliest thing I've ever seen. And, that, and now and this then, weekend, uh, blows, you have people blows like, down hard. Yeah. Whoops, and people fly backwards at you and, uh, and then some other lanes and stuff. It's, it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. The first round they showed Regal going through the whoops, he just swapped out. And he body checked himself into the boards, like like a hockey, like somebody yeah. got checked him. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Antonap, you oh did my. some of these, right? <laughs> yeah, did I you, did some of these arena. Did, did you survive? Or? <laughs> Dude, I survived, but it was crazy. Like like you guys have been talking about. I mean, we're talking bikes flying everywhere, people, and some of the guys in the back aren't very good either. Like it's not <laughs> like Supercross. The guys are all good, but some right. of the guys in the back are like whoa sketchy. So not only do you have the good guys making mistakes because yeah. there's hay bales everywhere, but you got other guys that are all over the track. Well, you're constantly lapping people. How many guys make the main? Because I saw the the, the thing the gate drop too many. The gate dropped this weekend, and all I saw was 40 dudes like a beach race. <laughs> yeah, dude, they have 16, and I think that's too many. Yeah, it is too many. And there's two rows it's too many. starting right. on the gate. There's eight gates on the front gate. Okay. And then there's uh, another eight dudes behind the, the front <laughs> I, guys. You know? That's too and, many. Uh, You're right. The yeah. funny thing is is uh, they do a silly system where it's pretty much you draw. It's out of a, a briefcase. It's yeah. a little more official. But say the dude, whoever wins the first moto, go up to the podium to your interview. <laughs> and you draw a number, and uh, there's three different numbers. You either start just like you would at outdoors, you know, the way you line, the way you finish, you would line up for the second moto, mm-hmm. or um, they invert the front row. So if if you won and there's eight front gates, you would line up ace. The guy who got ace would get first gate pick, right. and so on. Yeah, and uh, or there's a complete inversion where if you got first. And your last gate pick, and the guy who got last in the first moto, he is first gate pick, and right on through. Right. So, so those guys. So some of these overalls, like I won a race last week, I think with a six-one. Right. And you're right. like, how's that? Wow. You know, but it's just uh, starting in the second row. Sometimes that that works out to uh, to be your overall, and people are like, wow, how can you be any more inconsistent? But uh, yeah, in honesty, that's that's not half bad coming from last. Uh, we got a we got a call from you here, uh, Kevin. Kevin, what's uh, what's your question for Bobby Canari? Hey, I don't know if he already touched on it or not, but Bobby, are you uh, plan on coming back up for the CMRC series in Canada this summer? Yeah, I plan on it. Um, I think some things are getting ironed out at this point. Um, you know, some things are still in the works, but uh, yeah, my intention is to come back up there at this point and uh, give it another shot and uh, see what we can uh, see what we can do for the summer you know i've been so close so many times in that series and you know uh every year it seems like one thing or another like one race or one moto that keeps me from a championship so Mm -hmm. let's see if i can uh try and prevent that this year and hopefully come out (laughs) on top for once thanks kevin appreciate it thanks for calling hey uh, bobby how how long did it take you to get used to the 250f again Hey, you know what? I was kind of stressing about it when they Yamaha called me about doing this. Um, you know, they were they were great and stepped up and, and kind of approached me about it, uh, put me in touch with this team, and I was pretty skeptical, not on the team, but just on myself riding a 250 again. Mm-hmm. I've been a 450 guy for, I don't even know, man, six, seven years, and I haven't even touched a little bike, not even to play around on in my backyard. I was kind of nervous, you know. I knew they are a lot slower back when I raced them, um, and a lot of improvements have been made since then. Uh, and I was kind of stressed, and I jumped on the thing, and 
of course, we had to go right into testing because it was late. So I brought the thing straight out onto a supercross track, and I doubled around the first lap. I'm like, man, I, I don't know. And then within, I'd say, literally four to five laps, four to five minutes, I felt right at home, you know, jumped all the rhythms and everything, and I go, oh, okay, this thing's great. And, you know, it helped the FMC guys know what they're doing with the motors, and, mm-hmm. and Yamaha's got such a great package to start out with, so you know, it made it a lot easier on me. And uh, being that I've been on Yamaha's, it was not anything I needed comfortable with other than just the raw power. Right. And then, uh, you know, within, like I said, five, ten minutes, I felt right at home at the thing. And that blew my mind because I thought it was going to take me about three weeks. So um, by the end of the first day, I felt pretty comfortable and uh, knew it was going to be a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. I'm Honestly, maybe... I'm, maybe I'll go to Arena Cross next year. I'll cover it full time. Cause you ought to come th- up. This, sh- this shit <laughs> looks uh, you know, insane. Look crazy. Crazy. Yeah. It is insane. like the best kind of mellowed out. Sport. You know, I think a lot of us were uh, coming in uh, thinking it was going to be a smash fest, and and uh, it's aggressive. But you know, again, we all kind of learn together. Blows myself, Regal, everyone, everyone. You right, know, right. Um, learned all together. Hayes, I believe Hayes and Regal probably knew a little bit more how it was going to be than any of us there's like six or seven dudes that should that should be winning and um you know yeah. we're all racing aggressive now but we've kind of figured out you know the do's and don'ts of it a little more it's been a little less chaotic lately you know uh but you know it, it's good racing still yeah I'm, I'm sure you'd have a good time coming and checking it out Roost MX uh, bringing you Bobby Canari. Pulp Nation uh, code. Pulp Nation saves you 20% at RoostMX.net. Uh, proud sponsors of the Cycle Trader uh, Rock River team there. Um, how's the X brands, Bobby? Clear vision? The X brands are great. See, you know what's cool is when I get a bad start, I got a bunch of nice laminates on there. I can't even tell I got tear off. Yeah. So. And, and when. Dialing with those things, I'm looking good, more importantly. When the dozer. And, uh, yeah, no, everything's been good with those things. Man. When the dozer comes and see, like, do you see the dozer clear? And the, as you're flying off the track, everything was good that <laughs> I way? I saw it coming. Okay. My expert. The lenses were perfectly clear, so I could see the caterpillar label right across the front of my face. It almost looks like just watching on TV, like he did a wall ride off of the back. Yeah. Into the so you thing. saw it on TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just disappears. Right. It's off the track. It was it was intense. I can I can assure you there was no dirt back there whatsoever. Maybe a little dust. Oh, that there does. was no cushion to my blow on the ground. Again, though, folks, I want to let you guys know that if there's any rider out there that can hit a dozer and get up <laughs> and jump back onto the track, it's Bobby Canard. Yeah, insert Chuck yeah. Norris joke Wait, right seriously, there. There's only one race. Well, maybe Pike. Pike, I think Pike could do it. Pike and Canard. I think Weston, we should have a bulldozer pulling. <laughs> put it in gear. Right. See who can pull one farther. That could be the new X Games. Canari and Pike are going to hit this dozer. Get ready. And then, we're, then, we're gonna, then they're going to get up, and the winner gets whatever. A gold medal. There you go. Right. There you go. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it, Bobby. Uh, uh, good no, times. I appreciate you guys having me. Wanted to check in with Bob's you. a good dude. Like you talk to him, and he's the nicest guy. But he's on the track. He like oh, Cor- like, Corey Green knows all about it. He's he's like Sylvester Stallone. He turns his hat around and like just gets busy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In over the top. Over the top, yeah. right? Thanks, thanks, Bobby. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate your time. All right, see ya, Bobby Canari, everybody. Roostmx.net, uh, bringing you Bobby Canari. Uh, and uh, seriously, yeah, it uh, it seemed pretty nuts. <laughs> Dude, arena cross is always like that though yeah. it's like 
something is going on wherever you look. Like, if you go to watch an arena cross, yeah. it's like you look to the left, a dude's flying off the berm. You look to the right, somebody's getting taken out. Yeah. You look to the, you know what I mean? You look a little bit to the whoops, and <laughs> the leader's <laughs> passing a lapper that just tagged a hay bale that just did a front flip over the berm. I mean, that's and arena cross. Uh, hey, the flagger's getting smacked, in, <laughs> and the dude's in the middle of the track trying to help the dude, and the guy goes, <laughs> and just smacks the guy out of the way. <laughs> like, like uh, Jacob Hayes was winning. Uh, main event, and he was lapping a guy. Uh-huh. Well, there's so much lapping and passing going on that the lapper didn't know that Jacob was lapping right. him. He just thought he was a rider passing. So, And it's like white flag lap. Two corners ago, the guy takes Jacob out. Yeah. And Jacob was winning. Wow. Uh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, that, that's no, crazy. It is. It's crazy because when I raced... I remember getting lapped and lapping people. (laughs) (laughs) That's a combination there. I was like... Mind blown. Yeah. yeah. Huh? You're like, I'm in, I'm in fifth. Yeah. And I just got lapped. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm lapping I'm, somebody else, and uh, where am I at? And here comes a dozer. <laughs> yeah. And here's a flagger and a dozer and whatever else. It's like an obstacle course within an well, obstacle course. Perhaps the all-time arena cross story is this man on the line right here. Uh, Jason Thomas, welcome to the show. Um, there's no arena cross story that tops JT's, and we've all heard it, right? Oh, no, yeah. I haven't. I haven't. You've not heard this story? No. JT, the floor is yours. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've covered it on here a few times, but, but we just, have some new, just new short, audience. Yeah, just, let's, let's just cover it because it it's all time. Okay, so <laughs> basically it was uh, 1999 Arena Cross, uh, Jacksonville. Uh, kind of all started, um, you know, whenever Supercross guys come to Arena Cross, they, they generally aren't very welcome uh especially back then when it was denny and buddy ensinez and all these guys <clears throat> so it was my home race on top of that so i was had to do like some radio stuff and all the normal like pr stuff well they all kind of want to welcome you to arena cross so that it all started with denny just cleaning me in practice and i'm talking about <laughs> like square the turn up i'm in the apex and he just blasts me you know in the next week um, and I've talked to him about it since, and he's like, oh, yeah, that was, uh, that was your initiation. Like, right. you know, everyone, everyone gets that in practice. <laughs> that's normal. <laughs> yeah, that's so, yeah, normal. as he's riding back with his dad on, on the way back to their truck, I'm just in the middle of the road like, what is your problem? Right. Like, I mean, he broke, like, broke my lever and jacked my bike all up. <clears throat> so everything goes on. The race is, you know, kind of going on. Ma- the main event comes. I crash in the first turn. No big deal. It happens. Get up. And uh, apparently Charlie Bogart had a whole shot of the race and had a pretty big lead. Well, he comes around to lap me, and, and on arena cross track, you really don't really know what's going on, who's winning, whatever. This is, you know, they didn't really have so much blue flag, you know, uh, education for flaggers back then or anything. So I'm just kind of doing my thing, and 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 arena cross, there's usually one line in the whoops that gets pretty rutted or whatever. So I was in the main line. Well, apparently Bogart had come up to lap me, and he changed his line, which I have no idea what line he's taking, but he changed right. his line and, and crashes in the whoops, okay? So somehow it's my fault that he crashed in the whoops or I should have pulled off onto the concrete and got out of, off the track or something. I don't know. <laughs> but he just loses his mind and basically waits on me to come back around and just starts ramming me in every turn. And, I, and keep in mind, I have no idea why he's doing this. I didn't know he was winning. <laughs> I didn't know he had crashed. I didn't know anything. All I know is that Charlie Bogart is smashing me in every single turn <laughs> and screaming while he's doing it. 
<laughs> so after about the third turn in a row of him running into me, I'm like, all right, I don't know what you're doing, but it's on now. <laughs> so the next turn I smash him back, and that just put him completely over the edge. I mean, he, I'm luckily, lucky he wasn't armed at that point. So <clears throat> the, the turn after the catapult, you come into a berm and you come onto the start straight. Well, I went to the berm and started to come out of that turn. Well, he just went straight at me. You know, like, we hit head-on, basically. Uh, so both of us flip and crash. I go to get my bike, and he, he's, yeah, he's done with his bike. So he's coming and t- to tackle he's me. He's for you. He's done with your bike. Yeah. He's done. <laughs> so as soon as he gets to me, like, I just feel him kind of hit me. Well, right at that second, my dad hit him, and we all just, tumbled onto the start straight. <laughs> yes. You know, oh it was right gosh. in front of the mechanics. Like the, you know, the mechanics are right in that turn. Yeah. So that was pretty much, uh, it was pretty much game on at that point. Uh, and I, I'm still like, I was still like, what the hell is going on? I didn't even know my dad was involved at that point yet. I knew he had tackled me, but I jump up and I kind of see uh, him and my dad wrestling. So then I start to run over there. Well, then his mechanic jumps in too. <clears throat> and I see them both jump on my dad. Cause I'm probably like 20 feet away. I'm running full speed, and I I hit Charlie's mechanic in the back of the head. I mean, everything I had, like, probably jumped in the air and, like, you know, hammer punch. Lawn darted. Yeah. Keep in mind. Down on this guy. The race is still going on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This is the middle of the main event. Nothing is (laughs) So then my trainer jumps out of the stands. Oh, my God. He comes down into the start straightaway, and he jumps into uh, Charlie's dad was out there. All the flaggers, Mike Kidd. There was probably, I would say, 15 people when all said and done involved on the start straightaway. So it was more like a pit party than <laughs> really anything. Eddie well, Ray came out of the stands, right? Eddie Ray came out of the stands? Yeah, Eddie Ray. Well, no, Eddie Ray didn't come out of the stands. Eddie Ray didn't get involved until oh, okay. everything was all said and done. And then the next week, okay. No, no, no. They, oh. So they break up the fight. The race ends. You know, they're doing the podium, whatever. It's, it's just hysteria down on the floor <laughs> trying to break up this fight. <laughs> So finally, everybody gets separated, and uh, the security's trying to sort everything out. We all go out of the stadium or whatever, and uh, Charlie and his mechanic were walking out, like, way after this is all said and done. Well, Eddie was pissed, right? So he's waiting for Charlie and his mechanic. So as soon as they walk out, because Eddie couldn't get on the floor, he knocks both of them out. I mean, just (laughs) drops both of them, like, one punch, drops both of them. So... He kind of handled that and ended it. Uh, so everything kind of was, that was pretty quiet. They didn't let Charlie race the 250 main. That was in the 125 main event. They didn't let Charlie race the 250. I raced the 250. Everything was fine. Because, uh, you know, they have it all on video, and I didn't start anything. Like, I completely, other than the one hammer punch that I threw, uh, I, di- I didn't really know why this was all going on. So they're kind of like, well, you didn't do anything you can race, but we're going to have to sort this out later. <laughs> so Charlie got suspended. Uh, I didn't get anything. I got probation. I think my dad couldn't be in the mechanics area the next arena cross we were at or something. I uh, I really wish that it was just, this was on Motor World with, with Dave. Spade. Yeah, yeah, no, they showed this on Motor and World. I, I wish we good I wish we had this clip. Like I want I want to see this. It's on Motor World. I'm googling it's, now. It's WWF. Like just it's 1999. And then I think we talked yeah. to Danny or somebody. They're like, yeah, you had to kind of slow down to avoid the brawls on that part of the track. And, and this you, was his first arena cross. This is my first arena cross ever, yeah. <laughs> oh, my so, God. Yeah, I would, I would assume that they had to completely slow. I mean, there's no way they could have gone fast at all because there were pe- literal people everywhere. <laughs> well, so could- then the next week, uh, 
the next race I didn't go to was in Fort Worth. Uh, so I'm not there, whatever. But Eddie had knocked out Bogarden's mechanic, like, whatever. He, and Eddie can fight. Like, I've seen Eddie fight before, and he's, he's crazy. <clears throat> so the next week, this is at Bogart's home race. Well, Eddie at the time was traveling with Jimmy Wilson and was Jimmy Wilson's mechanic. So uh, Eddie's dad comes the next weekend, too, because he's like, uh, it's going to get real in, in Fort Worth. Like, you know, I just know how this is going <laughs> to go. So, Bogart's from Texas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is Bogart's home race. So Eddie's like, you know, dad, come with me, whatever. Jimmy Wilson was in the points, so they needed to be there. So everything goes on. The race is normal. I don't even know who got what. It doesn't matter. But after the race, um, and apparently Eddie's dad, his name's also Eddie, Big Eddie, had been telling little Eddie, like, hey, uh, I keep hearing whispers about things going to go on tonight. Just don't get separated from me. Everybody kind of needs to stay together because something's going to happen. I I just know how this is going to go. God. And so after the race, uh, Big Eddie, Little Eddie, and Jimmy are all out at the in their van loading up. Well, Eddie is <clears throat> Jimmy's inside the van waiting on the bike. So Eddie was going to push the bike up to you know kind of load the van, and Jimmy would sort it out. Well, Big Eddie's standing uh, outside, and Jimmy's Jimmy's yelling at Little Eddie, and then Little Eddie's yelling at Big Eddie. Big Eddie to help him push the bike, and, mm-hmm. and Big Eddie's not paying attention. Eddie's like, what are you doing? And all of a sudden, Big Eddie grabs a, a chain that they used to lock the back doors and starts wrapping it around his hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Little Eddie's like, what are you doing? Like, let's go. It's cold out here. I'm ready to go home. And, and Big Eddie wouldn't say anything. He just keeps wrapping his chain. It's on. <laughs> yeah, oh, and all of a sudden, gosh. Little Eddie looks over, and he sees, like, three or four dudes walking up. Oh. And, Eddie, and Little Eddie's like, oh, boy. So he grabs a spare two-stroke silencer that's laying in the Pro back circuit. of the van. Yeah. Pro circuit, yep. Yeah, and they proceed to just wreak havoc <laughs> on these dudes. Put two of them in the hospital. Holy shit. Apparently, Eddie just leveled one of them with the silencer. Oh. Eddie said so. he hit him so hard that the, the part that bolts onto the bike, the little round part, was indented yep. in his forehead. Oh. Like, yep. the, you could see the circle of where it bolted into the bike. The oh. mount part? Yeah, the mount. Holy yeah. shit. Wow. And Big Ed's got a chain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Oh my! I think gosh. that was pretty much the end of it. I think any any further motivation they had to carry this on was was done at that. Point. Who needs brass knuckles when you got a DID sitting there? The, the, ra- the raise. No, it was like a it was like a chain link, you know, like to yeah. lock the oh. put it on the outside of the door yeah. so you couldn't break into the van. Imagine oh. putting a DID around your hand and clocking oh, somebody. You'd blow them out. I, I don't know. Oh. Between this story, JT's and Canari's story that we just called in, I gotta go and check this stuff out. Did Canari's <laughs> jumping into dozers? I mean, you, could, you can't make. That stuff Gerky, up. No, you Gerky's, can't make it up. Kirky's getting a bike landed on him. Right, and this is like a week in, week out thing too. This is not like right. surprising. Right, right. This is arena cross. Hey, JT, I know you're on the East Coast, so we didn't want to keep you too long, but we got a voicemail uh, from a from a listener, and I figured you were the best guy to uh, to tackle this voicemail. So, uh, oh boy, uh, pay attention here and see what see what you think. Yeah, this is Zeke from Long Beach again. That, anyways, here's what we're getting down to. I'd like JT's opinion on what went down with uh, Rick Mellon's bike getting burned down. If if we think that was that Johnny Rivera, I mean, who was beyond, behind that? Had to have been Team Hurricane, right? Now, uh, what's going on with this brawl? Wally, Goose, everybody's all suspended. There's no race. The season's over. They're done at Dallas. Well, what happens? Uh, I'm hearing about a grudge match somewhere out in the out in the boondocks, out in the BFE. Uh, do we know where this is going down? 
are they selling tickets? Um, who's bringing the beer? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just maybe some more elaboration on that. And uh, I'd like to say that I think Bear Nolan is probably better at spelling than uh, Gibbs. Uh, we didn't need that. We didn't need that last shot at you, Gibbs. Jab, 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 jab. Uh, JT, what do you what do you think those people from Winners Take All are doing now? This is from Winners Take All. Do you guys know that? Yeah. One? Well, yeah. after after the Supercross, they go to uh, you know they race through the desert, which maybe me and Bogart should have raced through the desert. That would have been pretty fun. Yeah. But they go to settle this, um, and they basically race across the whole deal, and it ends up that. Uh, Rick Mellon and Bad Billy kind of, you know, make up and they laugh it off. And John Rivera is a complete piece of shit, but he gets jacked up in the race and, and uh, it all kind of gets sorted out. But the way I kind of saw it panning out, so Rick Mellon owned Mellon Feed Co. That was kind of what, like, his fallback. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, and uh, both Wally, uh, Wally and Goose both worked there. So I kind of pictured those guys going back there. Yeah. And then them working out some kind of Mellon Motorsports, kind of like Two Two is now, right? Right. Uh, and then that would be they kind of formed a team out of that, so it would be Mellon Motorsports Racing, um, and that would be his, his basically his pit crew. Rick, you know, he won, he was winning that last Supercross at Dallas, so mm-hmm. clearly he's going to get you know factory help the following year. And uh, Judy McCormick, you know, they were clearly in love at that point, so I kind of see it. It things were looking up for for the whole group there. I think that was a real turning point mm-hmm. for everyone in their life. Um, I, I see nothing but good things. The, clearly, the hurricane program was done. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was out. just dead in the water. No. The bike, that bike was a piece of shit anyway. So they kind of needed was. to pack it in. They got parts from all over. It didn't. It wasn't good. Well, Johnny Rivera's doing curls right before the main event. <laughs> So, I don't know who his trainer is. <laughs> Complete jackass. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hey, Johnny. Uh, Johnny, take shit. a weight and do some curls right before you get on the bike. Uh, get do you know super what he's pumped about? up right before no. you go out. You've I never seen Winners Take All? You've no have idea. no clue. And oh. does not know. You I'm would be into it. Dying you would lose your curls. mind over this movie. You Where do it? I see it? Uh, it's got a... I don't have a copy of it, but it's, it's not. You can you can watch it on YouTube, but there's copies out there on eBay and stuff. But dude, you can find it online. Now I gotta go. I, like just by listening to what you guys are saying, I gotta see this. You gotta movie. check it out. No, for it, sure on iTunes, you can get it too. I could see you into nap after watching this movie. Perhaps getting some Team Hurricane clothing from Fly Racing. Possibly. <laughs> I feel like I should have been in this movie. Honestly, <laughs> I think you should have. I think well, it's got Brock Glover in it. I mean, all these guys are in it. It's it's legit. I, I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've seen this movie. Who's, Dude. who's seen it more, you or Nick? I bet I have. He's seen Rad more than I have because all the times he was watching Rad, or any time he was watching Rad, I was watching Winners Take All. So just the numbers game, I think I have him. Right, right. Does was Winners Take All have like a, a song like Rad did, like when they're hopping around the gymnasium? Does it? There's like, is there like one song? On There's there. really not. The soundtrack's nowhere near as good as Red. I don't know if, if the budgets were weren't just there or or their uh you know, the music guy just sucked. Yeah. Um but There's it doesn't really have that Rad. that just catchy theme that when you hear that song you can't help but think of it like uh Send me an like Angel. Like Red, yeah, send me an angel. There's a few there. Send me an angel was from Rad. They were hopping on one wheel doing uh, like nose wheelies and shit. I've, yeah. I've seen Rad like twice. You know it's filmed in Red Deer, Alberta, home of Jason Fernet. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, it really was. Fournette was very proud of that. 
Break um, the Ice is also another rad song that you just... Okay, all right, moving the no, show uh, along. <laughs> moving the show along. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension mod company. For over 30 years, Racetech is supplying riders, racers, tuners with factory-level suspension. Each setup is guaranteed, 100% guaranteed, made in the USA. When riders can choose, they choose Racetech. Privateer developed, freeze, Dakota, Gilmore, just some of the guys that use Racetech. To receive 10% off Racetech parts and labor, use discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. I guarantee you, 78.6% of you people listening need suspension work or suspension help of some sort. It's going down. And uh, send it to Racetech and, uh, and get a deal. Here's some emails from, uh, from the archives here. Uh, hey, Steve, can you and the experts... Are there any experts in here? No. Yeah. Okay. Can you and the experts talk about why Shorty has been so good off the gate? Is it the air shock? Is it the air shock along with a whole shot device back at the rear? Uh, by the way, some past shows I want to let you know that I attended Phoenix Supercross with the girlfriend and dumped about a grand for a long weekend. Got free tickets from the hotel desk person on Friday night, which I promptly traded to a guy at the Hard Rock along with 80 bucks for prime seats behind home plate. So uh, this guy... Uh, um, Okay, uh, lastly, the 222, the 222 has never had a guy 7 inches up as a Kropovich for 35 plus 2 like RV or watched a guy like RV ride off while trying to, everything to hold on to the back of him. If RV makes it 10 races in without injury, the, the 222 will be second in the championship. You can concrete stamp that shit. So first of all, the first thing, JT, uh, why has Shorty been so good off the start this year? They, with that new bike, they have a... Uh their own version of launch control, some sort of, uh, you know, ECU setting, and apparently uh, it works pretty well. So it's, it's the first time they've had this system in place with this new bike. So according to Andrew, with third gear start and that engaged, uh, it's pretty tough combo to beat. Yeah, did you know that, Preston? Andrew's going third. I did not yeah, know that. Yeah, most every most start, like wow. maybe everyone, but at this point, but so he doesn't have to shift at all on the start straight. Would he shift this weekend? Maybe once? No, no, no. It wasn't not that even long? close. No, okay. So no, yeah. I don't even know if he would have shifted in Dallas when you go all the way down. Really? Yeah. Third gear is wide on those gear right now. Is gnarly. Okay. Yeah. So no shifting. Third gear. Dude, he wow. has to just be to the lock when he dumps the clutch. Um, he has a pretty pretty big sprocket on too. I'll say that. Right. 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 So yeah, that's that's one of the reasons he he's been up there a lot of starts. So. Hey, hey, Jason, is is his bike kind of set up for the start? Uh, I think gearing wise, it helps. They're they're doing things to help that. Um, I, I just think uh, honestly, with with Andrew, confidence is a huge ordeal with the start. And I, it's almost like if he doesn't get in his own way right now. Um, the bike is just so damn good, and I, they they kind of started this third gear thing last year, mm-hmm. and I think they started playing around with with gearing to be able to pull that off because he couldn't really control it out of the gate in second. I think um, so. I don't know if they're if they're doing anything else ECU wise other than the launch control, but I, I do know that that they have a pretty pretty aggressive uh, gearing on it, which allows them to use third easier. All right, Nick sent this in. A quick rant about the TV broadcast. When they show two different camera shots, they shouldn't make the damn shots so small that it just fill the screen with blue background. Just put the shots full screen side by side. Um, the sure, the slow-mo and replays are cool, but nothing makes me scream at my TV more than when they cut from the live footage to show that shit. See, I disagree. I, the super slow-mo cam, to me, is the bomb. It's really I cool. I love it. I'm really into good. it. 
I'm this guy totally says he's screaming it. at the TV when they do that, but no, no, I way. like it, dude. Kiefer, Kiefer, you're looking at me. Yeah, like, oh, uh, no, it's okay. Okay, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. This guy, this guy's got an All idea. Right. Ryan says, uh, or Nick says, take Supercross live to the next level. I want to see a backstage view during the races. Other big live broadcasts have done it and have like eight different camera views next to each other. And if you click on one, it could zoom in on that one. This is for the internet broadcast. So eight different cameras. Like back, like back. I think, back. I think it would be awesome. It's just uh, cost prohibitive. Yeah. I, I mean, it, they fully are capable, I think. The technology is there, but you have to have people to execute all of that. This guy just wants more angles. That's really what he's begging for, the whole email. Well, I think he wants, uh, you know, people back at the truck and all kinds of things going on, which all that takes people to do that. Uh, I want more. Race, like a lot. Racetech.com. I want more angles at home. Racetech. <laughs> more <laughs> angles at home. God, you're not on your game at all tonight. <laughs> no, I'm on my game. I, I got that game. one. Just, I did, too. I got you, Keeper. <laughs> I'm, <Nice. laughs> I'm disappointed in Preston for not a- asking Chad any questions. And it's still, you're still, still on that. Yeah, I still am. Okay. You know what your problem is? No. You, you don't have him on long. It's Chad Reed. You know, it's, it was, he wasn't on long enough. You cut Half the guy hour. short. He was on 30 minutes. That went by fast. 30 minutes. That was a fast 30 minutes. 30 minutes. And you know what? He still wanted to talk. You could feel it. Like, he still wanted to bullshit. Yeah. He did. You, dude. You I cut him short, and I'll be surprised if he comes back on the show. <laughs> that guy's going down. Hey, let's get to some calls here before we got Wes and Pike on the show. I don't know if uh, – Snowman. Do you, Yo! Do you have a West a question for Weston Pike or a question about Weston Pike? Uh, I got a question for you guys about Weston. All right, Pike. shoot it. All right, so um, this is hypothetical, of course. Uh, if you kind of take how Weston Pike's been doing in his gradual uh, increase in skills and positions. Would you say, would it be fair to say by 2016 or 2017, he could be contending for race, race wins and or uh, championship points? Well, I would have never thought, thought that Weston Pike could get top five in a Supercross. So clearly I'm wrong, and he can just keep going, right? I agree. Like, I didn't think he, when he switched to JGR, I was one of the guys going, well, he's not going to do any better than what he did already. And then he just – put my foot in my mouth like he's doing way better he's an, he's phenomenal seven deuce deuce he's dude you guys don't even know i i can like literally guarantee you next year he gets a win yeah he's damn close dude now, no i I think the, the question is i mean is it him or is it the bike Ooh, <laughs> here we go i think it's both but i'm telling you right now i i personally mm-hmm. hang out with weston and that is the gnarliest dude you will ever hang out he's, with and he's not he's not a jerk like, no, look, it's five years ago, he, he could barely qualify for a main event, or he wouldn't qualify. Yeah. He would case the shit out of the rhythm sections. He would bend his handlebars probably from casing stuff. Like, it, this is a phenomenal turnaround. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I mean, it is and it isn't. Like, if you, like, Weston is just gnarly. His, his head and him are just, like, they're just gnarly. It's, yeah, no, he's, he's phenomenal. He's rider, that guy. I'm yeah. telling you, he will win hands down. Put your money down in Vegas, and you'll be fine. He's the only guy that makes the YZ450 look small. How about his pass on Phil? Wheeling. Dude, right? was yeah, that not sick? That was, See you, Phil. Yeah. I'm in the whoops, and it sucks, but I'm just going to wheelie. Dude, right by I, he was helping me in the whoops this week in, uh, at Milestone. Yeah. And he's like, dude, honestly. But wouldn't, just, his, wouldn't his advice be just fucking pin it? 
that's what it was. <laughs> it Lean was, back and roll on him. It was like it was like, dude. So what you do is you kind of just you come in and you set the first one and just hold it wide and you'll make it because sketchy is fun. <laughs> sketchy is fun. And and he's like he's right to a certain point. Like and that's you know what I mean. If you mm-hmm. read my article, that's one of the things I talked about. Is Weston yeah. really doesn't care. He's like. He rides his dirt bike, and he knows he's going to pull it off, yeah. like, every single time. It's, it's a great story. It's a great story. He's, he's awesome. So, okay, so that leads me right into the NFAB question of the day, then. That leads oh. you right into that. Straight confidence right there. Set it up. Knocking him down. Dress up your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the hottest-looking, hardest-working accessories from NFAB. Visit n-fab.com. Uh, I have a set of these steps on my uh, uh, truck, and I've never been happier. The JGR NFAB Toyota uh, team with uh, Pike and Barsha and uh, Nicoletti. This is the NFAB question of the night. Let's have it. Say it. When Barsha comes back, oh snowman, we gotta let you go. Your phone's making a lot of noise. Thanks for calling. Uh, <laughs> his phone was making noise. When Barsha comes back, a couple weeks, maybe longer. Fuck it. We'll give him a couple weeks to get up to speed because, you know, he's missing time. Does Weston start beating Barsha? Dude, when, Weston beats Barsha right now. Period. Well, the rest of the well, season. right now, Barsha's not race. riding, so I do like Every him. race. No, when he comes back, Weston will beat him every race. Okay. That's a strong opinion. Kiefer. <sighs> it wasn't going. It was going okay with Barsha and JGR, yeah, but yeah. it was too early to, like, kind of fully judge. Here's the deal. I thought Barsha was going to be better, hands down, than what he is right now. And the way I look at it, I agree with this, the Deuce Deuce over here. He is going to beat him the first few rounds, but I think once Barsha gets up to speed, maybe uh, after yeah, about I'm three th- rounds. I'm talking Barsha up to speed. Obviously. Okay, after about three rounds, I think Barsha starts doing better. Okay, Preston. Man, that's a tough question. Because they're both I, on Yamaha's. I mean, yeah, so, but no, I, I just really, what I love about Weston right now is he looks so comfortable on the bike. He looks so at home and so natural yeah. on the bike, and Barsha, I, I, I don't know what his setup is. You know, that's what I'm curious is how different is Barsha's setup from yeah. Weston's setup, and... Well, they wouldn't use the same setup. Well, they don't yeah, ride. Well, no, but, no, no, I'm just saying. I know. Like, can they learn anything from each other? Because they so ride differently. Their bodies are different. But they're, but they're, let's <laughs> say Weston could have, you know, what? like, let, let's say, you know. What are you laughing at? <laughs> Nothing. Just, just finish You're this. too big. We can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> Timmy Ferry's advice. Yeah. Okay. I just don't know what their setups are. You, you know, maybe... Barsha went in the wrong direction. Right. I, I don't know. I think what Barsha can learn from Weston is a little bit of fuck it attitude. Like, Weston just rides. He doesn't overthink things. And maybe Barsha's setup is not exactly what he wants, so it's in his head more. And I look at Weston like, hey, my setup's not what I want right now, but I'm still going to pin it. JT, what do you think? I think they're pretty close right now. <clears throat> I still think Barsha's ceiling's a bit higher. Um, just I just historically, I mean, Barsha's won titles and races in this class, and I don't think you can discount that yet. Um, because you, I mean, Pike hasn't even made the podium yet, you know, so it's it's hard to think that Barsha's ceiling isn't still there. I, but right now, the way they've looked, I think they're they're pretty damn close. 
uh, as far as you know, Barsha coming off an injury and all that kind of stuff. So this, uh, I think they'll be battling it out when they come back. Personally, this Pike thing is this is this is quite a story. I mean, he did it last year, and I mean, guy, he's got a torn MCL right now. You know, he's yeah. got a he broke his foot or whatever. He's just like tough son, bitch. You, you, okay. No, he he yeah, it's insane. He literally his foot is still like cut, and his knee. It, you know what I mean? He hurt he's his taping knee. Taping it up, right? And he just, he literally, just like Kiever said, if his bike sucks or something, not saying that it does because yeah. it looks sick, yeah. or his knees hurt or his foot's hurt, he literally, he, he just does not care. He goes <laughs> out and he just charges twice as hard as he did the day before, whether he was 110 or he's 70%. He just, every single lap, he goes out, he hops on the bike, and he pins Dude, he's got to be an inspiration because he got off that island. And look, what's dude, look he, what he's doing. Dude, he is. Trust me. He paddled off there. Dude, he didn't paddle, bro. He took like a speedboat and like <laughs> held her wicked all the way to the he States. He killed some du- factory dudes, <laughs> took their speedboat. <laughs> he killed and ate some factory dudes like a cannibal. Right. Then he took their speedboat and took off from Pirateer Island. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, uh, that's the NFAB question of the day, by the way. N-Fab.com. Um, hey, before we get to Pike, he's coming on the show right now. JT was talking on our wrap-up podcast. Uh, Nick Schmidt uh, and TPJ team, some security and police altercation at the nap. What? After the race? So, what happened? All right. So Schmidt and I, uh, he got in a tangle up. I also got in a little tangle up on the start of the LCQ. Thank you, Jimmy Albertson. So <laughs> we're, coming, we're coming back to the thing. Hold on a second. Uh, JT, when a fly rider like Albertson – Crosses the track into another fly rider like Entenap. I mean, is there anything worse? Is there? Is that? It's fly on fly crime. It's never good. <laughs> it's just, Shit. It's just terrible, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So okay. We're, right. we're on with the story. Yeah. So we're coming down. We're coming off the track, and uh, we're coming through the tunnel. Both, and of these, you are, both of you pissed. Yeah. These security guards. I mean, they think they are protecting the president, okay, right. from our bikes being on. Yeah. So they got a lot so, of education too. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. And yeah. Schmidt's coming down the tunnel, and he doesn't turn his bike off, right? And the security guard grabs Nick by the arm, right, and says, "You need to shut your bike off." And so there's a bunch of yelling and a bunch of security guards, blah blah blah. So Nick rides back to the pit. And then well, like kind um, of breaks free from the guy. Or yeah, whatever. breaks yeah, free yeah. from the guy, rides back to the pit, and then after that, the cops come. You know what I mean? They and call the cops. No, I guess the cops from the place come. Okay, and the, there's like five security guards, like four cops, and they're talking to Nick. And um, I guess something happened. You know what I mean with that thing? He didn't go to jail. He did. Um, they were gonna say he was gonna arrest him, but they didn't do that. For, and, yeah, what uh, are you gonna arrest him for? Yeah, riding his bike. Yeah. I don't even no for having his bike on inside yeah. the tunnel. Oh, okay, man. and I mean to me, bro, you don't grab somebody by the arm. You know what I mean? You can yeah. talk to somebody and say, "Shut your bike off!" Shut your bike off and scream it at them. Right. But as soon as you start touching people, that's a different story. So nothing happened. Right. You know what I mean? He actually he is he has a little penalty, but no cost. It just if it happens again, I guess he's gonna get in like trouble. They actually who wrote him up? The the cops? No, I think it was actually failed. Had to talk to him at AMA oh. or something. You guys are supposed to shut your bikes off going to the tunnel or something? Yeah, we're supposed to shut our bikes off coming from the tunnel to the stadium or mm. to the pits. Okay. So he was how pissed. Far, he's like, "Fuck it, I'm riding." Is that from the? It's pretty far. It's like a quarter mile. And you have to walk your bike. Well, we had to walk our bike about 
250 feet, then and start then it. start it and ride oh, it. Oh, just for that little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. You, you've been there. You, you remember anymore? Or? No, I don't. Yeah. The Georgia Dome. Georgia Dome. It's yeah. it's literally retarded because Come on, the bikes are running like right outside the tunnel. The yeah. start yeah, is blowing I... into the tunnel. And like there's like, you know what I mean? Literally 100 feet of tunnel and then 100 feet to this gate. Yeah. And we got to walk it. And it's like, come on, bro, just ride it through. Right. I don't get okay. it. Okay, all right. So and, how, how was T- Teddy Parks handling all this with his cowboy hat on? And, and Dude, Ted just handled it, bro. He's from he Texas. Just, he he owns it. Texas, so he just <laughs> said, just drop the charges, and they did, and they left. He went like Star Wars. These are, <laughs> these are not the charges you are pressing. Yeah. <laughs> Straight guards, up. Yeah, and the guards were like, what? Oh, Vortex man. Racing, a thousand different gear choices suit your needs and track conditions. They utilize the same proven Vortex design with color anodizing that excludes our sweeps, mud grooves, and teeth. As well as sprockets, they offer a V3 motocross bar that's 29% stronger than the competition. You want 40% off Vortex? Email Roger at Vortex Racing. Use code PULP2015 to save money at Vortex Racing. Bars and sprockets. Baggett uses these. James Stewart would be using these sprockets if he was racing currently. Vortex is pleased and proud to bring our next guest on the show. Uh, He uh, had another great race this past weekend in Atlanta, and uh, we just spent 20 minutes talking about him. Let's now get him on. Weston Pike, what's up, man? What up? Where does the seven deuce deuce need to improve? How are we going to get the seven deuce deuce oh, shit. into the mains here, Weston? Are we just jumping straight into that? <laughs> I well, thought this shit was about me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're—he told us how you're, you and the Budman are working with him, so we need to—we yeah. need to get to the bottom of this. Uh, I don't know. I'm—I'm I'm kind of bummed, but like, I don't know. It—I can't really watch him that much on the on the weekend because I'm racing, but. Um, what do you see during the week? During the week is is good. See, that's what I mean. The week goes good, so I don't know. I think I don't know, Adam. You gotta just like just do uh, it. I don't know, man. Just pull the balls out. Yeah, and let them uh, let them put them right on the handlebars. Man. I don't know. Yeah, I can't give you any more pep talks than what I give you. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> and they're pep talks, let me tell you. How much is it to go to a Weston Pike motivational pep talk school? <sighs> Six grand a week. <laughs> Where Weston just yells at you and calls you names. Um, oh, shoot. Uh, yeah, well, we're, we're cheering for him. We're pulling for him. Obviously, he's a big part of our show here. And uh, Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's just a confident thing. It's going to mm-hmm. take time. Right? It's like, you know, you got to have the right people around you and everything like that, you know, trying to motivate as much as possible and things mm-hmm. like that, which my motivation is totally different than a normal person's motivation, <laughs> but that's just, that's just me, though. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's a good point, right? But, you know, I don't know. It's, uh, uh, it'll come, you know, it takes time. Once you get on the right track and your, your head's on straight, you know, it'll it'll start coming. So. We, were, uh, we were marveling at your pass on Filthy in the whoops. Uh, there mm. already was a split lane. There was maybe five feet of room there, and... You just wheelie right by him in the whoops. I mean, uh, talk, yeah. about, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, you know, when you want to pass somebody, you know, you're kind of nothing against Phil. I've already been harping on him all week about it, but <laughs> um, you know, when you got to make a pass, you got to make a pass. You know, when somebody's kind of holding you up on a track like last week, it's tough to it's tough to make a pass, you know, especially on a teammate and stuff like that. But um, I found an opportunity. You know, I was. I was going pretty good that night on the whoops and stuff, so I mm-hmm. just saw, you know, an opening and, you know, just grabbed a handful and, um, you know, just started playing through the whoops kind of, so. Wow. That was something else. I think I stood up and screamed I mean, louder I, than the whole yeah. stadium. <laughs> and I kind of like to do that anyways because at the practice track during the week, I always, like, I'll just start wheeling through the whoops, 
you know, just yeah. fun, you know, kind of thing. But he yeah. does too. No lie, hold it wicked all the way through. Now, are you riding at Milestone? Why, yeah. Weston? Why don't you go to the Yamaha track, or are you over that place? I go to I go to both. Oh, okay, but, you know, it's it's hard to it's tough riding the Yamaha track. You know, it's like the dirt is so hard there, and and then you show up East Coast, and you're like. Mm-hmm. Damn, you know, it's two different dirt. So Milestone, you know, they rip the track and they do they do a good prep job on it, but the track's just super easy. You know, it needs to be a little tougher. Um, like the Yamaha track's good because it's like super hard, like technical, mm-hmm. but the dirt is just super bad. So you can't like have that intensity like that you would on race day. It's more of just like a, a mellow race, like mellow practice. But then like you go to Milestone, you can actually have that high intensity race speed there, but the track's just easy. 702-586-7857. You got a question for JGR, uh, Weston Pike, who, by the way, uses Galfer Brakes. Galfer Brakes, proud sponsor on the show. Vortex Racing bringing you Weston Pike. Uh, we were talking before, Travis, Travis Preston's here in studio, and how much different, or do you even know, Weston, how much different your setup is from, say, Justin Barsha's or, or Filthy Phil's? Do you, obviously, you're a different type of rider. Are you way off? Do the guys tell you, like, how far off you are, uh, chassis-wise or, or motor-wise or anything? Um, you know, we've never really, I've never really asked that question. I think, you know, we all just go out and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I know some things are close. Like I'd say, I'd say some particular engine things are close, but I mean, for suspension, you know, I would think it's, it's a lot different, you know what I mean? Just cause obviously I'm a bigger rider and right. stuff like that. And I ride differently, but you know, I know, I know me and Justin, um, have our bikes are totally different with chassis setup and all that stuff. Like ride height, all that is totally completely different. So, um, you know, there's there's different things. I mean, he's he's a small rider, and I'm a bigger rider. So right. I mean, I would I would expect you know a different chassis from him. Hey, it's Kiefer. Um, we know you're coming off your injury, and you kind of have your MCL deal going on right now. And it looked like in Atlanta, like you had the speed, but you you even said in the interview, which I'm stoked about. You just honest and said, "Hey, I petered out." How long do you see until you can get 20 hard laps under your belt again? Um, you know, I'm. I'm shooting for, you know, uh, you know, maybe this weekend or Daytona, um, hopefully, you know, it was just like I said, you know, it was a little tough, you know, taking off, you know, four weeks of four or five weeks of just not being able to ride my bike. And, you know, I mean, I was able to do a little bit of gym stuff, but that's just not, you know, good enough to, uh, you know, then as of riding your bike, you know, every single day, you know, at the practice track. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just kind of just trying to build back up. So I got about, you know, 10, 11 laps in there right now. And, you know, last weekend I had to just pace myself, um, you know, I was still going fast, but I still wasn't going my full potential like I could, you know, I was just kind of just, you know, riding at 80%, just trying to, you know, finish out 20 laps because I knew it was going to be a long 20 laps. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think, like I said, in a couple more weeks, I should be back up at the top. So. Yeah, it should be, uh, should be interesting when you are. <laughs> You're fifth, fifth place right now. And, and in uh, Dallas, uh, I don't know, I mean, you, you were looking great on the board for practice, and obviously you went down the first turn, but who knows how good, how well you would have done there too. But, Antonette, you got to. Question. Yeah, Weston, this year your starts have been like immensely better, I would say. What do you think's changed that? Oh, hold bike? on. Travis Preston can answer that. Oh, Preston, why are his starts so much better? Uh, me? Yeah, you. The starts are actually a lot of the person. Oh, I thought mm. you were going to go with the bike no, here. No, okay. no, 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 right. no, no, but, but Weston, you... Weston has a great team of people behind him. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, the starts are a very complicated thing, and Weston seems to have it down right Okay, now. all right. I'll give yeah, you- they're, they're complicated. Like, I, to tell you the truth, the first week I rode that bike, like, 
I couldn't start that bike for nothing. Like, I felt like a complete idiot. Like, I couldn't even keep the front end down for, for longer than two feet out of the gate. So, you know, I've I've been practicing a lot. You know, me and Buddy have been doing, you know, we do 25, 30 starts a day just, just to do them. You know what I mean? Just to keep that technique, you know, dialed in and all that stuff. So it's been, you know, it is, I'd say it's, it's 100%. You know, obviously the bike comes in play because, you know, you need a fast bike that has all the, gadgets and stuff like like ours do to get a good start but you know it's a lot of uh, a lot of me as well do you have the rear rear lowering link thing i was just gonna say yeah that. the real lockdown thing too yeah i use that as well in certain conditions yeah uh, i mean is does that does that thing really work i mean i know we played with it at yamaha back in the day and they've been around for a long time you used to be you used to be a mechanic yeah i was factory mechanic oh, okay yeah i've never heard of you no yeah very uh <laughs> Took many riders to many wins. I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, I, I don't know. I've never heard of you, Mathis, other than your um, radio show and your, uh, your no. interviews that you do randomly at the races. Tim Ferry, does that name ring a bell? <laughs> oh, I thought maybe you were just like a bartender or something like that. No, 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 no. I tuned his machine. <laughs> uh, um, you did really? Yeah, I, did. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust you to tune my machine at all. Oh, wow. <laughs> Listen, well, I like get, get him, Weston. Get him. <laughs> Listen here, Pike. When I was at Yamaha, we did motors and tires and everything, unlike the guys at your team right now. I had to build oh. motors every week, change tires. I probably would have, like, if, I, if you worked for me, I probably would have asked for somebody else. Or I, was, like, <laughs> I, would have, I would have asked to be released from the team. Like I, <laughs> I would have asked to be released. Oh, my God. You know what? It, like, if you can't. If you can't replace my my mechanic, like, can I please be released? <laughs> uh, you know, you know, you no. Know, Ricky Carmichael wasn't thinking that in '03 Bud's Creek when uh, Tim Ferry beat him in the first moto on a Mathis tune machine. Ooh. Oh no. Right. Well, that's fine. I mean, your exhaust uh, was blowing out all over the place. By the way, <laughs> that moto. Shut up, JT. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, we got JT on the show too. Yeah, the guy that's like total cool guy now, and just walks by with his fro up, and then just like just doesn't even look over, just walks right by. Cool guy, you're the cool, you're the cool guy. I don't even feel like I could talk to you anymore. Well, I am so far from cool guy. Like, there is no cool guy at all here. JT and his Burberry and his haircut yeah, and and, and his jeans, his expensive True Religion jeans. Right, like just the hair is on point. He just walks right by, like no. this last weekend. And doesn't even look right. Just keeps on going. I'm like, damn, I can't even talk. JT, to you. that's your that's one of your star cool. riders for fly racing. You don't even check on them. I'm intimidated. <laughs> oh, stop! <laughs> I'm intimidated. Oh, jeez. Uh, where were we before Pike um, started bagging on me? That that rear hole shot device. What oh, yeah. what yeah. conditions <laughs> would you use it and not use it? Like on a harder track, would you use it, or on a softer track? Where where um, is that thing being used at? I, I don't know. It's tough. I can't really give out that information. It's classified. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I understand. That, that comes down. That comes down to like testing. Like you know that we do that stuff during the week. Like I can't give out all my secrets of when I do and either. And everybody's gonna be using it. You know how serious JGR is this year, Preston. I'll, uh, you you should know this. Uh, Coy doesn't even play video games in the lounge anymore. Not one video game has he played in the lounge all year. I, I've never well, seen because we have other gadgets that we're working with that takes up his time from playing video games. Oh, okay. So he normally would be playing video games. I mean, I don't know normally, but I, you know, he's pretty busy up there. We do, we do have some cool things this year that that we're using. So I think mm-hmm. that's what he's kind of well, he's kind of occupied with that stuff. I've walked in there dozens of times, and he's been playing a video game. He Koi, Koi does seem to like his gadgets. <laughs> 
He does. Yeah, yeah. He, he does like his gadgets. Um, you know what I think is cool? Mm. Is there adjustable subframe? Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. I have one. I've been testing it and kind of messing around with it. And uh, shit, it, it's cool to, like, just to have it right at your fingertips. Bam, bam. Right, they done. got a lot of stuff over there on the JGR. The, the, the handlebars look like a dashboard for a space shuttle, <laughs> but they are they do have a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. They have a lot of stuff going on. Um, let's get to some phone calls here for Weston Pike. Oh, man, you there? Yep. What's up, man? What's your question for Weston? My question is, he's on an island, he's got one raft, and he's got to save either Tyler or Adam Camp. Who does he take home with him? <laughs> Getting off Privateer <laughs> Island. Do you take Tyler or Adam with you, Weston? Oh, shit. Adam, come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, thanks, man. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Getting off Privateer <laughs> Island. Who Damn. Else, who else has gotten off? Uh, hey, Tyler doesn't even Tyler doesn't even like me after what I did to him a while back. <laughs> What'd you do? <laughs> what happened? Oh, you won't get into that. Oh, right. okay. All right. <laughs> oh, why not? Hey, can we or what? Okay. So <laughs> I'm bored one day. <laughs> I was bored and we're all, me and me and Ali were hanging out. We're and, kicking uh, it in the movies. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like I'm just bored and like I I get his I get his girlfriend's number right, and I and I start texting uh, oh, his girlfriend <laughs> and shit. Like, oh, anonymously, they have no clue who it is, and I'm just like talking about like, oh yeah, bro, I've been like seeing your chick, blah blah this and that, and like, <laughs> and then they're they're like calling each other, like they're just so insecure about themselves, like they have no trust in each other, and I'm just laughing like, <laughs> dude, me and Wesson are just dying really, in this bro. movie theater. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was comedy, like dude, like his chick. Every every time I see his chick now, she just gives me the dirtiest look. I mean, cracks me up. This like, is good. I like it. That's a good one. That is good. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that was funny. JT, why don't you pay more attention to your one of your riders, like Weston Pike? I don't. Let's get to. The... What do you want me to do, dude? JT, cool guys, me too. Don't Whoa! even start, dude. And you know what? Not to pile on here, but let me pile on. A, a fan told me this weekend that he had a terrible experience with JT in the elevator. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's seriously, JT. A guy said, I was trying to talk to JT, and he just totally shut me down like I was some sort of dick or something. Yeah. No, no, seriously, no, JT, I, I, like, you have changed. No idea. I don't know what it is. Like, maybe it's, like, the corporate job life now, but, like, I don't know if it's, like, all the hard pressure on you or whatnot, but, like, Sales you're, like, pressure. turning into, like, someone else. <laughs> <laughs> do you I'm not going to let you get me down. Do you, did you remember shutting down a fan at all in an elevator? No, I don't. I don't at all. I'm being well, that's just how that's how cool you are now. Like you got this corporate job and shit, and you just like you're not even like you don't even notice the people that like want your attention still, and you're just like the little people. Yeah, okay, yeah. like see you later, dude. Like, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm I'm being for real, JT. But I, I I don't know. I only got one side of the story. But this fan. No, I believe you, and I honestly have no idea. I don't I don't remember. Being in, I don't know. Okay. I don't remember. I don't right. think Dude, so. Dude, JT has fans too, because like I know he does, and sometimes he gets he blocks them on Twitter when they when they make fun of him or Instagram. Like he Dude, doesn't. I'm not kidding. He doesn't really like sometimes know how to take jokes. Yeah, from our listeners. I I hear people yelling out his name all the time and just blows by him. <laughs> not even not even saying hi or nothing. Silence uh, is golden. <laughs> uh, Sandy, Sandy, you got a question for uh, uh, Seven Deuce Deuce or a shout out? I. No, I don't have a question. I just wanted to give him a shout out and just big loves from Seattle Sandy up here. Yeah. Last time I got to I got to meet him at the last Seattle Supercross, which I'm totally bummed because that was the last one. 
But, yeah. I mean, it was awesome because I got to meet Weston Pike. I got to meet Moser. I got to meet Georgia. You got to meet Moser. got to meet a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> in the same man, in the, Moser. It's enough. Pike and Moser. Well, I have Moser. a picture with me and Moser with his half shirt on. So <laughs> that, that was awesome. That's sick. Weston wants to know who Moser is. How do we explain this, JT? <laughs> Uh, I don't think there is an explanation. No. He's short, Andrew Short's biggest fan. Is Weston the yeah. best-looking moto guy out there right now, Sandy? Uh, Weston is one of the best-looking moto guys out there right now. Oh, she didn't sure. go with the best. Oh, I, actually, one of the I best. actually call them WP because I started becoming just a huge Weston Pike fan last year. Dang. Oh, I thought you were referring to a fork tube. Never mind, that's another um, joke. Oh, uh, no, day. no. <laughs> no, he uh, he is. He's oh, he's really he's uh, you know he's a really nice guy with the media too. Terrific uh, to deal with every week. You <laughs> <laughs> understand? It's only you. I only just dislike you, and that's it. Like, I mean, hands down. Like any other guy that wants an interview, like yeah, no problem. But you come over and just like really, dude. Like you know what's going to go down. I know, <laughs> I know. But yet you get no. But I, I just I want to know what's up with Deuce Deuce, dude. I even gave you shit on Facebook for not making the memes. I know. I'm I'm working on it. God, Sandy, that's getting heat from it, fans. Dude, guys. I, I love you. I'm, I love. You, I love you dude, too, Sandy. All the love in the world. It's not a hater. I'm not a hater. Right I'm I'm a lover, it, not a hater. It's Sandy. It, it, we talked about it earlier in the show, and, and we asked the tough questions on the show. It's been a rough year for the Seven Deuce. It Deuce. has. He was, yes. you know, but it is a deeper field than ever. It's a deeper field than yep. ever. But yep. you got to give some like you look at the LCQ now. It's it's freaking gnarly, dude. But look, look, look. When I see, no offense to the Candyman, or uh, who the hell's the Candyman? Clay Kaysen. Clay, Clay Aiken. No, Ron, Cade Clawson. Cade Clawson. Sorry, oh, I they said Clay Aiken. No I know offense he's to those guys. No offense to those guys. Seven Deuce Deuce is right there with those dudes. He dude, can race no, no, with those yeah, guys. Cade Clawson, I, I mean, dude, I'm like literally a second and a half faster than him on practice. Yeah, like, okay, I'm well, straight up, I don't... I like uh, Cade, so I'm not going to bag on him. I, I like I like his style out there. You, but Sandy wants more. Dude, Internet. I, we both want. We all three want more. Weston wants more too. Dude, make it four. I oh want more God. out of you too. Fly gear, best yeah. out there, bro. We are working. All right. Hey, Sandy. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, Sandy. Yeah. No, thank you, You're guys. The bomb. I love listening to you at work. I might get fired over listening to you, but that's all right. Do you do you want a seven deuce deuce hat or shirt? Yeah. Do you want a shirt? Do you uh, have I, one? Yes, absolutely. But okay. I need a chick shirt so I can show off the girls. Do you have chick shirts? No, I don't. Why don't you step no, your game up and get those I, out? I already talked to Wanda about that. And, Okay. No, listen, you just got to cut it up and make it look all like, yeah, you cut, know. Cut the exactly. V in it so, the, so your boobs stick out Whoa. of the V. And then the, that's what Pookie does. Okay. Yeah, Pookie cuts the dude yeah, shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get stylish with it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Awesome. If she can custom make me one, that would be sweet. Do you do you have a 7 Deuce 2 shirt already? Not yet, no. You're, you're hooked up. Okay, Congratulations, Sandy. Stay on Sandy. hold, uh, Sandy, awesome. and we'll get your info and we'll get your shirt. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thanks, thank Sandy. Was was Sandy the fan in the elevator? <laughs> <laughs> have you blo- have you blocked anybody lately? Any of our listeners? I did. I blocked somebody this weekend. Uh, wow! Damn it, JT. How do you block people? Like, what do people say to you that you blocked them? Like, I've never had to block somebody because I just love shit talkers. Like, <laughs> like, 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 dude, I was on on Racer X uh, Instagram right before you guys called, and like this, like eleven year old girl was just ruining me like like her, her she had like a sailor's mouth and i'm just laughing at the comment that she's writing on this 
and I just love it. Like, I actually was going to follow her, just oh. to, like, make her feel better. So, like, what makes you block people? JT, what <laughs> happened? Well, it was, remember the guy that I asked you if I was allowed to get rude with him? Mm-hmm. Oh, like, a week or two ago? Oh. And you're like, no, you can't, you can't. Oh, but I then keep... he said something again this weekend. <laughs> So I just pulled the trigger. Well, what, what requires the blockage? Like, what is the line? Dude, it's really weird with JT because one guy made a fun of his airplane photos, and that was it. Is That's there, it? His airplane no, 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 no. He wasn't making, that wasn't what he was making fun of to make me block him. He was saying that I, that I didn't try when I was racing. Like, he was like, oh, I, I said something about working hard or something, and he was saying something like, I never worked hard in my life or something. I was like, all right, so well, what did this guy work do? hard to see my Twitter. <laughs> what, did, what did this guy do? <laughs> Uh, he said all his comments from a few weeks ago, like mm-hmm. three tweets in a row, just blasting me. And okay. that was when I asked you if I could get ruthless with him. Yeah. And you said no, so I didn't. And then he said something again this weekend, just being a smart ass. And I'm like, well, you know what? Me and you are breaking up right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Have you had to block anybody, Seven Deuce Deuce? Dude, no. I'm with Weston. I think talking shit is like the sickest game on social no, media. Not but I can't, I can't talk shit back. Like, my job no, now, I can't, yeah. I can't yeah. talk do that. Right. You don't have to Weston talk shit. Weston will talk shit back. Oh, I want to, though. I will lose my mind. I will make these people feel – they'll probably hang themselves. They'll go Charlie Bogart really want to get crazy. Dude, somebody asked but I can't me do that. to block oh, them on Twitter. Yeah, I just removed myself from the situation. Uh, Preston, you ever blocked anybody? No, I'm no. kind of the same yeah. way. I, I, I don't like to talk trash, but I love to see what people say. <laughs> right, right. I like to hear it. Right. Go, go ahead, Wesson. What were you saying? Oh, no, I was going to say uh, I actually just got to talk today about that. About you? About, about, like, social media stuff. I can't do anything anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can't, I can't say what I want to say, and I don't know that I'm strong enough not to, so I just have to just back away. <laughs> How bomb did Wesson just sound? I was told. Like, <laughs> I know. He, was he like, sounded like he was going to cry. <laughs> told my mom. Told me that I couldn't say yeah. anything back. Dude, like, it sucked. Like, this lady came in. This lady came in day and was like, "Hey, like, like you can't, you can't do that anymore. Like, it's not going to happen." <laughs> Weston's heart was broken. <laughs> I was like, "Really? Like, is there any exception?" Pike. We just gotta block him. I was laughing, uh, Weston, about some of the things that you've said to to people. <laughs> like, there's not a lot of filter with you. I, don't, I guess you've always done that. You've always been like that, but you're not scared at all. Fuck it. I just keep it real. Everybody's like all so like <laughs> lame these days. It's like you gotta have some excitement in life. Like everybody's like all like everybody just tries to act too corporate. It's like everyone has got thin skin. There's all the fun at like like let's have some fun. Like let's talk some shit and have some fun. Like well, I'm scared if I say what's really on my mind on Twitter, I'm gonna get taken into a meeting and things are it's gonna be really real in there. Right. So <laughs> goodbye, bank account. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What else were we going to talk about with Pike? Oh, my God. I know. This shit's fun right here. Dude, this, this shit up. is real. Vortex Racing bringing you Weston Pike on the show. Uh, Babbitt's Kawasaki uses Vortex. Uh, Blake Baggett uses Vortex Brockets V3 Motocross Bar. 40% off. Email roger at vortexracing.com. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's scary out there. And You know what, Weston? I think I saw that comment. Um, the girl who what the girl was saying to you. I, I, I was on race. Yeah, like, yeah. She had just a dirty mouth and like I'm like, gosh, you're like twelve years old, like ease yeah. up. Yeah, like, like what'd you ever do to her, right? Like what did I do to you? Like right. was it on Racer X on Racer X photo? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah I did see, see that. <laughs> Everybody was just clowning on her, but I was actually cheering her on a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe that's why you. Well, it was awesome because there was no punctuation, no nothing. It was just one, one curse yeah. to another with no break. It was just one <laughs> yeah. big thought like, of like Mother F. Weston Pike. Wow. Pissed off. Like I must have like accidentally not signed a poster for it, and she's like, <laughs> "This guy is such a, a dick." Like I hate this guy now. Like that's a, that's had to what happened because like I normally don't get stuff like that unless it's some like some like. Homo dude on Instagram. Oh, I found it. Like, I found it. That's like where? Off. Who is it? Who is it? Uh, Becca McGuire, uh, Weston Pike. Blah blah blah. Sucks fucking ass. Sucks dick. Doesn't know how to keep up. Lost everything. Left his balls at home and also rides a fucking Yamaha trumpet. <laughs> What's a trumpet? Oh my gosh. First of all, Yamaha makes pianos. Maybe they make trumpets. But... And like, really, like, okay, like if you're gonna accuse Weston of a lot of, you can accuse Weston of a lot of things. Left his balls at home is not Weston Pike. But like. The, I'm pretty sure yeah. you can watch you riding every week. And, right. And, and, you got some hangers. Yeah. Dude, and you know what's crazy? Is this chick, like, really is 12. Like, you know how you just call chicks 12 when they look young, yeah. like 18 or 17? Yeah. That's what you tell the cops, right? Yeah, this chick looks 12. Like, yeah, she's, she's like legitimately 12. 12. Yeah. Like, she, she tweeted that or Instagrammed that from Homac. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm not even kidding. Uh, hey, let's get to a question here. I don't think it's for Weston, but this guy's been on hold for a while. Colin, what's up, man? Um, you've been on hold about Vicky Gold. Oh yeah, okay. What's up? Uh, any rumor that she is stopping and baking a cake during her lap? Oh come on, Colin! Oh, wow, fallopian yeah, tubes. I mean, say? it seems what, like what she, it's say? almost unsafe for her to be out there. Wait till Becca gets a hold of you, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, she beat she beat four guys in oh. uh, in Dallas. And no, she didn't. Yeah, I think she did. No, no, no there's. Through. No, uh, two. Two, two guys it was two. that were uh, that didn't race, <laughs> that didn't even show up. Yeah, they had times. They had times. No, no. she, no. she would just on paper. Two, two, guys, in Dallas two sure. guys didn't have times, and the other two did. Right. Okay, but she had she beat two guys with times then. Yes. Yeah, but they only finished one practice. Okay. Atlanta went went rough for her. It yes. was rough. Yes. But w- was she last this? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll yeah. give you this. Atlanta though. was worse. Here's worse some behind the scenes things that you guys don't know. Yes. Tell us. Okay. So, Dallas, she got to do Presta. Yes. Atlanta, she was supposed to do Presta, and her bike broke. Oh. So, that could be... Uh, I understood in, Atlanta, in Dallas, she got about 45 minutes on the track. Yeah. No one else did. Yeah, she did. And right. then, Atlanta, she was supposed to, and her bike broke, so... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I, I, yeah so, I, I think that was absolutely the difference, and I am not a fan of her getting track time that no one else does. I yeah, agree. that's bullshit. I, I really don't care. So would an extra 45 minutes make a difference for Adam making a main? I bet you it probably would. Yeah, no, for I mean, sure. If, I you, mean, it's, I if know. you gave me 45 minutes wow. of a track time that's by huge. yourself, yeah. by myself, right. I would be ripping. He'd have transfers down and shit. He'd be like <laughs> opening ceremonies, coming out. <laughs> it's true. It's true, though. No, no lie. 45 yeah. minutes on the track alone is insanely big. Yeah. No, I, I don't agree with that either. I really don't. Let her make it on her own and nah, let her do Kind what? of, though. I mean, honestly, I don't I, – Vicky Golden's sick. It's great that she's doing that. 45 minutes extra, two hours extra, yeah. she's still not making it. Uh, I'm not going to even ask Weston what he thinks. We're just going to move on. Yeah, because that could go bad. Yep. Can I ask him? Um, no, because he – No, I have, I have nothing bad about it. I think it's kind of cool. Like a chick goes out there and like kind of beats with you guys. That's like kind of embarrassing on the guys' parts that she gets, you know, she beats. But. 
Yeah, she she rides okay. good. Like she, I think she's, no, she's the best a, chick rider out there. Like she, no, of course, for yeah. sure. She, and the way she was jumping the jumps was pretty good too. She had some style. She's yeah. just not ready for Supercross, right? Now, she looked a lot different in Atlanta than Dallas. Yeah, yeah. So like Dallas, I was like, yeah, like the triple, like she had it dialed better than a lot of guys did. Even if their time was better, she looked better. Mm-hmm. But then just in Atlanta, she just she really, really didn't look comfortable at all out there. Thanks, uh, thanks, Colin. Appreciate you, Colin. Yep. Get it, Colin? Thanks for calling, Colin. <laughs> I'm glad uh, you got that one tonight. Nate, you got a question for uh, Weston Pike? Yeah, I was wondering uh, who or what he credits for his massive uh, increase in speed the last couple of years. That's a good you question. You look at the, the last 10, to 10 years, like no one's ever done what he's done. No, it's been, uh, it's been a remarkable rise. What, what do you think, Weston? Yeah, you know, it's just, uh, you know, obviously, it's a, you know, a lot of things like, you know, coming down to just having, you know, a full-time trainer, Buddy Antonez, and just, like, all the support from, you know, just families and just, you know, wanting to actually, you know, be successful in something, you know, when you're starting out, you know, fucking like I did. I was, like, terrible <laughs> under, like, you know, when I first started. But, um, you know, it's just, you know, dedication. You know, when you want, when you know you want something, you want to keep driving for it. And, uh, you know, it's just comes down to just having more and more support every year like I got. And then, you know, you finally get an opportunity to uh, to ride, you know, a good, good quality bike. And then, you know, that's when you kind of just like, like, okay, we're here. Like, now it's time to, you know, show what you have, like, which I'm doing now. And, uh, West you know, West it's West a confidence thing, you know. It's yeah. just being, you know, just being mentally strong and physically strong and then, you know, having the support from a team and, and just – you know, there's a there's a lot to it, but it's, it's definitely tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, um, is there any like you wrote for the RCH team outdoors, and I know it's it's apples to oranges outdoors to Supercross and all that. But uh, what do you like about the Yamaha? Uh, do you feel is a stronger setup for you than the RCH Suzuki? Which I mean, fa- let's face it, it's a works bike and all that. But what does the Yamaha <laughs> really shine for you? Is there one area where you're like, man, this thing is uh, is great? You know, both bikes are were awesome bikes. You know, there's you know they're obviously two different bikes they ride two different ways and mm-hmm. um you know i love the suzuki and you know i love the yamaha i just i think i i tend to to ride the yamaha you know i'd say better you know mm-hmm. with just the way the team is up the bike for me and i actually really enjoy riding it like it just it comes natural riding the bike and you know it's like probably one of the funnest bikes i've ever you know got to race and it's just like you know i actually just you know i'm happy to ride it and just like I said, it's fun to ride. You know, it's like you don't want to you don't want to stop riding it, kind of thing. So, right, right. Uh, you know, it's just a good bike. Thanks, uh, thanks, Nate. Right, thanks, guys. Have a good show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, all right, Weston. Thanks for coming on. You're, cut, you're cutting him short already. How long was he on? The, uh... He's on. He was on for thirty minutes. Wow. Everyone's I mean, like, texting. You ever have any other? Does your radio show ever excel like this with any other riders on it? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't want to keep you. Does it get this much shit talking going on or not? I mean, my phone's blowing up. Line? Don't cut Weston short. Really? And that's what you're doing. <laughs> well, I oh, mean, shit, I just got one too. See, I, thank you. I don't want to, you know, he's already angry at the media a lot of times. And I don't want I'm not angry at the media. Don't let's get this straight. I'm not angry <laughs> at the media. I love the media. Mm-hmm. It's just you, Mathis. That's it. Okay. It's well, only you, only you, and only you. Nobody else. He's angry Everybody at the media. Else is fine. It's just you. Okay, no, let's, I, let's get that straight. You, you say that, but your 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 voice is saying that, but your heart is saying all the media. There was no post race no. interview. With Did you not see Weston. me this last weekend? Like I was more than welcome to talk to everybody that came up and wanted interviews. Mm-hmm. I was nice, and then you come up and you just put like a sour taste on my mouth. The other day, <laughs> the other week, you walked by me and you just moved your mouth, your hands, like I was talking all the time. Like just keep talking. 
and you just kept walking. <laughs> I don't really know what that meant. Uh, all right, we'll take another call then. Dave's got a question for you. Dave, what's your question for Weston Pike? Yeah, uh, I heard him say on another interview that uh, he opened up uh, a vape pen business, and uh, I haven't heard about him talk about it at all uh, since then. Is that true? What's the biz? Uh, yeah, um, me and my dad, I mean, I don't have anything to do with it, really. I just help kind of promote it on my social media, but um, me and my dad are just half partners uh, in a vaping business called uh, Unique Vapors. It's in, uh, it's in my hometown where I live in uh in Marietta, so it's just a it's just a family business kind of thing, just to try to you know help out the family and and just do stuff like that. You know, it's, like I said, I have nothing to do with it besides just you know money and uh, and just promoting it stuff like that. But yeah, it is a true. Right on, man. I just wanted to confirm that, and hopefully, if it was true, to get you some advertisement on a steep show. Please uh, make a positive out of this. Cool. Thanks. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Make a positive out of Weston, Weston coming on the show. Mo Filthy, what's up? Yo, 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 what up? What's up, Mo? Oh, jeez. Smooth. What up, Mo? How many times are you going to say Mo, what did up? did you just you? call in, Mo? Yeah, I had to call in. All my boys are on here. You know I had to call in. <laughs> Thanks, Mo. I'm one of Mo's hey. boys. Hey. Mo, <laughs> me, me, Mo, Weston, and you, Seven Deuce Deuce, should all go to the track together. Dude, we should. We're, right? It's part of, you got to start hashtagging the crew and everything. Yeah, I'll start hanging yeah. out with the Pike and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Pike. Pike, carry more but, speed yeah. in that turn. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, I, you know? Because ask JT, I got all the answers. It's oh, you really, do? In the press box, it's easy. Yeah. Like, yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, I, I get those Steve Mathis texts, dude, you got the triple. Just talk the triple. <laughs> I'm like, all right, Steve, thanks, bro. Where was that? Yeah. Uh, Anaheim. Uh, was it Anaheim? Yeah, I hucked it, too, and I got pretty good. I, was, I, was I, sent, hey, I sent Reed a text after the That's after what I mean, race. and he's winning. Dude, wow. you okay. got to send me more track texts, bro. I'll, I'll yeah, try. that's what it is. Text, please listen. It's that shit's up, from up high. It's so small. It looks so easy. I don't know what you guys are doing out there. I, I need more Steve Mathis track tips. Preston, I feel feel like I could have helped your career out. You probably could have. You just should have opened your mouth. Yeah, well, I was cheering for Timmy back then. I was probably telling Timmy all the tips. <sighs> Mo Filthy, what up? How is uh, how's Weston's uh, coaching with with the Seven Deuce Twos? How is it? Do you feel like it's all right, well? Most of the time. Weston's just yelling at this fool. Nah, he's doing a good job. I mean, <laughs> it's fun kicking out the track with Weston, Buddy, and uh, Addy. But, yeah, now Weston, uh, when he was uh, not racing, he was putting in a good time with Addy at the track, especially at Elsinore, making sure he's he's getting his lap times in, mm-hmm. finishing his motos out, stuff like that. Now, when you guys practice, you and Weston, how close are you to Weston in practice? Um, what would you say, Weston, like probably a second and a half, two seconds off Weston's time? So yeah, if you guys like do that. if you guys do twenties together or no? Yeah, well, we were doing fifteens. And how close is he? How far is he away? From Hold 15? on, hold on. That's the first thing I'm changing. What? These races are twenty on Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing fifteens. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. My you riders... don't want to be that guy in the main rolling shit, you know? No, I I feel you. Well, okay. What's with the fifteens, Weston? Are you getting tired? Okay. No, you... that that's no. me. Weston <clears throat> Weston does like five fifteens. Buddy just says, dude. This is what you're doing because I, I don't get the full sprint. We're working on Entic Nap full sprint the whole time. So instead of, instead of letting me fall off the last five laps, uh, he wants me sprinting all 15. Does Travis Preston MX endorse this? Yeah, it's, it, it's a good point because you, you don't want a rider to get used to riding 80%. Right. You want that whole motor to be full intensity. And that has nothing to do with Weston. That's all seven deuce deuce. 
Weston will go out and do another 20 after I just did a 15. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. So a good time is a second, second and a half close to Weston on practice. That's a good time. You're happy with that? Yeah. I mean, that's for me, that's going really good. Yeah. See? Then but, that's what you got looked at when you go to the race. Yeah, and that's, that's where we're at. Is we're at an issue where at the race, I'm like two and a half to three seconds behind Weston. Right. Okay. So is it is it more like is Weston picking up on these tracks quicker than you a little bit? Like no, honestly, like, Weston has more just excuse my language, everybody, but fuck it. Like yeah, you, you, I just you over know, more fuck it. He does not care. Do you overthink it when you get to the race? Um, I wouldn't say I overthink it, but I just don't loosen up enough. So I mean, it could be overthinking, but it's it's squeezing a little bit tight, maybe even being a little bit scared when. Wet, where I'm like not as scared when we get to the heat races and I got the track more dialed, where Weston is coming out first lap, triple, 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 right. step on, step off, hucked it first lap, where I'm like, okay, let's make this jump. Right. And then I need to get my corners faster <laughs> after he's that. In the he's, he's, chuckling, he's chuckling at you. Let's make this he jump. Is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Weston, how much of a, uh, how much oh, of a help is it? Like this weekend, Nick Way. He was not in the seated practice, and he was very upset. He got oh. into the seated one through some politics and some, you know, pleading because he really wants to be in that fast practice. I probably just probably got him in trouble or whatever. But, okay, anyways, uh, Weston, how much of a help is it to get in that seated practice? I mean, obviously, you're, you're a stamp it. You're in there all the time. But would that help Adam out? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does help, you know, by being in the season practice because you're riding around all faster people and you're not riding around, um, like, because it's tough because when I used to ride in the season practice, like, they're not, everybody in the, in the non-season practice are just, like, half the time they're just cruising around and they're in your way and they're not jumping everything. Where, like, the seated practice, it's like everybody's hitting everything the first lap and right. every single lap for the entire time, everybody's going fast. Like, nobody's rolling mm-hmm. the track or going slow. And it's like, you know, when you're trying to get a fast time in the unseated practice, it's, it's, it's hard to do it because there's just 10 million people rolling every jump. There's 10 million people on the ground crashing and stuff like that. So it's, right. it's hard to, to to stay focused for an entire lap without getting, you know, interrupted by somebody else. Like, J- JT, you used to get very upset also. Sometimes you were that borderline guy too. Between uh, I took... A few dudes out and then time practice. <laughs> yeah, like when I used to when I used to be slow back in the day. I remember my first one in the season practice. Like I remember, like these dudes were like yelling and screaming at me, and like I got into a Chad Reed. Like he's like, "You're a, you're a fucking goon. Get off the track." Blah blah blah. Like <laughs> you know, it's, but it's like you got to be ready for it. You know what I mean? But yeah. now it's totally different. Now I just. Yeah. Adam, you've ridden seated, right, before? Yeah. You got in a few times. Yeah, yeah I've you... gotten in a couple of times. Yeah. It's right. sick. And it helps, huh? Yeah. Well, like like Wesson's talking about, I'm like one of the fastest guys in the unseated practice yeah. every week. Right. And it's hard to and try to improve on your own. I mean, it's not hard, but it's much easier when you got a guy like Weston right in front of you and you just hop on right behind right. him and you're just like, well, if he can make it, I can make it, and you just twist it because you've seen him twist it and you kind of right. just follow his line. Then the apex just seems to get better. The, you know what I mean? The way he goes on the tracks better. And you get behind the guys in the B practice and they're going straight into the corners 
they're coming out, they're rolling through the middle, and then just pinning it out, like doing some squirrely stuff. Like, for instance, last lap of C practice or last lap of the last practice, I had a good lap going, and this guy went off the dragon's back, jumped, and, like, was completely sideways in the air, and then cut completely across the track. That was in Jimmy front of Albertson. Me. No. <laughs> it almost was Jimmy. Sorry, I'm kidding. Jimmy's gonna kill me. Oh, this, this guy Jimmy's this guy me. completely cut across in front of me. Yeah. And then I go back and look at my segment times and yeah. it said my ideal lap was a second faster. So that last lap that I had that yeah. was going that would have put me in like eighteenth to twentieth. Right. Was now twenty fifth yeah. because a guy completely launched and cut in front of me. Preston, so. do you have any seated, unseated practice stories? Or like, what do you think of this whole debate? I think the seated practice is huge. Because when I ever had a problem with the section, I would just get behind Ricky or Chad. And Timmy just, or Timmy? Or, yeah, Timmy. Yeah. And if they're going 3-3, three, three, you just kind of keep up with them in the corner. Yeah, because you just, know your bike is good enough. You're like, you're like, no worries on that. Yeah, yeah so yeah. You, you're like, Adams, you just follow them. Right. And it helps so much. When you have a bunch of dudes in B practice that are struggling, it kind of makes you struggle. <laughs> no, right. And straight up. You don't follow anybody in B practice. <laughs> you do not follow anybody. I mean, we're talking you could go down at this, any moment. This is like Privateer Island, dude. dude. You don't trust anybody. Dude, you honestly, know. honestly, B and C practice is like arena cross, bro. There's hay bales, bikes flying, freaking red flashing lights, the, the medical w- flags. What's worse is 250. Unseated. Uh, 250 C is. 250. It, yeah, it is gnarly. You do not want to go out there for that. Oh, but my gosh. No, it's, it is interesting. We've got to try to get you in there. Why doesn't Weston just go up to Thule, threaten to beat the crap out of him to get a red sticker or whatever? Weston does not do that, Steve. He, he threatened to beat me up <laughs> yesterday, two days ago. He's, <laughs> he, he clearly does that. I think the last time I threatened to beat you up, Mathis, was like in Vegas when I was like gone. I don't even remember anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember that. I remember that story. Yeah, you said. that was like uh, in 2013, I believe. You were mad-dogging me at the circle bar. And look at You guys are back on the show. Everybody loves He's only doing this for PR. I'm only only on the show for for my fans and for publicity, (laughs) not for (laughs) math at all. (laughs) You know what? I'll tell you right now. Let me tell you one thing about about Weston. If he's not talking shit to your face – he definitely doesn't like you. Like, as long yeah. as he's well, talking you know shit, what? you're in the game. Yeah, that's like bro status. Like, when yeah. you and your buddies talk shit all the time, you guys are down. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, Becca well. loves some Weston then. Bet <laughs> 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 you she does. I'll bet you secretly okay. that's his You say ride. that. You say that, Kiefer. But earlier in the show, you're like, Preston, please tell me I was looking good. Bull, I didn't say it like please, that. Please tell I me said I had it. good style. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. They're low-key, not even bros. Well, that's what I mean. But Preston's not going to tell him that because they're bros. <laughs> <laughs> Preston's not gonna go. Hey, Kiefer, it looked good in that turn. Like you know. No, if Weston was here, dude, he'd have been like, dude, that looked like shit. Right. right. Yeah. That's what Preston. That's what I'm expecting. I want something out of him. I don't get nothing. You get nothing. I get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about communication, guys. All right, we got to run on the Pulp MX show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Got to take a commercial break. Got more things to talk about. Mo Filthy, thanks, bud. All right, no problem. Love you guys. See you, Mo. Bye. And uh, and Weston, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Good job in uh, yeah. in Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta two coming up this weekend. Uh, it's just going to be slippery, more sli- slipperier than it already was. There you go. Yeah, I got it. That dirt sits in there all week. I don't know how that track's going to be. They're going to have to rip it with a dozer or something. They won't. Will they? It, they, dude. The dirt works guys are pretty good. Fell track crew. 
Belled track crew. <laughs> it's pretty good. It, that dirt on the start straight was so hard. I mean, we're talking like Well, calm. Tomac just looked like he just grabbed. Oh, a little touch of the front brake. Yeah. Yep. And Done. I was, Done. Ta- I was talking to some people, and every time it seems to get slick, like dry slick, Tomac seems to go down. He rides that front wheel hard. Uh, DV says it's air pressure. <laughs> Could be. DV's um, right. <laughs> at Weston, I was talking to Sealy after the race, and he, I said, uh, you know, whatever, working through the pack. And he was like, yeah, I kind of had to tiptoe around Weston a little bit because he's like, I heard we have a rivalry now. I'm not really sure, but I heard we have a rivalry. So, so, so Sealy's <laughs> no, like, tiptoeing. I just was like, I was just letting, <clears throat> I just kind of let those guys buy me because, like, I, yeah. I wasn't at, you know, full, full like, speed. You know what I mean? I had to pace right. myself. But, yeah. you know, I just, I don't really care, you know. I, I don't, you know, whatever. Who would win in a fight? I roll, roll weekend. Who would week win out, in a fight? I don't, really, no. mm-hmm. I don't really have any friends on the track, you know, when we're racing, but off the track, you know, whatever. Who would win in a fight, Bowers or Pike? P- Pike. Pike. I think Pike. I don't know. I mean, uh, Bowers is pre- Bowers goes hard, too. I think it'd be a good fight. See, that's not, I, I think, think I wanna, when I think of Pike, I think of Bowers. Like, they're similar in, like, what, mental status. What about Becca and Pike? Becca? I think Pike's brother. Dude, Pike's brother is huge. I'll take Pike's dad. That dude is big. Yeah. I'll take Pike's dad to beat both his kids up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll take Pike's brother to beat them all down. And then Pike's brother to beat everybody down. And then <sighs> Weston to be third. <laughs> I think that's probably probably pretty correct. I don't know. Bauer seemed Fuck like it. he slimmed down a little bit. He for did, that 250, yeah. So yeah. I'm taking Weston. He says he's one, uh, 178 or something. No. I asked Bones the other day, and he was 194. Okay. All right. He's not 194. There's yeah, no he is. Way. Maybe with all gear on. Yeah. Okay. Well, There's no way up. he's 194. Yeah, it was 190. It was at Glen Helen. We were talking. So, he's so lean, like skinny. I don't. But he's big. He's tall. Yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm 185 with no gear on. Yeah, but Bowers is thicker than you. You're a twig. I don't see. I don't. I don't believe 194. Oh. How much no you way. weigh, Weston? 195. Okay, he's not as big as Weston. Yeah. Weston's a bulky dude. That's man shit right there. That is. I just get yoked out, dude. I just go to the gym with all the meatheads every day and just freaking just curl like 65-pound dumbbells. And <laughs> hey, hey Weston, how about Koi? Do, do you and Koi get in the gym and just do, like, bench contests? <laughs> no, we haven't done that yet. Oh, oh you haven't right. done that yet? Grapple, grapple <clears throat> no, contests? The cup, the cup shop's closed right now. It's being all remodeled and stuff. So they're, uh, you know, I think once that opens back up, you know, me and him are going to have to throw down a little bit. Oh, yeah. When do, when do you head out there? Do you go out there much now? I'm here right now. It's oh, you are? At night and I'm still on the phone with you guys. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. I thought you were on the West <laughs> Coast. Uh, Way to go. Instagram. He Instagrammed that he was there today. Uh, How's the weather? I think I blocked Weston because he was, he was talking shit to me, and I just blocked him. No, I mean, you should block me. I mean, I, I mean, if I was in your situation, I'd block me, too. <laughs> Dude, we all we all told you, Mathis, we got to get off with Weston. He's busy. He's doing shit. Dude, told I didn't you. know he was on the East Coast. <laughs> all right. We got to go. Th- thanks, Weston. Appreciate you coming on. Vortex Racing. Good job in Atlanta. See you this weekend, man. All right, thanks, guys. All right, thank yeah. you. Bye. Yeah. Is that okay, Preston? I let him go? Or is that... This guy right that, that was an appropriate timed interview. He I mean, it's on... midnight. He was, he was on for 45 minutes. Yeah, I, I didn't know he was on the East Coast either. No, I didn't know either, yeah. JT, so you don't remember any elevator conversation? No, I don't. Oh my God, we're back to this. He, well, I just—he can't—he's blocking fans. Fans are leaving with a negative impression of him. That's not good. Weston says he blows him off. It's not good. I don't. I, the only time maybe there was a big group of us, and this dude kept backing into me, like 
<laughs> wow, that's he was like, I was starting to get a little nervous because I was running out of room. <laughs> he kept like backing into me and backing into me, and he thought it was funny. And I was, he was like was putting baby in a corner. <laughs> no one puts baby in a corner. <laughs> so maybe that was it. If it wasn't that, then I have no clue. We got to go on that baby in the corner reference. <laughs> thanks, JT. And you're on the East Coast, too, so thanks for sticking in so long. Appreciate it. All right. See you, right, guys. JT. See everybody. That's Jason Thomas, everybody. Big, pulp, big part of the Pulp Mech Show. Uh, all right. Commercial break. Uh, fly, uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, uh, Pulp Mech Show. Come back with uh, some rap from Adam Entenap, and then we'll come back with your music, Kiefer. Um, we got third. No, wait. Let's do Travis's. He's here. Why don't you don't get music? I forgot that. Yeah, let's do Travis's. Start. Don't worry about mine. Travis has his picked out. He's Does good. Travis's music have any meaning behind it? Like some of them do. It's good tonight. Yeah, I think my, it was my good. music always has meaning behind it. Does this have meaning behind like, it? Always. Okay. All right. Send always. me an angel. <laughs> Stick around, everybody. We'll be right back here on the show. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Fly Racing. Fly Racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at flyracingusa and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of motocross needs as a proud sponsor of the bto sports ktm race team and the heart of the bto sports amateur motocross team it is obvious that we're about more than being just a store we support the sport that supports us us at bto sports want to give back to you the listener for supporting us and the pulp mx show use coupon code pulp mx when placing your order at btosports.com for a vip listener discount certain brand restrictions will apply Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? I definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And uh, I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Jimmy Dakotas uses Racetech. Vince Freeze uses Racetech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Racetech? Omaha's own Cody Gilmore uses Racetech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Racetech. 
They offer a full line of high-performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world-famous gold valves as well. Race Tech Suspension. Check it out, bro. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? Back in 2007, many of you bought the wrong neck brace by mistake, and we don't blame you. We did, too. But there's good news. You don't have to make the same mistake again. Since then, things have changed drastically. The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition, all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. When it's time to maintain your dirt bike for the extremes of supercross, motocross, or just off-road fun, you want to buy from the manufacturer that is the expert in chassis and suspension maintenance. You want a brand that you know is backed by quality, a brand that is synonymous with being the fast, easy, and complete solution to suspension and chassis maintenance. You need Pivotworks, the only product of its kind with a lifetime replacement. Yes, a lifetime replacement on all products. Why a lifetime replacement? Because Pivotworks stands behind their products. The only OE quality bearing and seal replacement kits for your bike's wheels, forks, linkage, swing arm, shock, and steering stem in one easy package. Don't waste time looking up every component in your bike's suspension when it's worn out. Grab a Pivotworks kit and do it right the first time and save some money. 
Pivot Works, the official bearings and seals of the 2015 Lucas Oil Pro Motocross, Loretta Lynn's Amateur National, and CMRC Pro Motocross Championships. Ride hard, ride fast, ride Pivot Works. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience, We'll process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF Racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. 
All Vortex racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email roger at vortexracing.com for promo code PULP2015. Or call them at 800-440-3559, extension 222. As I stand here, I ponder greater things. You're no longer a part of, a part of your love's dreams. So much for you, your complications. So much for you, lost in desperation. It's all been BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. It's Travis Preston's selection right there. Preston, uh, what was up with that? Well, two things. 90s music. Yep. Yep. It's good. Right. 
Oh, you're not, you don't tell me, bro. Yeah, it's good. I live my life that way. So that was kind Maybe of part of that genre. Yep. And had to break it out. And then Candlebox. Yep. There's a lot of change in my life right now. So we haven't talked about that. Yeah, yet. let's talk about that now. Okay. Kiefer, talk to him about his changes. So I learned this the other week when I was at Milestone. Uh, Travis came and talked to me, and I was like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" And how do I look like, on the bike? Yeah, how do I look yeah. on the bike? And he said, "I don't know. I don't look at you." And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay." <laughs> Right, let's talk about you now. Right, you, that's such a lie. I remember I said in that one corner after the table. Oh, yeah, the one corner, stuff, right. Yeah, okay. I said you look good. I'm there working, watching other riders. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about you. Okay. It's not about me anymore. <laughs> sorry. sorry. Hey, anyway, wait, wait, tell us wait, about wait, your new deal. Wait a minute. Before we get into that, oh. this is by far the best Candlebox song. Right, we listened to this on the way here. Uh, yeah. I have this on my uh, on my. I'm using air quotes. Mm-hmm. Workout, right. workout mix on my Strava iPod. mix. Yeah, my Strava mix. Mm-hmm. It's good. It is. It is. This takes, this you, know, takes- you know what I like about your stuff? Like other people would say, this is this doesn't get me amped up. This doesn't get me amped up. It doesn't matter. It's like the music that gets you going. Like it doesn't have to be thrash and music. This is good shit. I like the angles. Yeah. Smooth. The angles, smooth. The angles. What's that mean? I don't know exactly what, what it would mean when you said it earlier. That's the music guy, because I don't know what the fuck I'm angled me. No, when you Dude, use the I term think, angles. Well, okay, I said, I would like to try different angles at home. Hence, I want to try different... <laughs> <laughs> see? They, what's, see, here's what's fucked up. You're not laughing. These two dudes are busting up. It's. I want to try different angles at home with my wife. Do you understand now? Yeah, I don't run that kind of show. This isn't a, uh, this isn't a sex show, okay? Kiefer, I got you. So. All right, thanks, guys. Anyway, can we talk about Travis? Yep. All right, Travis, go ahead. Tell us what you're doing now. I am the official, not new, I'm the new official Yamaha test rider slash testing technician. And that's in-house. In-house. Cypress. Employee. California. So that that means it's a real job. Real job. 8.30 to 5. Yes, sir. Monday through Friday. Yes, sir. No, like, contract. It's a, it's a, it's like you're an employee. You got I'm an employee of Yamaha Motor Company. You're going to have, wow. you're going to have a badge to go in all these rooms. Your access is granted. That badge, that badge sucks. You got to keep it in your pocket all the <laughs> yeah. time. Whip it out. You're carrying like a motor and a set of bars and, gotta, and a set of suspension. You're like, just a minute. Let me get the thing. And the thing. <laughs> but you can, you can leave it in your front pocket and hit your chest against the Right. Hit the, ch- the chest against the sensor. Little titty bump. Yeah, a little titty bump, and it'll right. open the door for you. But right. uh, thanks for the tip. Yeah, uh, through the race shop, far doors against the back, roll up door. Go through the race shop, make an immediate right. That was the bench that I built many, many semi race winning motors. That right bench right there. Wow. Nice. Yeah. See if it's, it's a lot of oil everywhere because I, I didn't use it. You should, spill oil you should definitely go over and like touch that. See if, uh, see if, see if McCarty put a plaque up there. I'm gonna there. go over there and see if I can't tell you were there if it's signed. Or... I, I'm definitely thinking McCarty did not put a plaque up for me, but maybe he did. Did you like engrave <laughs> the bench at all? Or I should have. Your should've handprint. Been, been like st- some uh, like um, Shawshank Brooks was here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> should have just done that. Um, but uh, well, you're out of your mind, dude. So you're gonna be like a. A lot of testing, obviously. That's what you're good at. It's you, you're, yeah. you're still riding, yeah. but then also too working on the bikes, right? Like, how's your mechanical skills? How's that? Well, it's it's good. It's yeah. good. That's why I think it's bold. It's good. That is bold. Yeah. Well, bold. I mean, Steve knows me. You know, Steve's my boss, and I think Steve that, Butler not me. Right. Yeah, that's why he called me. And and also, I'm, I'm going to do a little street side also. No, but cool. 
I think what it's going to help is my testing. The more I understand how the bike is built, and then I'll be able to take that information mm-hmm. and ride the bike. And I feel it's just going to elevate and bike will become and, better and, the, and better. and the thing that comes with this too is like I know Butler pretty good, and for Butler to ask him to have this position, it's a pretty good position. So. Right. Um, is Mike Ulrich still there? Yes. I like Mike. Mike's yeah. a great guy. That whole testing group. It's, was, a, it's a really good group. If you of had told me that Mike got fired for Travis, I'd be angry. No, okay. Mike's been there for a while. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. But, I mean, to have Butler have the faith in Travis is huge, so that's good. That's good. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy about that it. That drive is going to suck from the high desk. Well, there, but, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm going to be staying with some people down in Anaheim. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'll be staying four miles from Yamaha. Okay. So that's not far. But I'm still going to keep my place in the desert. The guy you're staying with, does this require you to wear knee-high boots and, you know, sort of go to gothic parties? Well, that's what I'm What's concerned about. I'm actually, I'm actually going to go gothic there Thursday parties. to check out the residence. Yes, you because should. Because I'm afraid I'm going to be staying in a dungeon with, with iron bars on the windows. Look for bodies under the bed. Yeah, so all that kind I'm going to really inspect the place. Right. Gothic, get your, get your eye makeup going, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to really check it out. Has Watson ever told you that story when gothic worked for him? No. Oh, I wish you could call Watson back up. you got to hear this gothic J story. He's told it on the air, which maybe, I but maybe he, he hasn't. A, yeah. So maybe we shouldn't talk about it because we could embarrass Gothic. Yeah, maybe not. But oh wait, what? Huh? For sure, call Watson. I don't want to, Jay, Jay. I don't want to. He's had a long day. He's sick. Maybe Jay. Maybe this isn't right to uh, to blow Jay out like that. But it's really funny. I think he did tell it on the air. Uh. Anyways, uh, welcome back, everybody. Hey, two under. How's the two unders, Kiefer? That's good. Silky smooth. How's the Joey pouch? It's good. Handling my uh, unit nicely. Pulpamex 2015 at 2under.com, the number 2, U-N-D-R.com. The best underwear out there. Brayton and Short run it. Uh, we've got NHL guys, NFL guys, camera queen Morgan Kane from the Monster Jam series. Uh, it's got a signature a quick access fly, no drip tip moisture control layer. That's sketchy. That's what it says, bro. I'm just reading it. I love how you smile the entire time you say that. Yeah, who, who can't? And, of course, WUSA, half the teams in the pits using W for their wheels needs. Guys like uh, uh, Millsaps and Anderson and Dungey and Short, Brayton, uh, Pike, Kiefer. Albertson, Kiefer, Chisholm. Uh, yeah, using WUSA.com. Uh, w also built me a set of wheels for my new Project 88, so I'm looking forward to that. Great guy, John Anderson, down there. And uh, they got more than they got Galfer stuff, too. So nice tie-in with the show. Check them out for whatever you need, uh, WUSA.com. Uh, you paid seven or eight grand for your bike, and you're going to put on a $500 set of wheels on it? Come on. Check them out, WUSA.com. Uh, let's get into some more um, uh, uh, Atlanta talk here. Uh, we didn't even touch on a few things. Um, I wanted to talk to Weston about the split lane, but then I was afraid that he would end up swearing again and he had to get another talk from JGR. How about that? That's funny. <laughs> a lady a lady <laughs> came to me and said, I, <laughs> I, can't, I can't do that. Um, uh, I guess, first of all, Roxon. Uh, bad weekend for Kenny Roxon. And I'm surprised, uh, Kiefer, that Roxon, first we saw the Oakland thing, now we see him try that quad, which, I mean, look, if Reed and Seeley are doing it, Kenny Roxon can do it. He comes up short on that quad, goes into the concrete wall, hurts his ankle, comes up for the heat race, looks okay, then big crash in that same set of whoops in the main event and, you know, soldiers on to whatever finish. But I'm surprised that Kenny Roxon's making mistakes like that. I think he's feeling a little pressure because Dunge is doing so good and he's getting better starts and he's trying to work his way up. So I think he's pushing the envelope a little bit and he's making mistakes. So... I think Dungey's in his head a little bit. I think that's what's making him uh, break a little bit mentally on the track. 
Dungey's got a 25-point lead. Yeah, full race. If there's one guy, Anthony Knapp, you don't want to have a 25-point lead. One guy who you can be like, Dude. he doesn't make any mistakes or whatever. You do not. As far as I'm concerned, Dungey won the championship. You think? Yeah. Barring, he is yeah. so – if if you could call anybody to have the championship wrapped up right now, mm-hmm. it would be Dungey. He's, he's just too solid. The guy, week in and week out, he comes to the race – he does practice, he gets a decent start, and he podiums. And that's what Dungy does. And that's why Roger DeCoster believes in him. That's why he's on Team KTM. That's why he does what he does. That's why he has championships. Dungy is yeah. going to win. He's consistent. He gets the job done. It Knock is. on wood, he doesn't <clears throat> get hurt often. Mm-hmm. It's and hard to see him. Uh, it's hard to see him losing, Preston, huh? A 25-point lead. Yeah, his style is so good. He's so accurate and so precise on the bike. And, and he never. And I mean, we said this about Kenny, but Dungy also doesn't really make mistakes. Now, having said that, Kenny made mistakes. But uh, can you see Dunge trying a quad and see no, bouncing see, a quad that, and almost going over the bars? That's what Dungy doesn't do. Right. He doesn't take the extra risk when it's not needed. He is now. He now has a twenty-five point lead in the championship. He didn't jump the quad that could have gotten. You know what I mean? He could have got hurt, and now he's got a big gap. Mm-hmm. He's comfortable, and he can do what Dungy does, and that's ride consistent, podium every weekend, get a couple wins here and there, and win the championship. I can see, uh, um, getting back to Chad, this win, I think, was huge for him. I can definitely see uh, him winning again. What do you think, Preston? Like yeah, I don't think he lucked. In. He was, didn't luck into this thing at all. No, no. But see, hasn't Chad kind of done this in the past? Like Chad will win, and then he'll, he'll kind of get on a good streak, and then something will happen, and it'll kind of knock him down. Yeah, yeah. But so he's going to get on a streak, is what we're saying. But I want Chad to stay on the streak. I don't want yeah. him to right. kind of fall off. You know. The, yeah. Th- this is typical Chad. He he starts winning just like Travis said. He wins, wins, wins. Gets super confident. Pushes the envelope a little bit too much. Maybe hucks a little quad to try to catch the guys because he's in third because he wants to win. And then, boom, Chad reads it down. I miss James. <laughs> yeah, we, but hey, we were, that sums it up right there. James I, Stewart. He I hucks the quad. Right. Hey, well, we were talking about that quad this weekend after the finish. Nobody did it. They went 3-3-2. Three, three, I asked a couple people that were racing and didn't race, but one guy who's hurt right now. I said, what about this quad? They both said... James would do it. Yeah, for sure. And the <laughs> he, thing is, okay, he would here, do it smooth. Do you, what do you think? Here's, here's the thing from a rider perspective. This is why I don't think it was done. Okay. The triple had a tranny Ooh. from tip to tip. Uh, about tip, tip of a tranny? Tranny and yeah, tip at the same a, sentence. There's <laughs> you always go there. I know. Isn't it rad? <laughs> that, that low hanging. Does he do this like? No, <laughs> this is only here. <laughs> <laughs> he he is a full blown Christian in the truck going up here, and then he gets here and it's Dude. like because if there's any low hanging fruit, he will grab it. Oh yeah, oh, immediately. Yeah. Yeah, his mind uh, automatic. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's pookie or what. His mind oh, automatically man. goes. Uh, it does. I it don't does. know if it's pookie. Or <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh hell no. Um. Okay. Tranny. Okay. Tip. So tranny. Ooh. The transition. There you go. Between the triple to go triple triple. triple you go was, triple, triple, single then, right? Yes. Yeah. You went triple, triple, double. Okay. Yeah. So the first triple, the transition was about eight feet apart. Okay. If you were to quad, the transition was only 
four feet apart. Right. The tranny was super, it was made super to go three, tight. Three. It was made to go 3-3. Three, three. The dude, next transition was... Stewie, though. J- James would have hucked it. Stewie. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he's, he's literally fearless. Yeah. yeah. James would have went up. He'd have said, four. We all <laughs> send it and made it perfectly clean. And then maybe not even won the main event. <laughs> no. Probably right, wouldn't yeah. have won the main event. Shitty start. Right. Came from the back. Yep. You have to put your hand up. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just raised his hand. Seeing well, no, everybody I, in the studio, he just raised his hand. Yes, up. teacher Steve. Seeing as we're talking about James Stewart, I feel like Travis is going to weigh in here. On this. Yes. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to compliment James. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. I was there. Where? 2007. Oh. When James was hucking all that big stuff, and I correct me if I'm wrong, that was the year where Ricky raced a couple supercrosses uh, yeah. and a couple uh, outdoors. Well, seven or something. Okay. Yeah. yeah. From what I remember, uh, Bubba beat Ricky almost every Supercross, but it was close. It was close, yeah. It was close. And it got to the point where me and Wyndham were walking the track, and we would go and look for the most craziest jump <laughs> and go, Bubba's going to jump that. <laughs> and Bubba wouldn't jump it until lap 12 in the main event when Ricky was all over him. Yeah, and he heart rates at 190. And then Bubba or... would pull the trigger yeah. or uh, trigger yeah. mid-race and start jumping that jump and just get a little gap on Dallas, Ricky. Dallas, I think there was one he, he was jumping at. The RC stuff he was would... jumping was Dude, so crazy. Right. I, right. I'm going to chime in here. I will never forget in my life James Stewart on a Yamaha. He's in pink gear. He, he gets the whole shot. It's Anaheim. I think it's Anaheim 2 or 3. And he comes out, and there's this left-hander 3-5-3 into this section that's all peaked-out singles. And he goes triple, and he sends it like third-gear wicked quad. And Villapoto tries to do it behind him, and he just cased it. And I swear Bubba won by a straightaway that night. Yeah. It was insane. He was on a whole nother level. I couldn't even believe it. This jump, I, ro- I rode the track. This jump was so big. I was like, there's no way I even was fathoming to do this. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was something else. Oh, well, hey, look at Toronto too, last year. There was a little like a wheelie tap thing, and everyone was kind of struggling over it. He would just wheelie over it, tap his rear wheel, set it down, and go like three or four into the turn or whatever it was. Yeah. How about Daytona that one year where they had that steep <laughs> the one? wall? Dude, Remember I watched that? that. That was so big. Dude, he, almost, he cleared the wall. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> no, and, he, this, and, this and was, then he ended over a triple. Right. Where you're like, like, <laughs> like the That's triple right. that everyone is doing. All the 250 guys, he, he, he dies on it. Oh. And meanwhile, he's jumping this wall that no one is doing. And, right. and let me tell you why nobody else is doing this, okay? There's a straightaway into a drop, into a little lip, into this huge 15-foot mm-hmm. wall. And James, there's kickers built up, right? So James goes down the thing, jumps the kickers, yeah. lands right at the bottom of this three-foot lip, and yeah. pops over this 15-foot oh, thing. And Pete and dirty. I are just like... No, I lost my mind. Dirty. Yeah, I lost my mind. I'm like, D- what? How fast was it? It was so much faster, oh, too. Dude, we're talking <laughs> yeah. like four <laughs> seconds. Yeah. yeah. It was insane. Right. I feel like we're going up memory lane here. And then remember, remember Toronto? <laughs> yeah, I remember. What happened remember, in Toronto? Remember Toronto, Travis? Travis, oh, you remember Toronto. I do remember Toronto, yeah. <laughs> This, All right. We he always, made a wrong turn. <laughs> hey, we always bring this up. Uh, let's do the X-Brand Goggle Terrace. We've got another segment to do here. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. 
Uh, these questions are expert on goggles, a choice of champions everywhere. Champions like Gary Sutherland and Jessica Patterson. Nice. Great, incredible riders like Nick Way, Kyle Chisholm, Kyle Cunningham, Brock Tickle. Mike and Leslie and Vince Freeze may or may not use X-Brand frames. Um, <laughs> great uh, X-Brand. Pumplebex 15 saves you 20% at X-Brand.com, EKSBrand.com. The number one goggles. Let, me, let me throw in Ricky Brabeck, everywhere. Too. Ricky Brabeck. Who can forget about that? Ricky Brabeck, Hare and Hound champion. Hare and Hound champion. Wow. There you go. Sick. Phenomenal. I'm going to get you in them one day. We'll see. You got me in them. You Scott guy? Yeah. Yeah, I can't. Every, I've been Scott since. Every like, time I try to take them. I tell Knowles I'm taking Anthony yeah. up, and he freaks out and gets really mad like we're good buddies. Dude, I'm, honestly, I'm, though, it, he hooks me up, though, because every time he says that, I get like six sets of goggles. Yeah. So I just mm. tell him I'm going to take Anthony up. I'm going to pay him a little bit of money. I'm going to take Anthony up. I'm still recirculating my Smith goggles because I like them so much. Yeah, you're a Smith guy, right? You're always yeah, a Smith guy. I just always like those goggles. That's ridiculous. These questions, who, are these, who submits these questions? I don't know. I don't know either. Some guy, one of our listeners. And they are for uh, me too. I don't know if I'm in on this, but uh, yes, you are. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Fifteen seconds or less. Rapid fire or questions. Or else. Or right. else. Let's do it. Uh, TP. List the riders currently racing that you think have enough money to retire right now. Mm. Chad. Well, Chad. Right. Uh, Dungey. Those two. That's it. Chad Dungey and Kennard. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about Kennard. Hasn't been racing long enough. Millsaps? Uh, maybe. Millsaps does, for sure. Millsaps? Yeah, he made a lot of money. All I right. don't know. That's it. 22 seconds. All right, Steve. Which stadiums in the series need to be replaced? Oakland. I'm going to do a tear-off for everyone. Uh, just Oakland. Washington just texted me. Sorry, I'm, I'm missing it. Call uh, him. Um... <laughs> Oakland needs to be replaced, and I don't know. Vegas is terrible. Why Oakland? Too. Just the venue? Really? Or yeah, what? The, the, the stadium's garbage. That's your, that's really your, like that's your guys. Either. What are you talking what? shit on them? Detroit. Detroit's a beautiful stadium. I mean, the, 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 the surrounding areas aren't so great. What about St. Louis? Great stadium. Yeah. Okay, good. So I'm okay? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to get jacked? Yeah, you're going for St. Louis. Yeah. For Bubble Mex. Right. Outside's a little sketchy in St. Louis. Yeah, it is. Rams. For sure. All right, next question. All right, Kiefer. Yep. If you had to rebuild a project bike like Steve, which bike would you build? Um, nineteen eighty-seven CR one twenty-five. Ah. Way to be original. It's good. But who else? No one has. No, everyone does that bike. Really? Oh yeah, it's super popular. One twenty-five and two fifty from eighty-seven. I just like that. That's yeah. my Mickey Diamond and yeah. shit. Yeah, everybody retros those. There's a ton of parts available for them too. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was the. Was it the black? That was black motor. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I like that bike. All right, next question. Seven deuce deuce. What's up? Has a dirt shark shown you any love? No comment. Pulp MX all the way. Well, no, you can answer truthfully. Yeah. Oh, you just said no comment like there was something you were hiding. No. If you made us, you made a rap song called Dirt Shark Show Me Love. Yeah. Which is great. Did he show you love? Yeah. When? Where? In the Dirt Shark video for Monster Cup. Oh, he did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all love the Dirt Shark videos over here. Hmm. You know what? I I don't know that guy, but I know I've met his dad. His dad's a cool dude. Dude, dad's cool as shit. Dude, the dad is sick. Yeah, yeah, mm. sick. All right, TP. What is the most damage you've done to a rental car, and how much did it cost? I've never done any damage to a rental car. You were way too. Uh... Tell him about the story you're telling me about on the way up here today. <laughs> what about the Subaru thing? Oh, that wasn't a rental car. Uh, <laughs> that was my friend's car. That was his own personal. That was his mom's car. So. This the jam? 
Dirt Shark, show me love. Seven Deuce, Deuce is on. Ah. If you're looking for me, ride it, come get me. Racing supercross, yeah, in every city. Sounding them, monster girls, ass and titties. Take that, and to the house and get jiggy. Ride it, I'm a thug, dirt shark, show me love. Ride it, I'm a thug, dirt shark, show me love. I do like this one. That's good. That's good beat. It is, isn't it? Oh, you can't. I'm a thug, dirt shark, show me love. I'm 24, getting real big. Real I'm doing big. that shit. It happens real quick. Real quick. Dude, I'm good at rapping. I can't, I can't take it. Anymore. Are you 24? I can't take yeah. it anymore. Damn, dude, I thought you were younger. No, that's little bro. You hang out with him a lot. Yeah, little bro's cool. Isn't he though? Yeah. Quiet little dude. He was quiet at first. Then he opened up to me uh -huh. a little bit. And I like I liked him better. We got an email yeah. the other day that a guy said he's going to kill us if we kept eating on the air. I'm sorry, I had a skittle. Sorry. So that's that's you. Right <laughs> I'm sorry, I had a skittle. All right, next question. All right, Kiefer. Yep. At Atlanta one, how many seconds per lap faster do you think Reed was than your potential best lap? <laughs> <laughs> um, what a dick Moser is. Uh, Twelve and a half. What if you had a big bore? <laughs> Nine point two. <laughs> Steve, yep. has a writer ever used advice from your text in between races? Absolutely. Yes. They have. I can say that I personally have, and it's personally helped me. What was the tip? It was, guy, I think you can triple, triple before the finish. And you did it. Just, I said, you know what? If Steve believes in me, I'm going to just do it. And that gave you the confidence. And Fuck I just honked it. Technically, it's not a tip. He just told him. <laughs> There's really no I knowledge I or in-depth insight. <laughs> he didn't analyze nothing. He just said, huck it, bitch. <laughs> he did. I, I didn't say, hey, grab second. Hit no, 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 none of that. No, 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 none. no, no, no. no. I, I said, it wasn't just even like, dude, the bottom rut looks a little bit better than the top. I think if you get in the lower rut and then you hit that thing in about second quarter throttle, you can huck it. Hey, uh, actually, I think you're doing a disservice. Why? To the riders. Why? Because you're sitting so high. But I walked the track in the your day. press box. Yeah. It all looks like you said. Looks all easy your, and little down there. In your press box. Hashtag press box. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag model life. Yeah. He said it helped him. F you guys. All right. Next question. All right. Seven days deuce. Besides on the track, where else do you wear the new fly sector boots? Everywhere. The grocery store. My car. When I'm in my room with my chick. You know, uh... You knock boots? Fly racing's um, casual wear. Come That's along. Good. Dude. It's good stuff. I'm, dude, look at the swag. That's pretty sick, yeah. yeah. You, and I got the b-ball jersey, dude. I go so hard in the paint during the week. <laughs> I'm just hitting that, I don't threes. know what that means. Okay, so the key oh, yeah. is the paint. Oh, yeah, okay. Good job, yeah. Oh, b-ball. We're talking b-ball. Yeah, oh, got it. I, I like hockey. So. Yeah. All right, next question. All right, I knew what you were saying. Uh, and by the way, Devin, you're doing a good job on reading tonight. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> good job on good job on reading. <laughs> really? Oh, oh shit. No, but like he's how'd I, how'd I look in the corner, dude? No, that's <laughs> See how I gave him a tip and he look how he's smiling. Hey, Kiefer, Kiefer, you're doing a good job of breathing tonight. Thank you. Steve, Steve. You're doing great, dude. Your show is amazing tonight. Thank you. Your, co your coffee <laughs> sipping is on point. You're doing a good job. Of you know what I mean? You're texting. You're, I think that was uh, a bit of a dick comment. That is. It's a little backside of the... It was a little yeah. backside That was kind of a dick, dick move you did right there. That was yeah. good. Okay. Next question. Anyway. Is this my question? Uh, no, it's Preston's uh, now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Preston, uh, would you ever have... Uh, would you ever race GP? No. Wow, quick. I think that was 1.7 uh, seconds. You do the World Vets that's ear, every ear, that's it? 
your world vets? Yeah, that's. I'm probably done with that now. Oh, you are? Yeah. What? Because I, I, I like to train and be prepared when I go to a race. And you're not going to be training prepared? No, not if I'm working five days a week. No. Butler will be training with because Butler goes. You'll be fine. You'll be there. The doctor will have the doctor, Butler, and Preston will have special test sessions. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> meaning like let's just go moto all day. Right. Exactly. You know, that's no. basically it. We'll see. All right, He'll next, be there. next question. All right, Kiefer, what race conditions uh, does desert rats like you and Preston excel in? Super hard packed, dry, dusty shit. Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Just Atlanta. Steve. Yep. Are the JGR guys more pumped on Pike or bummed in Barsha? No, they're not bummed in Barsha at all. Okay. No. They, uh,. It's too early. People like a lot of people on my Twitter timeline and emails were like bagging on Barsha right away. And I'm like I said earlier, I don't think they're where they want to be. But it was way too early to start bagging on the dude. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. People are bagging on Baggett. Barsha, bagging you on ba- said, Barsha. Oh, bagging. I, okay, uh, yeah. never mind. Yeah. So I just think it was too early. Like we didn't really see him what he was capable of. And now that he's injured, it you know it's gonna take. What's some his ETA back. coming back? A couple weeks at least. I at least. I seen a um Instagram pic. He said. Got a, I think he's, it was like, got a hard road ahead of me, but first day back on the bicycle. Yeah. So, by all means, it may be Daytona. And, you know, the, that NFAB do. question was all, I'm, I'm talking about that NFAB question. I fully expect Weston to, to beat Barsha when he first comes back. Yeah. If Weston keeps on going. I mean 100% ready to race Barsha. And that was the question. Because right now, Pike is hauling ass. Yeah, he's doing good. All right, next question. All right, last question. Seven deuce deuce. The privateers appear to get along, but who's got beef? And who doesn't like each other? Tapia and Partridge. Oh, I'll tell you right now. Tapia and Partridge. <laughs> there was almost a full-on fight. I mean, security guards, yeah. everything. The guy from the Falcons uh, uh, Instagrammed it. Dude, Did you check see this no, out. I didn't see that. The, the, the player? Yeah. The linebacker? Yeah. Huh. I I'll, seen, I'll, I'll dig it up. Who's, is it, what Instagram was it? Do you remember? No, I don't. But I seen Gallagher come up and talk to Partridge about the whole thing. And they were talking about how Tapia really was in the wrong and how much he just straight jumped across the track. Mm-hmm. I mean, I heard he straight jumped across the track and cut him completely off. And, I mean, there was some not-so-nice words in the exchange. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I like Tapia. Yeah. But he's got some guys who aren't fans of him. Nope. He, are you correcting me? Are you saying I'm wrong? No, or, no, 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 you're, you're right. He, um, He's either liked... I mean, I guess everybody is, but he's really either liked or not liked. Yeah. You're either a Tapia fan or you're just straight not. Or you have no clue who he is. I like both those dudes. Both those are cool dudes. I like them both. Like every time I talk to him, Kyle's super nice and Tevin's always been pretty cool. So, But I don't know how his writing well, antics are. Whatchamacallit, uh, Partridge was saying, you know, you got one coming. You got one coming. So now, again, with the Chad Reed incident. Uh, back in the day, none of us would have cared, but now I guess you have to uh, look for like some sort of retaliation black flag, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, And if Gallagher talked to him, then he knows about it, so we should see it. I'm playing in the Instagram video right now. Oh, Dude, I'm literally right next to the guy. That was He was the guy, the Atlanta Falcon? Yeah. I was standing next to him. I was right there. Like oh. I was standing next to him videoing that. I just oh, didn't wow. know that was him. I seen him with the camera. So that's Partridge and, and Tapia. The guy said, you know, Supercross gets real or something, he said in his Instagram. Did you see it, Devin? I didn't. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what happened. I didn't see what happened between them. But No, so, they so, had to so, fully break it up. So Gallagher said, though, that, that Tapia. 
Oh. So. Pookie wants to know something. Oh. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Tapia is getting a talking to. I can play this on the air. Hold on, hold on a second. Sean Merriam, is that his, what his name? Sean Weatherspoon. Weatherspoon. That's Partridge saying you got one coming. He's Partridge, all, okay. Partridge is also saying it's all good, but I don't think it was. <laughs> by well, his it's tone, all good doesn't mean it's all good. You got to know the lingo. Oh, yeah. right? Yeah, by his tone, I'm saying when he says, it's all good, bro, that means I'm about to fuck you up, son. Right. I like Partridge in a fight with Tapia and Partridge. Oh, yeah. Partridge, How oh, much yeah. money can I put on Partridge? Hello, Reach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are we talking UFC or boxing match? Because right, I'm thinking next question, he's winning or is that both. It? That has been. Hold on. As my thing goes out. <laughs> X-Brand Goggles, EKSBrand.com. Use code PulpMX15 to save yourself 30% on X-Brand Goggles. Uh, now distributed by Parts Unlimited, by the way. Oh, good for him. X-Brand Goggles. That's right. Right on, Rich. Um, also, too, let's move right into the next segment, shall we? We shall. BTOSports.com. Gabba Gibbs, 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 these guys got it going on right now, working with the RCH guys and Kenny Roxon, as well as the Pro Circuit guys, uh, Cycle Trader, Rock River, and many more. Phantom lightweight seat foam. They got brand new covers, uh, Gription covers coming up. Carbon fiber base and gutsracing.com. Gription. I made that up. Uh, and also, to Atlas Brace. Atlas Brace. Uh, check them out. Davalos, Anderson, and, uh, and Villapoto, and, uh, of course, uh, Jason Anderson, all wearing Atlas Brace. Atlasbrace.com. New brace coming out. It's brand new. 27% more surface area of your body in a, in, a, in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. Atlas Brace, if you're on a fence about a neck brace, check out atlasbrace.com. All right, let's, uh, let's do these. These are questions submitted to uh, Devin Gibbs uh, from our Twitter users, and you um, basically we comb through the best ones, comb through all of them, pick the best ones, and uh, here we go. All right. This first one is from Carl Barr. Uh, seven Deuce Deuce, have you talked to the Cycle North about doing some Canadian Nationals if nothing's lined up? Um, I'm going to end up doing the select outdoors here in America. And, uh, I talked to cycle North, um, doing some stuff, but, uh, I guess they're, um, not going to do any of the outdoors this year, which is uh, kind of a bummer. I don't know if that's official or anything, but I, I personally like the American outdoors and to, I'd sure like you, to, bro. Can it, Canadian. It's cool. I've never. I mean, I personally have never been up there. I'd love to. You know what I mean? Best Go try it world. if I could. Beautiful country. Uh, I'm just gonna for right now. Why don't that's we the get? Plan. Why don't we get you cycle north to bring you up to the races that he's at? I'll come up. We'll do a pulp show in between motos. Boom. Done. There you go. Done. Done. Stamp it. Maybe he'll Done. come up. Done. TP. He's working. Hey, Yamaha will let him come up for a special appearance. Nope. He's on lockdown. I'll come up. Produce it. <laughs> He's just laughing. I'll just call in. How's that? <laughs> okay. All right. Um, yeah. So which ones are you doing? Do you know? First two. Uh, so what's two on the Nanaimo East Coast? and Kamloops. How, how are you getting up there? Motorhome. First two. I'm going to stay up there. Sweet. And then uh, the next two I'll go and hang out. Uh, probably um, Sandalee and then the following one, whatever that one is. Is this going to go good? Yeah, it's going to be fine. Okay. When is the training program going to officially start? <laughs> it has been. 
Oh, it has. Only can do 23 minutes right now. <laughs> That's about as far okay. as it's going. He's only doing 15 laps. So, you know. so. Um, when, are, when are you going up? When are the first ones? Uh, May 30th, yeah, first yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Hey, let's get to that Bob. Would be, that'd be pretty cool to go up there. Let's, yeah. get the, let's get Bob. Bob's in our hole for a long time. Bob, what's up? Bob Gnarly. Bob hey, I was just calling uh, about JT, uh, meeting JT over the weekend. Oh, you met JT? Yeah, and I, I had talked to him at Utah before, but I, I met him at the airport on the way there, and he was uh, he was very cordial and spent some time talking to me, and uh, and uh, was very nice. Okay, no, that's good because we had an altercation this weekend. You know, a fan didn't like his experience with JT. Yeah, I didn't want him to. I didn't want to be all one sided. No, absolutely. And, I look. Uh, I mean, I've seen him be nice to people a lot of times, but you know, sometimes yeah. he. He still has the JT out. And attitude. we really love JT. He's a good guy. He always. You notice how quiet he got there when we were all kind of hanging up on him. You yeah, know what? He doesn't like that. He no. says he says that Wesson's intimidating, but if you see JT, he's kind of an intimidating guy. He dude, when no, he, he raced, is. he was, yeah. dude. Yeah. No, and I he is at the races too because he's got his serious face on when he's like he's talking to people and he's like he's really professional at the races. Yeah. But I mean, he's a cool guy once you get to talk to him. Yeah, well, that's good, Bob. I'm glad you got to hang with JT and yeah. see his good yeah. side. And, and I think it's hard for other people to understand, you know, all these guys. You guys are all there working, and it's not just road time all the time. And no. Stuff to do, so. I, Bob, I signed yeah, an yeah. autograph this weekend. Can you believe that? Yeah, I, I believe it. Huh. Um, I, heard, I also met with some dude too, some hung out. He's a great guy as well. Yeah. He's overrated. But. <laughs> Uh, thanks, he Bob. Does, he, he, he needs some uh, some better graphics on his bike. He's got some. Why? What's wrong with his graphics? He's been squeezing the bike hard. And, and oh, I see. Down. Oh, wrecking him. Yeah, he's, you notice how he puts the Pulpamex logo right where he squeezes his knees and try just trashes. I know. I did not think that. Jerk. No, me and me and him hang out, hung out for a while. He came in my pit. We, you know what I mean? Chit chatted up. Yeah, had a good time. Down there at the TPJ, yep. I mean, it's bro time. Oh, dude, it is. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're like just more like the regular people, you know? Right. They they can like, yep. it's not I like, oh my god, Chad I can't Reed. wait till Partridge goes down to bro down with Tapia, down TPJ. <laughs> no, I, te, ta, Tevin Tapia is not in TPJ. He's not. No, he's in the other one. No, he's in. I don't even know where he's at. He's, he's like solo Gus. kind of. He is. was in TPJ. Right? He was, yeah. but he's not anymore. Not he this broke year. Away? No, not this year. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. hasn't been at all this year. What about on Privateer Island? How does Partridge and Tabia get along on the island? Uh, dude, it's rough, bro. You know yeah. what I mean? Everybody's trying to eat. Everybody's right. trying to get a bite. Yeah. You know? So. Shit. <laughs> Got good taste. Uh, hey, th- thanks, Bob. <laughs> all right. I'll see you guys in uh, Daytona. Oh, hey, perfect. Sounds good. Thank you, man. Uh, let's go to Chris. What's up, man? No, this isn't Chris. This is the other dude. Other dude, what's up? No, you said it says Chris on two. Yeah, this is three. You're on three. Look. Oh, shit. Oh. Hey, David. 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 Oh, yeah. All right, my question is for Devin. Okay. I'm about to get some shit right now. I know. I could feel it. Good job on reading. Devin, were you surprised by Chad Reed's win? And why? Oh, wow. Um, no, I wasn't. I could say no, I wasn't because Reed is always the type of guy to go out there and is consistently either uh, reads in 10th or he has a chance to win. So when I saw him get a whole shot and he was in the lead, it could have either he could have either won at that point or it could have he just could have got passed and caught. But Reed is also Reed. he's gritty. Also, what is Steve Mathis paying you? Wow. Not enough. <laughs> Not enough. You can't give an actual number. Why do you want a number? Well, you know, I see, would you love a number, number just because I'm seeing what the Pulp and X show is all about. I gave him a raise this year, bro. You did give me a raise. 
A uh, fifty cent raise is that is that significant or not? Five hundred dollar raise. I gave him a five hundred dollar raise from what he made last oh, year. A five hundred dollar raise a year. Yeah. Yeah. He works. He works. Four, okay. He works so four. actual numbers per year. He works. Okay. Yeah. What? How, how much do you make? Uh, how much do I make? Yes. I am an electrical engineer for Honeywell, and I'm starting out at eighty thousand. Oh, okay. Very can good. you can you good. can you maybe find a way so I can get into that? Because uh, yeah, he's not paying that much. Well, if you get a college degree, I would love to help you get into Honeywell. What if I did? Well, right now, I'm more back. curious about what the Pulp and X show is paying. All right, well, let me ask you this: If you worked at a job one day a week for about three to four hours a week, how much do you think you'd get paid a year? I was hoping for probably at least twenty dollars an hour. I think it's about what he makes, actually. Considering yeah. you're on the air listening for millions of people. Millions. Millions. Oh, millions. Oh, hundred oh, hundred oh, thousand. Yeah, hundred no, thousand. Hell, yeah. Still not a hundred thousand. It's, it's not that uh, much. But millions each, each show. Each show gets about 20,000 listens a, a, a week. That's it? That's, that's, pretty, it, that's pretty good, yeah. actually. I'm really sorry. 20,000 20, a week, and you guys are getting just tons of sponsors, I guess? Uh, we do okay with the sponsors, yeah. You know? I would say about 20 an hour is about correct, yes. Okay. That's what I was interested in. Thank you. Hey, uh, bro. Thanks, David. <laughs> David Special very, guy right there. Honeywell. Very worried. Yeah. Chris, Chris, what's up, man? Hey, uh, well, first, um, one story. You remember when we had um, Adam on there a couple weeks ago? Adam. The answer really. Yes. And he was talking about the uh, Blink-182. Well, I didn't get my story out when, when he was on, but... It was this one kid, he found out the news that when they broke up, so he he told me, because um, he was walking out the side of the school, and I was like, where are you going? And he was like, I'm going to Home Depot. And I was like, all right. And um, so he went there, he drove, he came back, and then all of a sudden when the bell rang for lunch, he was the only one in the hallway, and then I was walking down the, um, I was walking up. No, Chris, I can't do it. Sorry. <laughs> Sinjin, what's up, man? I was wondering how long that's going to go. Sinjin, Hello? What's, I mean, look, I can just make it short. Make it shorter. I can't do it. Home Depot. <laughs> Damn, I feel bad for Chris. I'm sorry, Chris. Chris, I am sorry. <laughs> Oh my was gosh. anybody was anybody into that? I kind of had no idea what Chris was going was. on. Chris Bro, was. I was trying to imagine, and I just I wasn't there. I, All I seen was a Home Depot side of my head, and I was like, "Did I make the right call?" Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. What's Sorry. up, Sinjin? Hey, man, I, that Chris guy calls in all the time, and holy fuck, all these questions are so dumb. Well, Chris I mean, is the guy who wanted to be the announcer. Remember? I, yes, I, yes. We might have quad. just, you know, I just can't handle that story. I don't know where it was going, and I've, I, we're running short of time. We got to go. What's up, Sinjin? All right, uh, two questions. First, um, the Twitter thing. Like, I remember was, I, I saw Zach Williams uh, tweeted you during the race. Um, I mean, I don't. These guys have like other shit to do. Like, <laughs> get off your fucking phone and like do. Like, I don't get these guys that are just sitting on their phone. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought that was really weird. I mean, he did it I'm after all the for race. drama of, like, you know, Pike tweeting Sealy immediately, like, how did that work out for you? Like, I'm all for that, but, like, you guys have a fucking job. Get off your goddamn phone. And uh, and second thing is, do you, this is kind of maybe a stupid question. I might be going Chris's route right now, but uh, <laughs> do you think that live races, <clears throat> like how good the TV package is now, hurts, like, ticket sales? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I, I got to think it does. Uh, the attendance this weekend was not good. 
uh, not usual stellar Atlanta. I think it does. I've heard from people that HD. Some people go to the pits and then just go home to watch it. Kiefer, hmm, God, imagine That's, that. Yeah, um, I mean, other than seeing like Jimmy, like I, I'm not even like fucking around. Like I really have no desire to go to Anaheim's, which are 45 minutes away from me, and I just like I didn't even go to A2 and A3 this year because I was like, I don't feel like driving. The TV's way Sinjin, better. What up, bro? You don't you don't want to see the Deuce? What's your what's deal, going, dude? Well, dude, I I mean I see you up at Castillo's. Yeah, but bro, you don't want to visit me at the race, whatever, bro. Well, I didn't. Whatever, started, bro. I, whatever, bro. I fuck. Come on, fuck you. <laughs> well, now, now, <laughs> now, uh, fucking Jimmy takes out Adam in the LCQ. What? Yeah, I didn't see. Jimmy swapped her out, man. Wait. Oh, wait. Wait. I'm, oh, yeah. He did in the first rhythm section, right? Yeah. He went left. Yeah, I saw that. That was Jimmy. Never go left. Hey. I mean, get out of Jimmy's way or you're going to get knocked the fuck out. You know, like, I love the dude. <laughs> I mean, I, I love the dude, you know, but, Thanks, I mean, bro. Jim, Jimmy's I always number one, you know. I got you. I feel that. Yeah, you get in Jimmy's way, you get taken out. I mean, so be it. It's but, understandable. yeah, what, what happened there? I mean, I was, I was bumming for him. He, uh, he just got whiskey, bro. Sometimes just you get whiskey. You, how pumped were you on scale of 1 to 10 when he did that? Um, pumped? About a zero. Were you giving Jimmy hugs after that? No, I don't think we talked. But he he also has a dislocated shoulder, so huh. that's is he all right. So is he? Out? I didn't know. This. No, he's, he's fine. New. He's fine. He's fine. He's dude. fine. Look, no. Sinjin, we got to run. Okay, I right. love Jimmy. Yeah. You're right, though. I think you're right. I think the HGTV package is four hours is live. I think it absolutely hurts uh, ticket sales, but I think it that's the way f- the future of sport is in TV. That is where you're making yeah, yeah, money. Sure. So. No, it, it's awesome. It's awesome as a viewer. But okay, love you, love you, Deuce Deuce. Like. Chris, Chris, you got to make it quick. Okay. Um, well, I have one for my boy, Seven Deuce Deuce. Yep. Yeah. Um, he's going to be in Atlanta racing ride, right? You already know it. Yep. All right. Um, what will I have to do? I will do anything Whoa. just to get a jersey. Don't tell that story. Whoa. That's what you can do. Not tell Whoa. that story. I'll hook you up, dog. Wow. How I'll do you know you it's up. him? Is that easy? How are you going to do that? Oh, Dude, you know it's him. Make, uh, make him work for it. Come on. No, listen. Bring a sign. You got to bring a, go. a sign, a poster. Like no. we're talking, not like a Toyota one, like a twenty, like a fifteen foot long poster that says Seven Deuce. deuce. Fifteen feet long. <laughs> yes. I am going to Walmart and I'm going to buy like yep. twenty. Right. Of those Sick. And you got to bring all poster. your friends, and it's got to say seven deuce. And while deuce. you're walking through the pitch, you you say his chant all the way up to his pitch. Yes. Seven well, deuce, deuce. Seven no, deuce, and deuce. I will give you a jersey. Well, well, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna be with the um, the Geico Honda team mostly all day. So, and it's gonna only gonna be me and my little brother. You, you, so, you working with Tomac now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do what you got to yes. do. Whatever you got to yes. do to make that happen. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Thanks. I love you, bro. Thanks, Thanks Chris. Chris. All right. Thank you so much. Bye, Chris. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, Dave, what's up? Uh, real quick. Adam, dude, I saw you in Anaheim, and we just were walking by, and I gave you a quick shout. Dude, you you just turned and looked and smiled, and you're like, hey, what's up? And you just have the coolest attitude, homie. You really do. Like, it's just he a does. good vibe, he and does. you're just so happy to be there. And, like, as fan guy walking the pits, it's cool just to the fact that you'll just acknowledge people and, like, High five, and it was sick, dude. Hey, so thank you, bro. That. That's what I'm all about. Okay. And uh, hey, I got a question for TP. Oh, yeah. oh he's yeah. done with your ass now. <laughs> Thanks, man. Good job, bro. TP, hey, what's wait, up? Thank you. 
Uh, I'm glad Travis put his headset back on. (laughs) (laughs) That Chris guy got to me. I lost it. Because Adam's going to be able to add to this, too. You guys are at different tracks all the time. 250 guys maybe haven't been to. You know, once they go 450, there's tracks they've never ridden on. So how do you guys memorize a track quickly? You know, let's say you're in SoCal and you're visiting four or five different tracks. And do you break them up in sections and learn them per section? Or what's the best way to, like, get the track down quickly? That's actually a good question because I have this problem. Now that I'm old, I don't know where I hit my head so many times, I have a hard time remembering the track when I go to a new track. So I figured out the fastest way for me is I break it down section by section. Yeah. So just break it down like a 20, 30-second section and just cut the track and hit those jumps and those corners over and over. It's much easier that way. So you're saying you'll hit like the first quarter of a track and get off, pull off and just go keep hitting that section and yeah, out yeah, and like, move uh, on to the second section? Yeah, like let's say you have a track and it's yeah. a two-minute lap time. I'll break that track up into four sections. Gotcha. And then I'll work on okay. each section until I get it dialed, and then I'll put the whole package together. When do you help yep. Kiefer, or do you just not help him? Well, I, now that I know that Kiefer's racing, I'm going to help him. Hmm. I'm going to start watching. All right. I'm, I'm into it. Okay. All right. Thanks, Dave. All right. Thanks, folks. Thank you, man. That's a nice call by Dave. Dude, that's, there's a difference, though. Like, he, he can do that section by section. Like, us, we can't do that. Like Who's I, us? Probably, all the pro, you know on the I mean? island, the guys on the island and the factory riders, dude. If we if we go and cut a section off on a supercross track, you're a pussy, straight up. Really? Like on the supercross track, if you're going and cutting sections, like, and you're just learning the track, and everybody knows, you don't do that. You like, look let's at say the track. Let's at, say milestone yeah, builds milestone. a new track, and you can't cut it and do the deal. I mean, not really. You go. That's another thing, because like at Supercross, you're trying to learn that thing in like two minutes. Right. So you look at it, you go bust the jumps. By all means, you can practice sections afterwards. But if you if the guy knows, you know what I mean. You're like, come on, bro. Right. Get it together here. Right. I get it. All right. Back to the. Uh Gabby Gibbs. Se- Gabby Gibbs. Okay. Uh, let's do this. All right. Well, we got a lot of questions about uh, the split lane uh, this week, and yeah. people are not happy about it. Yeah, that was it. stupid. That was gay. I loved it. I did, too. Loved it. Why? You loved nobody taking one side? Uh, no. Take that back. Lappers. La- like when Roxon or not Roxon. Um, but they weren't going there. Dungy, Reed, they would take the, the good line, the inside, and then all the lappers, they would go to the outside. So it gave them a clear passing section. I didn't really see that. I saw it, watch TV. It was on there all the time. You seen all the lap? There'd be like three or four lappers in the left side. The right side, you'd have Reed and the guys racing. No, what I didn't. No, that, that didn't happen. It did yeah. happen. Do you think if they took a section? Because you would know, you raced it. Do you think if they took the first section of tough blocks out and removed them, so it would open up the corner more, so you could drift to the outside line? Would that have been no. better? No. No. What they needed to do is leave the berm that they had built there. Hmm. It was a, it was literally the sickest berm you've ever seen, and you would have been able to hit the triple and just rail this thing. That was the whole problem is they cut the berm down so it was like pretty much a flat corner on the out and the in, so it just slowed everything down way too much. Hmm. And then on top of that, they made the whoops on the left side twice as big, and you can't do that. So they weren't even? No. Hmm. You guys got to go, or are you staying for the whole show? Yeah, when, okay. when do I ever leave? Really? You don't. I'm just right. checking. No, I'm fine. Okay, all right. Thank you. We're running behind here, and we okay. got a shit to do. Okay. Quite a bit but of if, shit. You need, if you guys need to go, we need to go. No, oh, fine. so it's a five-hour show now? 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. I tell you what, every time I come, it's longer <laughs> and longer and I, longer. I asked that comment knowing what you said last time you were here, where you were like, every time I'm here, it's longer and longer. So I'm thinking to myself, shit. The the 2002 125 West Supercross champion is oh, you got it. is getting tired and wants to go. So that's why I say this stuff. Hmm. We cater to you. the champions here. He's staying here tonight. He has no choice. Boom. I'm yeah. driving. What are you worried about? You can go to sleep. I'm scared you're going to fall asleep. You can go to so sleep. I got to stay awake. See, yeah, you're like ass. me. See, I'm the same way. Right? You can go to sleep dreaming of Yamahas. Oh. <laughs> hey, by the way, the, the between Cooper Webb and Jeremy Martin, I believe Yamahas won five out of the uh, nine 250 Supercross races this year. Hmm. Dude, those Yamaha 250s are just sick. They're good, huh? I don't know. I I saw Cooper Webb's dad, and I went up and you know was talking to him and said, you know, Cooper looks really good this year. He's riding good, and he looked at me and he says, "It's the bike." And I said, "You're damn right." (laughs) 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 It's true. That's what he said. (laughs) You're damn right. (laughs) You're damn right. What a dick breast it is, dude. <laughs> he said, it's the bike. I said, you got to give your son a little credit. He said, it's the bike. It's a good bike, man. It is a good bike. Like a Glen Helen last year, up the hills, you're like, those dudes have it down. Mm-hmm. So, all right, next question. Next question. Austin Murray wants to know, what type of gear is Alessian Freeze running? JT. Is it JT? No, I uh, talked to Alessia about it. Yeah. Moto Concepts bought into JT. JT made Moto Concepts gear. Yeah. And does well, it have JT on it anywhere, no, though? No, it doesn't. No JT right. Yeah, it's just, just their own Motor gear. concepts, right. period. Okay. Yeah, Mike Genova, I mean, uh, he's just uh, he's doing things his own way, man. He's going yep. his own way. And uh, nothing wrong with that. But, uh, I mean, when you're loaded, I guess it doesn't matter. But, man, he is just – you're just like, come on, dude. you got to get some sponsors here. You know what I mean? But I guess maybe you don't. I don't know. You can go How long do you see him uh, in... I hope a long time, but yeah. unfortunately he's teamed up with a crazy man to run his program. And eventually the crazy man scares away the sponsors and the, the mainstream people. And then Mike Genova's going to be sitting there going, Fuck, I just lost millions of dollars and nobody in this sport would support me. Because really, you have a crazy man running your show. Right. So what do you want? Mm-hmm. You are really into that right now. We need people uh, like Mike Genova in the sport. Right. That's, he's a great guy for the sport. Spending money, he's passionate. He doesn't care about the return on his dollar, clearly. But then you team up. But then you team up with crazy people, and that's what you get. Well, you think if he he always Preston? am I wrong? Oh, fuck me. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get, to, we'll get, we'll get to, you. to you, keeper. You will defend the crazy man. No, and I get it. And I get it. Okay, go ahead. Longtime friends. Right. I get it. Yeah, I, I just think Mike is, is a fan of the sport. He's he's passionate of, of the sport, and uh, he definitely – I could see how the Alessis push some sponsors away, but there seems to be a connection there between the Alessis and, and Mike. So, Mike is a terrific rider, great guy, world-class rider. The fact he's not doing the U.S. outdoors because of the crazy man is hurting Mike's career. He should be outdoors. He'd be a top five guy outdoors, if not better, if not podium. Yeah, that, that, that's a good question. I don't understand it's, why it, he's not racing where the would Alessi The crazy man tells him not to. They don't do it. Where would Alessi be without Mike? Or Tony, sorry. Well, that's up for debate. Absolutely. Okay, Kiefer, floor is yours. Defend the crazy man. I'm not defending him, but what I'm saying is it, everyone should be accountable. You're an adult. You own a business. It's up to him. It's up to Genova. 
what he wants to do. He obviously wants to stick with Mike and Tony, so he does so. So Absolutely. he has every chance to bail, and he doesn't. Oh, yeah, no, 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 yeah. So what I'm saying is something that he likes about it. Absolutely. If it wasn't, he would be but, out. But in a few years, Genova will have spent millions of dollars on his program, mm-hmm. not given his rider the best chance to do well by not skipping the outdoors, by skipping the U.S. outdoors. And he will go, he will probably have a bitter experience at the end of the day. He will say to himself, Man, this sport, they just never helped me. They never gave back. They never, they, they shoot me in the corner in the pits. They, no one would write me checks for my program. Uh, no one would jump on. No manufacturers would jump on. Mm-hmm. What manufacturer is going to give him bikes and parts? Right. No, I understand that part of it. Nobody. Right. Why? No. Why? Not well, because of Mike's skills. Some of that, too. Because of the crazy man. Yes, I agree. And so I feel bad, but you're absolutely right. Genova's make it, taking this. Uh, Taking and, this uh, ball and run with it. He's and even I remember him being on the show saying, you know, he didn't have agree, he didn't agree with Davey, how he did things, and all this stuff that happened left the laser gate bullshit. And we're going to Canada because we feel wanted. We don't feel wanted here. Come on. I mean, that's what he said. Yeah, no, um, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know. So that's him talking too. You know, it's not just Tony. Well, I think because the crazy man gets to him. Yeah. And pumps him full of you know misinformation and craziness. Michael Essie belongs in the U.S. outdoors. Absolutely. That's where he belongs. And he can win. I don't know if he can win. You don't think so? Eh. Glenn Helen? He can eh. win a moto. <laughs> eh. One moto. I, I think Alessi could win outdoor. Yeah. One outdoor moto. Not I mean, the championship, yeah. but Look, an outdoor. Great starter. Sure. Gets up front. We show, show, saw him before. So, Anyways. All right. All so, right. Yeah. Skyler, I think I've made my feelings clear. Cool. Good job. Skylar <laughs> Bassett would like to know, Kiefer, hmm. what was your favorite pre-EFI four-stroke? And... Will Justin Barsha be a title contender in the outdoors or continue to struggle? Hashtag Gabby Gibbs. Uh, Pre-EFI, well, obviously we covered that Honda. That was the Honda days, 450. Man, that 08 450 was sick. Yeah, we can't. Not as sick as a Yamaha, though, Preston, doesn't think. Mm. No, Travis would agree on that, too, I think. He He would. It was if a good bike. Yeah, it was a yeah, good bike. Was good. And if what was the he, second if part? If he could. If he could. What was the second part? <laughs> Barsha what? Barsha, will he be a title contender in the outdoors this year? Um, or will he continue to struggle? I think he's going to win some races. I don't think he's a title contender. Hmm. Waffling. Nope. Oh. Um, or. Uh, all right. I, I haven't done future headlines for a couple weeks, so we're not doing it again. I know. I was waiting to get your opinion on that, Steve. Barsha? Yeah. Sure, why not? Okay. On the bag wagon strong again. My wife's mad at me now. Cool. Why? Why? Talking about the crazy man over and over. Why? She thinks you're going to get jacked? Maybe. <laughs> it's a possibility that I get shanked. Tony, I, Tony's always been cool to me, man. And that's why I can't talk too much shit because it's always been good to me. Mm-hmm. If anything starts popping off, Steve, I got your back. Thank if you. I'm there in Vegas. Thank the only you. round I will be in. Nick Hansen wants to know, has there been any drug testing this year? Mm, good question. I, don't know. I think there was. Where at? I don't know. Ooh. But I remember people weren't available for a while because they were they were waiting to pee. Don't remember what round though. Mm. Pretty sure. Okay. Justin Glaze would like to know seven deuce deuce. When are we going to see another epic rap song from you, bro? It's going to be a while. Busy making mains. <laughs> Damn. Damn. No, you're a dick no, no, no. I meant jab, jab. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I should have said busy trying to make mains. Whatever. I, I just I'm busy racing. Like yeah, no, busy I really grinding. Am. Right. It's, wasn't trying to be a dick. Yeah, there. no, no, no. I get I, you. I, but just it's, busy. I've been so busy. I haven't even looked at the stinking computer. I it's going to happen soon, dude. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. Your Pablo Max rap is good. 
It's really good. We played it a few weeks back. Dude, dude, I listened to that thing so many times, and I died. It's good, I yeah. mean, Berluti, Berluti. Yeah. Dude, I love do you throw, that part. Do you throw Preston's name in there or Kiefer's name in there? I'm not sure. I don't remember. Kiefer's Kiefer in there, yeah. yeah. no, Kiefer's in Kiefer's there. Kiefer's in Travis there? Travis ain't. No. no. That was, you know what? That That's the first time. Let me tell you this story real quick. So when Travis first came up here with me, he couldn't. He didn't know the whole seven-deuce-deuce deal. So I filled him in on the way. I'm like, hey, listen to this shit right now. So we... <laughs> So we were bumping it on we the We popped way up. it up and I checked this out. And he was like, oh, that's just good. That's pretty good. And, you know, we don't listen to rap that much, but he was into it. So he got the whole vibe going. Yeah. So. Sick. You should go out. Hey. You should. Fist bump. You should go cool. out and work with him and then turn him into, you know, a terrific rider. Well, now you got a job. Maybe you can't do that. And then, and then think about on our show how much press we would give you. Well, he's he he's 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 a smart guy. He's working with Antonis. Is he really working with Antonis though? Yeah, I yes. saw him at the track together. My yeah, but is Buddy really helping you? Yeah. yeah. Are you paying him? Or is Buddy helping Weston? Yes. I've seen them together. Okay. And, no, 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 hold on. Weston okay. wasn't even there. It was oh. just him and it was yeah. him and Buddy. Oh, him and Buddy yeah, by themselves. No. Oh snap! Okay, yeah. I just thought you were like eavesdropping when he was telling no, Weston no, stuff. No, 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 no. Okay, Buddy is so like Budman is is is, is on helping. the seven two two program. That's good. That's good. Do we like Budman? We do. Okay. Yeah, we do. All right. I mean, he's right. been there. He's done that. Okay. I, I, because I respect him. You, I like him. You have him. some guys in the teaching industry that you're like kind of like, eh, we don't need to name names. Yes. But you're, yes. you're kind of like, yes. what are you doing, dude? Exactly. With different different exactly. techniques. But Budman. I, I, I trust a person who has ridden a motorcycle at a high rate of speed, and Budman <laughs> has done that. Right. So I trust him. Okay. And Weston did give Budman credit. For his yeah, absolutely. increase in speed. The high rate of speed, uh, Manito- four more Manitoba titles type speed, or what <laughs> What kind of speed are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to make the cut. Okay. But maybe some, you know, working with Timmy, maybe, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> too but big. Yeah, the, those titles. I'm not sure. Are- <laughs> like too I'm- big. Hey, just two words, too big. Too big. Too, too big. big. Too big. <laughs> Can you work with Adam? He's too big. Damn. It's too big. You might as well just, Damn. Yeah. All right, next question. All right. Uh, this next one is from Brad. Uh, Preston, amongst today's up-and-comers, what is the most common bad habit you're correcting with riders? Uh, focus and, and mistakes. Sloppiness. Hmm. Kids make way too many mistakes. I, I can watch the 250 practice and attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even think he means that. Like, making mistakes, like, even I'm doing it. You You know how to do it right, but... You just miss one thing, which carries to the next, which carries to the next, and you have to be a hundred percent in it and in the flow right now, so that way but, every mark is perfect. Like I watch a guy, I've watched these, I watched Matt Lemoyne, who I like as a guy, nice guy, great rider, off to a good start. Kyle Cunningham, I've watched him for years. Ex, where's X Band goggles? Nice guy, uh, watched him for years. Uh, Martin Davalos, another guy. These are veterans in the 250 class, and I think, and they make mistakes. You're like, dude, you've been rock- – they make, like, mistakes where you're like, what are you doing? You know how to do that. You're a six, seven, eight-year pro. I've, I've worked with some, some guys now, and it's uh, – when, when, like, let, let's say when Davlos gets up front and he's, he should have won a couple mains more, more than he has. Yeah. And I feel like they get their focus onto the wrong thing. They start looking behind or thinking, I'm going to win this race. How much am I going to make? Yeah. Where a guy like Chad, you could tell Chad was experienced and he knew what he was doing last weekend because Chad was just racing the track. Yeah, he, he was, was just trying laps off. He just clicking laps off. He didn't care he was in first place. 
Chad was just trying to go as fast as he could over every obstacle through every corner. Right. He had no concern. I feel like Chad was almost thinking about, like, he was looking at the pit board, saw he was running a 49, and was, like, focused on hitting all his marks to run a 49 every lap and not thinking anything about, I'm in first, Dungey could catch me if I make a mistake, I haven't won in a long time, nothing like That's that That's when at all. it all goes downhill when you start thinking well, about that. I, I mean, and you see Lemoyne, Cunningham, Davalos, just to pick three guys, and I don't mean to pick on them, but they have the speed and skills. Obviously, clearly, they, they have great bikes. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're on teams, and you just see, like, you're like, hey, what's going on there? And, and they just tip over in a turn, or they case the shit out of something that they've jumped 19 times, or whatever, or 14 times, and they, they case the shit out of it on the 15th lap. And you're like, okay, look, what, what is holding these guys back? What, you know, they're great riders. They have great skill. You can see that. They can go one lap like no, nobody's business. And then you're like, what's going on? And then they do something, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's why you're in the 250 still, and, you know, kind of doing that i guess you're right it's hard to focus it's hard to hard to uh, fix that kind of stuff all right next question okay uh this next one's from scott it's for preston and Kiefer. i'm wondering how to prepare for really rough tracks without your own track i mean seven deucers can chime on this as well how do you prepare you, you for... didn't really you just kind of yeah i didn't on get there. that well, who it, how, how do, you... do you prepare for a rough track when you do not have a rough track in your backyard got it thank you seven deucers Attention. Wow, that's a tough one. Um, I've always had a rough track in my backyard. <laughs> so. A lot of them, too. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, know how to. Yeah. It, you really can't. You know, you can't duplicate it. And for riding and racing, everything's about duplication. It's about mimicking what you ride or race. So, I mean, it's funny. We were talking earlier. Like, he trains a guy. Travis trains a kid. He's only a two or three seconds slower than, you know, a KTM rider when it's smooth, and then when the track... What's up, super vague guy? Well, I'm trying to remember the, kid, the kid's name. Okay, uh, I, I, we probably shouldn't get into names, maybe. Okay. But oh, no, let's get into names. No, uh, no it doesn't. <laughs> this, th- this rider is, is close. D- Dave's on the line. He wants to know how much you make, who this kid is, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's your IRS pre-tax? It, 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 it's a tough thing because okay. when a rider does not have... A track to replicate the conditions, it really hurts. Yeah. And it shows because when the tracks get rough, they get harder to ride, more mistakes can happen. Technique mm-hmm. has to change. It, because, you know, when it's smooth, you can set up your corner way earlier. You can sit down. When it's rough, you have to stand up to the last possible second and then transfer every, all your weight into the corner versus sitting down. So I don't well, think. Well, not he, only that, but you got to look for a smooth line. If you've never ridden yeah. a rough track, you don't even know how to look for the smooth line because right. the smooth line's there. It's almost like... But don't you sh- find, like, with the really rough tracks that a lot of times the fastest way is right through the rough stuff? Like, you know? Kind of. Like, sometimes when you're like, hey, not. I just, I just got to Because here's up. another thing. When you watch Roxon, he'll triple the bumps. It's not like you just man-beat it through the bumps. You got to, like, literally learn how to rhythm it. Man-beat. Get in and just get in that rut Stop right it. and... Right. It's hard. You I'm have thinking to, more outdoors, but yeah. That's what yeah. I mean. Oh, no, okay. outdoors. Yeah, yeah. But I have you a question. You can see rocks and jump the, the I kickers. F- I have four Manitoba titles. You, you've been to Florida and watched Chad and all those guys train. And I have four titles, too. Four Manitoba titles. Yeah, in the sand, too. I was good in the sand. You watch the guys on the video. Their tracks are smooth when they practice. The soupy tracks? No, the outdoor tracks. Oh. Like, um, no, I, I, I see some sand no, rollers. No, 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 but I know what Kiefer's talking about. Because like, when you watch Dungey at Carmichael's house... It's like there's big rollers, but there's, but no, there's no chugs, kickers, yeah. no chucks. 
Like, I don't see how those guys are so fast in, in the rough stuff when I watch their outdoor tracks. I mean, yeah, it's rough-ish, but it's not, like, huge it's breaky bumps. It's not like and, it is at the National. Right. It's tough. I think it's here. Yeah. And during the week testing, that's probably not on video. Having a good setup. Yep. All right, next question. All right, Sean wants to know, Kiefer, if 450s slash 250s are too powerful for good supercross racing, what sizes would be ideal? I've been saying this for a while. I think 350 is a great size for for racing. Um, what about niche bikes? Niche niche bikes not not quite there yet. But 350 cc motors are you know I've I've ridden a built one that actually Mitch built and that thing is so good and fast and there's plenty there. I mean if everyone was on that, I think racing would be actually a little bit tighter. Myself. Hmm. No way. No. No. What do you think? I think 450s so. are perfect. Ah, dude, that's a lot of power. It's too big. He's too big. Dude, I couldn't ride a 350. Yeah. Not like I ride the four. Mm. Dude, there, there's a triple at Dallas. Mm-hmm. I was barely making that thing. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, the one on the end there? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean these Oh, on jumps, the corner and then up? Yeah, I mean, there's guys who didn't even huck the triple. I mean, there's guys in 250 who didn't even huck the triple. You know? And I can't even tell you how many guys got hurt. With the tracks the way they are, you need the power not even to jump far. But because the transitions are so bad and you need so much pop, you got to, like, hit the clutch and gas at the same time and pop up. Yeah, You know, that's what I use the power for. Like, after the triple this weekend, there was that, like, uh, triple up, you know, for the to wall. start the rhythm. Yeah. yeah. And I would, you know what I mean, clutch it and pop it up over that big roller. You know what I mean? And also, too, with the 450, if there's a super steep lip, you can clutch it before the transition and push through the jump. So, I mean, it's kind of all how you use it. Right. You know? Yeah, I see that because you see that when you guys ride, all your momentum is off the base up to the top. Yeah, and it's not so much um, down the straightaway we need the power. We don't need it there. You need the torque. You need the torque. Right. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was Tony reacting to me calling him names earlier. Okay. This next one is from Eddie O'Keefe. Uh, Reed is 32. O'Keefe. There used to be a beer in Canada, O'Keefe Beer. You guys yeah. remember that? Uh-uh. that I wasn't in... born in Canada. No, it was, you know what? It was Carling O'Keefe. It was, it was beer, though, I think. Dude, I don't even drink Mathis. Neither do I, really, but I think we're in hockey. Think responsible. Give me some of those things right there. Okay, right. got you. You're going to chew gum on the radio? Is it gum or is it just a... It's gum. I was going to, and then I was like, I probably shouldn't chew gum on the radio. Mm, Any more questions? It's like a little ice cube Yeah, we got a couple more. I'll talk to you, Kiefer. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Kiefer, how do the factory KTMs uh, contest against YZs? The factory edition? Yeah. I'm going to find out this week. I'm going to ride them back to back. Preston says they're not as good. Who? <laughs> Kiefer's already told me the answer. He's just being vague right, right now, right, not spilling right, the beans. Right. So. But I will find out this week because I'm going to ride back to back. Will this be on DirtRider.com? Mm, DirtRider.com and DirtRider Magazine. Thank you for the new issue of magazine where you exactly copied my story from last month's Racer X. I copied it? Someone at DirtRider did. Oh, your bikes of Supercross? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that was Shan. Yeah, good job. Shan did a great job. Way to copy Racer X, Shan. No, he didn't copy it. No, he did. How? I did the same story. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. I picked up a Racer X magazine, brand new, from my local grocery store. Ten pages in, do I see your face, Steve? Yeah. I was in it? What, what you was were I doing? In I'm usually too ugly to be in there. Ten pages in, 
What After was I doing? all the ads. It's, uh, just, it's about uh, that little. It's just a little paragraph about contributor, you. Contributor, guys. Just mm. about you. Just mm. a, uh, uh, contributors. Yeah. That's my only time I'll be in that magazine all year. That's it. No, for real. Yeah. I'm going to put a fat guy in there when you got Monster Girls to put in. Uh, I just That's what I thought. Right. Dude. When I went 10 pages in and I saw you, I was like, this is very weird. Contributors, bro. Lutz, was, Lutz is gone from Transville. Yeah. I was going to text him today. Yeah. What happened there? He just bailed. He wanted to do something different. Lutz is good people. Yeah, he's a good guy. Hmm. Is he doing What's his he going to do? Thing, yeah, he's going to do his own thing. Oh, good for him. Yeah. What, like what? Um, he's going to do photography on the side, and then he's starting, I think, some digital some digital company. I don't know exactly what it is. Some digital comp- company. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. The word. I don't want to say because I don't want to know. I don't know exactly what it is. All right. Well, Jason would like to know uh, if, if there's any hope for Millsaps to podium a Supercross this season. Ooh, it's getting worse. He's riding well, but he is crashing. That loop out was kind of weird. Is he riding well? Yeah, he's on the board and the practice and stuff. Mm. You know, he's crashing. There's a difference between riding well and racing well. Mm-hmm. I said it in our in our wrap up podcast yesterday. It's almost like he went and sold his soul. Like you know that movie Elizabeth Hurley with hot Elizabeth Hurley and she's the devil. Yeah. And Brandon Fraser, mm-hmm. is the dude. I do, but I forgot the name of it. It's like, it's like Millsaps went went to the devil Elizabeth Hurley. I said, I'll give you my soul if I can win the Monster Cup. She let him win the Monster Cup. And now he, his soul is just crashing over and over and over. Because seriously, God. he is just, I mean, I can't believe he won the Monster Cup. That great ride. Uh, surprised the shit out of me. Has been on a bike for like a year. Racing for a year. Right. And then he goes and he's just like, it's, it's like this weekend, Seeley tagged him in the heat. It wasn't his fault. It had nothing to do with it. That crash with Mills, with Kennard. I mean, Kennard hit him is what he's saying, and people are saying. I, I, I rewound that a few times. His wheel didn't hit him. I looked at it. I think it did. Really? I do, but I don't know if it would do that. Have you ever he, hit somebody? like like I've no. Like he, he drove <laughs> no. halfway down the, the little wall and then yacht, and then looped her out. So No, he, he looped. Yeah. He straight up looped out. Fruit looped it. He looped out. He's insisting he did not loop out. I thought he really hurt. Well, his would ankle. you admit it? Yeah, exactly. Are you going to admit <laughs> that you looped out? I mean, Jesus, he's an 18,000, 18 year pro. Hey, Can I you still loop out. out? Yeah. I looped out. I admit it, but I'm that kind of guy. Where'd you loop out? I was doing a wheelie for a camera. I looked over. Oh, well, that's nuts. And I, I missed the rear brake and just yaw. You ever loop out? Bedazzled. That was the not name of the movie. Not in a while. Bedazzled? Bedazzled. No, that wasn't the name of it. Heather said it was bedazzled. I don't oh. think I've ever looped out. Really? Timmy looped, yeah. looped out with me on the back, and I went flying oh, ass over a tea kettle and uh, uh, jacked myself up. Wow. But he was trying to show me that his bike wasn't I jetted just right. Remember, when, when, <laughs> hey, when you get some time, I got a really good story about running into, who was that AMA guy, the big guy years ago? Steve Whitelock. I ran into that guy about third gear. Were you okay? Yeah. <laughs> you never heard that story? No. You haven't heard the story? No. We got time to tell it? Well, of course. I don't know. You act like you got to go home. But <laughs> Okay. I'm going to tell a story, and then I'm going to go home. Okay. Okay. Um, Red Bud National, 2005. Mm-hmm. Really hot that day. Yeah. First moto's over. and Timmy used to tell me all the time, man, I love Red Bud. I'm going to kill it, and he would suck there. It's a great track. Uh, he loved the track. Yeah. He suck balls. So I'm tired, and oh, yeah. 
and all the mechanics kind of know what's going on. You know how sometimes they divert us through little lanes yeah. of traffic, and the race is over, so you got mechanics and everybody. They're walking all down the sides because everybody's hot, and we're kind of hauling ass trying to get back to the semis because it's so hot. And I'm not paying attention, and I go to take my helmet off because oh. it's so hot, and I got Shawnee on the back, you know, pit board, everything, mm-hmm. tool bag. Yeah. White lock. And he was a large man. He was very big, yeah. Standing right in the middle. And I'm second, third gear on a 450. I hit him so hard. Wait a minute, hard. you didn't see him? Didn't see him. I t- I'm taking off my helmet. Oh, oh so you have oh, that lapse. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, a split-second yeah. lapse. And, and I'm focused on all the people on the sides. So I'm not thinking there's anybody in front of me because everybody's walking on the and sides. And you're dying. You're and hot. I'm so tired. Yeah, right. And I take the helmet off, and I hit him so hard. He was about eight feet in the air flat. No way. Four, wow. three hundred fifty pound man, eight feet in the air, and I had I was taking my helmet. My helmet rolled like fifty feet. Yeah. Pit boards flying, tool bag. Shawnee, Shawnee's on the back. Did he fly off. He flies over the top of me. Oh I endo. This is after the race. Holy shit! We had shit everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. Oh, my goodness. It was such a zoo of... Dude, for Shawnee to go over you and all that, I mean, that's some serious speed. And I'm talking, the man that size, that high yeah. in the air, I was Was he rolling. okay? He was okay, but he was mad. He was mm-hmm. mad. And then what made the situation worse was everybody was laughing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody all was laughing. All the fans are like, yeah! And then, like, and then all, you know, like, you have other teams there and mechanics, and it was bad. Steve Whitelock was a dick. Like, you ever talk to him? Yeah, he was mean. What was his deal? Why yeah. was he so angry at life? Uh, was... I, 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 I never spoke with him, and he really didn't like me after that. <laughs> yeah, so Imagine that. The guy never smiled. You never see him smile. Dude, I, w- I asked him a couple of questions as, like, as a media guy, and he would just bark at you. Just bark at you, tell you to shut up and go away. And I'm like, really? Like, He wasn't I'm... there long, was he? No, like one year, one and a half years. Yeah. So, yeah. I remember one time when Town- it was Townley and Villapota were going at it. And a good friend of mine, who wouldn't lie, said that Whitelock told him that he hopes the American wins it and screw the screw the foreigner. All right, that sounds about Townley right. from New Zealand, like you know, like like, we, like <laughs> yeah, let's fight New Zealand. Yeah, like the, one of the nicest dudes you could get, you know. And I'm like, really? Like the official told you that? Yeah, he did. And I'm like, wow. Anyways, I can't. I, that's that was a good Shawnee one, Trav. Was, Shawnee was okay. Yeah, shot, shot. I mean, no, he was all scraped yeah, up. Yeah. And, but was yeah. his Honda days? Yeah, factory yeah. Honda. Was the bike fucked? Oh, yeah, bent the bars, broke the clutch lever. Not only did Shawnee eat shit, he has to fix the bike, too. Yeah. <laughs> I would, if someone had that on video, that Just would be something. Just think a photo of that. Would that not be a good photo? Oh, it, if it was oh. nowadays, it would have been up. So wh- why I bring this up was I was at an arena cross, mm-hmm. and a fan came up to me. And I hadn't thought of that story since 2005. Yeah, right. He came up to me and said, I saw that that day. Oh, no way. And he brought it up to me. No way. Yeah. Timmy was trying to show me his carb- carburetor wasn't working, jet it right. And I'd been working on it and trying to get Jed it right, and, and I, I don't know what's going on, but um, maybe Wes and Pike would love to hear this story. So the carburetor <laughs> wasn't jetted or whatever. So Timmy, got, I got on the back. He's like, it's not working. It's not, you know, not right. And I'm like, all right, we'll get back to the track. He's like, listen. And I guess he thought it was in neutral. So he goes, and I think he's like, yeah. Oh. And, dude, I just go, and just like radio pit board bags everywhere. Oh, wow. Everywhere. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I'm like, get out of here, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right on the concrete and everything, man. Well, at least I'm not shit. the only one. Yeah, here's the thing, though. Here's the funny thing, is so I had I had a herniated disc at Yamaha, and um, I got an operation. They just went and shaved the disc around the nerve and everything, and it fixed me. Like eighty five percent fixed me. 
like I was in a lot of pain taking Vicodin. Couldn't throw the fast one anymore. Timmy and uh, yeah, Timmy and Evie like had to have like a sit down with me because I thought I was like addicted to drugs. Oh, and I'm shit. like, I'm taking them because I'm in so much pain. Right. Smash cut, get surgery. I'm 85 percent better, which is still fine, but I'm like a little jacked up. Like, yeah. still got some issues. Timmy flips me over. Dude, I went to bed that night and I was in so much pain. I was like, oh my God, like I might have redone my back again. What's going to happen? Whatever, blah, blah, blah. Wake up in the morning, 100% cured. Never felt bad and ever since. No fucking way. Yeah. Like landing on the pavement just on my ass. Straight job. Did the 15% to, to just make me perfect. No way. Of course, he took credit for that. He knew that. He said, "I fixed but, you up." Yeah. How weird is that, though? <laughs> that but is that, weird. You know, it's, it's Timmy can do no wrong. That's what I <laughs> Dude, love. He's With like, you, he no, can do no wrong. He's Jesus. He just touched me, and <laughs> he I, could be robbing he a bank. Just touched me. <laughs> um, Let's light some candles right now for dude, Timmy. Oh I went gosh. to bed that night, and I was in so much pain. I'm like, this is going to be hell tomorrow. Like, I am gonna. This was on a Friday practice or whatever. Ugh. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm dying. Like, what's going on? I'm taking more Vicodin again. You know, I was off the Vicodin, but now I'm taking more Vicodin. Woke up in the morning. I'm like, oh, I'm good. Timmy. Did you Did you tell him right away? Like, hey, I'm good to go. I don't think I did that because I wasn't sure. I didn't. But right. yeah, Timmy, bro. So you're waiting all day to like to feel something. You don't feel anything. You're like, oh, wow. phenomenal. Wow. Yeah. All right, Brad wants to know uh, which race are you guys more excited for this weekend, Qatar or ATL two? Guitar for me. ATL two, yeah. Lana two for me. Lana. Yeah. I'm into the GPs. This is cool. It's yeah. re- it's awesome, but you know, I mean, whatever. All right. Uh, Eric Powell wants to know if any of you guys have a funny story that happened after the checkers, like Alex Ray's high five tip over. Did you guys see that? God, that was funny. You see that? Oh yeah, yeah. What what he, he last he, chance qualifier? Yeah, he got he was fifth, and he went to go high five. Yeah, Clayson. We made it, and then he fell over. He did yeah. not make it. That sucks. I just got the tip over story from Timmy. I just told. He's got the White Locks story. That's yeah, that those two are good. Can't really top those. Can't God, that you must have been hit no. him hard though, like to send Shawnee over like that and everything. Like, yeah, it was a good get off. Yeah, and you obviously went down too. Yeah, and I mean, just shit was every. You know how much yeah. stuff oh, mechanic yeah, 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 has. Yeah, my yeah. helmet's off. My <laughs> goggles are off. We had to go pick everything up. <laughs> I got a. I got a pretty funny story actually. It was. Uh, I wasn't even racing. All right, let's much. move on. Kidding. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. Oh, shit. Killing it, Steve. Okay, anyways, um, <laughs> I was racing BMX, and I was really, really Oh, let's good. move on for sure. <laughs> really? Dude, it's, it's pretty good. I was nine years old, and I had, I, this was the last race, and it's to win the championship, and the gate dropped. I came from the back. It was the Ohio State Championships. Everybody's there in the United States. And uh, I Eddie came Fiola? From, was that Eddie Fiola there? I have no idea. Okay. Um, I came from third place, and I won the race. And at the end of the race, I put my hand up, and there was this carpet. And I hit the carpet. My front end washed out, and I knocked myself out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I have it on video. No way. Yeah, we got it on video. Show it. To, br- Dude, film it. I, or- I, I'll have to like record it. It's yeah. on like a home right, VCR yeah, but video. Right, take it on your phone. But I won the championship, and I put my hand <laughs> up in the front end wash uh, and just whack on the co- concrete. Preston got about 50 grand from a guy putting his hand up celebrating a win. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah, right. Man, not so laid out. Laid out. Congratulations. Wow. Out, bro. Dang. BMX yeah. is brutal. Any more questions? No, nah, we, can, we can end it there. All right. BTOsports.com. Gabbett Gibbs. Killing it. 
Use the code PULPAMAX to save yourself money. Checking out at btosports.com, brand new website. Mobile phone friendly. Proud sponsors of the BTO Sports, Andrew Short and uh, Justin Brayton team. Brayton should be back in a couple of weeks probably. Love this so, guy right here. Somewhere around there. Uh, what else? Third commercial break. Ah, oh, shit. We don't have time. Okay, voicemails. Voicemails, let's do it. Paul, hey, how's it going? Um, Good. I was just curious about this whole Vicky Golden thing. Do oh. you think she could? It would be easier for her to qualify for a national or for Supercross. Anyways, yeah, I was just curious. All right, uh, hey, thanks a lot. Yeah, national, right? I mean, no, Supercross I mean, for sure. Isn't it easier to make no. a forty? Okay. No, it's not because this is the reason. You split the East and the West Coast up, and that way you have less guys and all the championship contenders. Supercross is harder, bro. But you're taking forty instead of twenty. Yeah, but outdoor, all the factory 250s are there, plus the fast guys, and East and West Coast 250s split up. He's wrong. Well, you're taking 40 and 20. They both take 40. Main. I'm talking main uh, event. Okay. Yep. Wait a minute. You're talking main event? I thought we were just talking night show. No. I don't know. <laughs> okay, next. He's losing steam. <laughs> hey, just a quick question about these uh, factory 450 bikes. Are they all... Like right at the weight limit, or is there some that they're not getting down to the weight limit? You know, the two twenty or whatever it's supposed to be, the minimum weight. That's that's my question. I was just curious if you know you hear about the KTM's adding weight. So is everybody else right there, or close, or over, or whatever? Thanks. KTM's are at like two twenty one. They're adding weight. The weight limit is like two twenty. Yamaha is probably about two thirty five. The the factory. No, I was just joking to see if Preston would react. I, my, my head came up because sure the information is wrong. They're a heavy bike, the Yamaha. They're a heavy bike. I think I'm for sure the Honda I heard is about 224, 225. Yamaha is probably a little couple pounds heavier. Do you know? I don't know. Okay, they're, they're, they're heavy bikes. Um, so, yeah, only KTMs on the weight limit, which is phenomenal. It's unbelievable that they are, but. And even if you're under 230 on a 450, that's light. Dude, we used to got 229 on a factory bike without a uh, crank balancer and a three-speed tranny. Yeah. And we were like 228, and we were like basically like doing somersaults. Yeah, Couldn't believe how light we got it. Right. You know what I mean? So I think I read in a dirt bike magazine that the new 450. You didn't read it in Dirt Rider. Probably yeah, read in Racer X. No, Dirt Rider probably. Probably Racer X. Okay, whatever. It said the Yamaha was 226. Thank you. Now, are, are are we talking JGR race bike, or are we yeah, talking... Yeah, JGR race bike. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much those weigh. Yeah, okay, no so one thanks. Knows. I mean... No one knows. <laughs> you don't think anybody knows? Well, of course, guys at JGR do, but... <laughs> no one knows! <laughs> the AMA guy knows. Well, yeah, okay. I'll find out. I got sources. Okay. I'm going to try to find right. out this week. Why would they hide that anyway? I don't know. I mean, why would you hide the weight? Like, These teams are dumb. I mean, Why is everything hidden right, in the sport? exactly. Thank you. All right, next question. Like next uh, voicemail. What up, Pulpinators? Steve, just wanted to say uh, I've been listening since the very beginning. My name is Carter. I've bought some podcasts coming from you a long time ago, but um, I've been listening since the very beginning, and you got 200 shows, and that is badass. And, uh, yeah, I just loved every second of it. So Thank you, bro. Good work. And also, I wanted to uh, propose, I guess, a theory that you and JT, have, you've been kind of going on lately and on the Pulp Show and on the Infab Fantasy Moto Show and everywhere else about these uh, these kids that come out 
in the, especially the 250 class, and they they have all the speed in the world, but they crash a lot. And I was just wondering if that might be because, like, nowadays there's so many amateur races, but they're not tied together. They're all, you know, individual events. So, I mean, you know, they have multiple motos or, or whatnot, but they're not all, you know, there's no real championship. So all these guys are just focused on one event at a time. So... Do you think that it's possible that that is what makes these guys so speedy yet crashy? I don't know. Just just spitballing here, but you know, I was thinking about that, and it just seems like since all the focus is on one event at a time, that maybe that's just kind of how it goes for them. And also, um, you know, like Dungey, Steely, Brayton, they weren't all great amateurs, and they turned out to be really great pros. So I don't know. Just something I was thinking about. Let me know what you guys think. And, uh, yeah, keep up keep good work. Hope you get to 300, 400. Who knows? Yeah. Well, me, me too, bro. Um, although, I guess we'll have to uh, clear everything with Dave. Was that guy's name Dave? I think it was Dave. It's Dave, yeah. Um, I think for more on that topic, just talk about what we said earlier about Travis talking about those young kids and stuff when he wasn't playing Mad Skills. Right. Yeah. All right, next question. Next. Beth, this is Whitey. Listen. Whitey. You're doing a great job, my friend. And you've Thank you, Whitey. And you've learned that there's a fine line between being funny and being a dick and you're staying on the right side of it thank you and the show's grown mm -hmm. so congratulations i don't know if it was jt or weed or your wife who convinced you but you're doing a much better job mm -hmm. the only other complaint i got is no more commenting on social media idiots who cares about these guys i get so pissed off when you guys go on rants about these nameless faceless people that only compromise a very small amount of your listeners. So get away from that. I don't know. In my world, I don't hear those people because I don't hang around with guys that are on a keyboard hiding their name and putting out shit just to make you pissed off and in turn they're pissing me off. All right. Great job, kiddo. Thanks. This is after we spent 20 minutes with Pike and JT talking about social media people. I'm sure Whitey's not too pumped. Thanks, Whitey. Appreciate it. I'm straddling the fine line of being a dick and what? Funny. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. It is a fine line. I'll ask Tony what he thinks of how I was tonight. I just don't get it. Like, I'm just trying to be funny. Yeah. Trying to make people laugh. People need to have a little I thicker think, skin. I think people take shit a little bit too personal. There's a lot of people in the pits that think we are curing cancer. A lot of people. Very serious stuff, this motorcycle racing. Very, yeah. very serious. Right. Yeah. And as soon as you go off the beat a little bit, they're like, whoa, can't be doing that. It's like, like, uh, I always have to laugh at like these silly season stuff. Like, I'm telling you, people, like our podcast about silly season, my stories about silly season, like who's hiring who and who's talking to who and what's going on. They have huge listener numbers or hits or whatever you want to con however you want to tabulate it. People love that stuff about our sport. Where's the riders going next year? And I'm sure you were involved in this, Travis, at some point. Um, where are they going? Who are they talking to? What's going on? So you know, we all hear stuff in the pits, and I relay some of that. Blah blah blah. There's people that act like, you know, like it is just like I just spilled state secrets out on the world. And I'm like, you know what? I think Team 5150 would love it if we talked about them. Right. Or Slayton Racing or whatever. Like these guys don't understand. They're talking about your team and these riders because they care. Because they want to hear about you. We, I mean, Team 5150 would love it if we started speculating about who they were going to sign next year. Right. You know? I, I get, it gets me. That's the minority too. It's not everyone. I think it's just a little small percentage. It's not of everyone, but you know what I mean. Like, 
there was some people that I've gotten into it with, and I'm just like, shut up, dude. I wrote a column about, like, there's rumors that you're talking to this guy. That's all I wrote. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're, and they're truthful from an agent or from a rider or from a gear guy or whatever, and they're truthful, and we all know that. I didn't say, you know, you, Mr. X, told me that you're talking. I, I put a rumor out there. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. What's the big deal? Curing cancer. Gospel. Steven, holy shit. Chad Reed, Atlanta One, fucking amazing. Pardon my language, but Jesus, that was amazing. Uh, first time caller, long time listener, as usual, you know, but um, had to call in. Got a little liquor in me. Um, very close to Canada. Figured I'd call in. Say good job, Chad and Jason. Jason Thomas, JT Money. Congratulations, everybody. Thank you, Pulp. Thank you, Pulp Max Show. Goodbye. Hey, it's Rob Steve. This is Oregon Dave. Um, hey, watching the race last night, I know this has got to be a topic coming up pretty soon here, is the more often that Kenny's not winning, and obviously the fact that he's not with Alden and he's not training and he's not with that camp anymore, at what point does everyone start pointing to his training program and that change as a as the reason for him, you know, crashing, maybe not being focused? Meanwhile, Dungey, who is in that camp and is now with Alden and AC and all those guys, is continuing to be consistent and racing up front and is the guy. And the big change in both of those situations seems to be Baker's factory. So, I don't know. Someone's going to be talking about that sooner than later if they're not already. Thanks for thanks for uh, all the good work on the show, man. Really love it. See you back. I mean, we've talked about it. Yeah. If you don't ride for Baker's factory, you won't win. I mean, this this switch isn't going to just turn off the, 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 the Kenny's brains or whatever, and all right. of a sudden he's going to start sucking. Let's find out in a year where Kenny's going, how his program's working, if he's getting tired or whatever, and we'll, we can make a judgment. It's a little early. Yeah, it, well, mean, and then back to that Baker factory thing. Um, I talked to somebody that knows a lot about what goes on there, mm-hmm. and you know they're, they're kind of you know drinking the juice, let's say, and think magic is going on. I say, okay, well, break it down. Tell me exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. There, nothing new. Nothing, no. nothing spectacular. Of course not. You just have a bunch of guys that want to ride, that want to win, and they're all riding together. Of course it's going to elevate. Yeah, absolutely. On well, a good track. But, with, sorry, go ahead. Well, no, that, that, that's it. I mean, there, there, there's no new... Theory no. or new thing that's going on. Did there. the guy tell you about how they're pumping roids right into them? No, <laughs> it's a bunch of fast guys riding together right. on a structured well, program that they have to stay accounted to and are accountable for. Well, one of the things that I've heard that RC didn't like was that you know RC never rode with anybody, you know, and and he actually kicked people out like Yogi once he once RC got the two fifties, he kicked Yogi out like uh, you know you can't I'm going to be racing with you beat it, and he doesn't like riding their competition. He said that in an interview a few weeks ago. And I think that was a big part of why Roxon left. Like Ricky telling him, "Don't ride with Dungey, don't ride with Anderson." Like the, you know, you're trying to beat those guys. You know, they're all learning from you, is what Ricky was saying. Yeah, that makes sense. They're all learning from you, and you know, no, you're not learning from anyone. The other side, the bakery factory side, is like, no, dude, everyone's helping each other and all learning from each other. And you know, Anderson's almost as fast as Kenny some days. 
I, th I think it just goes off of the rider. You know, what motivates a rider? For me, I like riding with guys. I like racing with people. If I get beat one day, that's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to try to it beat It never you. psyched you out? It never no, it, it yeah. never psyched me out, never bummed me out. Right. Uh, you know, I rode with Ricky. Ricky always beat me. I just kept trying to get close as yeah. I can. Don't feel bad, though. You beat everybody. <laughs> and see, that right there, I think, what makes a champion. A lot of guys, I think that's minority, how Travis thinks. Like, I'm not like that. Like, if I get beat down all the time, I get... I feel like shit, and I go home with my head held low, you know, it's like, you want to be on top some days, you know, and in day in and day out, if he can overcome that, that's just going to make him better, but some guys aren't like that, so. Right. Hey, Matt, it's Joseph. <clears throat> Got a statement and a question I was hoping you could answer on the show. Uh, first of all, just finished the 200th episode, great job, I've been there since the very first one. Um... My statement, though, is that, Paul, uh, I, you, you wouldn't have been hit number 200 if you, you had Paul with you the entire time. He's a nice guy. Uh, Kenny kind of bags on him uh, to the point that it's awkward, but Paul's just not great radio bro. So, uh, anyhow, yeah, keep on going. Hopefully we'll, we'll hit 300 in the next couple of years. My question is, uh, star, the Yamalube Star Racing Yamaha team, who is doing their motors now? I remember previously Cosworth uh, was building their motors. So are they doing it in-house now, or is Cosworth, are they still affiliated with them? So if you could answer that, that'd be great. Um, is that guy Riverside still doing them? Uh, I thought they were doing them all in-house now, inside. I, I know they were working with Cosworth, too, for a while. Yeah. Cosworth was doing some stuff for them. Yeah. Whatever yeah. it is, keep doing it. It's yeah. working, no doubt. Hey, Mathis, this is Josh from Indiana. I had a couple questions. Okay. Uh, I was wondering, was wondering how you got interested in the uh, Bassett thing. I'm a vegan and uh, animal lover, so I always thought that was really cool. Uh, another question, uh, new to cycling, and I was wondering what motocross companies offer uh, Lycra and gear for cyclists. Uh, and uh, one comment. Um Dungey's looking pretty unbreakable right now, and I hate to say it because Ferry's the man, but what if we got J-Law working with Kennard? I think it'd be great. Mm -hmm. Love the show. Thanks, guys. Yeah, J-Law working with Kennard. That'd be it's awesome. Great combination. Yeah, absolutely. I would work. Uh, I mean, Basset Hounds, I've always loved them ever since I was a little kid and never had one when I was a kid, but as soon as I got to be old enough to get one, I wanted them. So always like Basset Hounds for some reason. And uh, Lycra stuff, fly racing, bro. Full line of mountain bike gear. At flyracing.com. And road bike gear. And road bike gear. And shoes to Lycra, to jerseys, to shorts, to gloves, helmets. Their helmets are bitching. That, um, that, that's a smart idea. So many people cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I use and endorse fly racing cycling gear. And if you're that's a good. moto guy cycling, you want your moto kind of guy. You know, yeah. Gear, yeah. Can you guys tell me, though, um, the mountain bike dudes that dress like road guys? I, I'm not doing that. I do it. I do. Yeah. Oh. My bad. <laughs> you know, I didn't do that Don't at the beginning, but you, you might. No, just dress like a mountain biker. I don't like baggy shit. Dude, it just looks... You got you got the aero helmets on a mountain bike ride? No, what? not the aero helmets. You got a mountain bike lid. But some guys wear the aero helmets oh, on really? mountain, bike, mountain bikes. Yeah. Hmm. Seven Deuce Deuce, do you bicycle? Yeah. What's your I, issue do, with I do way more road biking, though. Oh. Okay. What's the issue with the bagginess for you, Kiefer? Um, I just feel like I'm more like secure and like 
my muscles and just everything feels tighter and when I spin like when mm-hmm. I'm having baggy I got wind resistance and drag and yeah. shit. So you're on a mountain bike. Yeah, but the mountain bike. Not... Where are you mountain biking? Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, but when you go down hills and you're flowing down hills, you don't want that shit nah. all flapping. See, I'm with I'm That's with a skinny Steve. guy thing. I'm plus the spandex. If I water my mountain bike where I ride, it's it's kind of like a little bit stony. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We're the same way, but we still we go mountain bike. Me and him mountain bike, and it's just. Pa- and, 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 and all the guys you ride with wear cycle stuff too. You got to get them out of that. Stuff, so. Yeah, you got to get them wear mountain bike stuff. You always mm-hmm. see the guys that just get into it have the baggy shit on. No, but then they transition out of it. No, right. they don't. Not at all. Um, Oakley just sent me some carbon fiber, like uh, Pookie. What are those things called? Blades. No, they're not called blades. <laughs> He wishes they are called blades. blades, though. That's they're what she's talking about. Carbon fiber cycling mountain bike glasses. Patch really? Oh, they're so good. Got little vents in the lens. You can change out the that, lens. For that must be lights. nice to get hookups like yeah. that. Oh, I know oh. which ones you got. That's yeah, nice. you, Racecraft, I think. I don't know. No, definitely not Racecraft. But I know which ones you're talking about. Yeah. What do you mean, Preston? You can't get you can't get hooked up like that. No, no. You know, I'm I, I'm just out of the industry. I don't race. Give I don't go break. to the races. Um. All right. Let's wrap this thing up. You guys got to go. Okay. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, and Fab Jeep and Truck Parts, Pivot Works, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Under, Galfer Brakes, KTMPartsExpress.com, Black Ops Moto. Check out sponsor deals on PulpMechShow.com to save yourself money. I guess we don't have a third commercial break, so no rap song for you. Fly gear. That's okay. out there, bro. Do you want to go, go out with your rap song? Sure. No, we can't even do that. We're going to run out. I, I, it's a long story. We can't even do that, though. It's okay. My program here is going to no, run out. No, it's okay. Um, so, yeah, I'll just take it out of Devin's pay when we get docked. Cool. Yeah. Um, You've already paid me. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having thank me. Thank you, Kiefer. Yep. I'll awesome. be here next week with you. Preston, thank you. Thank you. Good luck in the new gig. Thank you. I'm sure you'll do terrific. Fuck it. I hope so. And um, you have to still come up, though, at some point. Tell Butler well, you're, 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 relations. You know, Steve is a fan of the show, yeah. so you might have to put a call into we'll him. We'll have to get you back up here because we need your knowledge. There's no doubt. Holidays, Thank you can you. come. And the seven deuce deuce, always a good time, bro. I wish you could come more often, but you have this little thing called Supercross going yeah, on. Yeah, it's kind of conflicting, it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm happy to be in the show, dude. I love it every time. We should get you on the phone more, maybe. Yeah, no, it's definitely. It's better yeah. to have you in studio. Yeah, Kiefer Travis is always sick, though. You know, everybody in here. Every time I come, it's is, it's Rock, so is Rocky sick? Dude, he is. Yeah, Rocky's chilling. No, he's rad. He's, he's rad. rad. Um, thanks, uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, Chad Reed, Weston Pike, Bobby Canari, fantastic group of guests. Kenny Watson too, by the way, for playing along with that joke. That was a good that segment. Was funny, and then dude. giving the loser VIP treatments. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Fuck you and your show. All right. Uh, thanks to Swisscore. Thanks, Devin. Appreciate it. Always. Good work tonight, and we will see you guys next week. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt.